Welcome back, one and all, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 363. 363. I was told by Mark, I believe that we are at 335 weeks in a row. I was close. I think I said at one point, I think it's like 330. I was just guessing. <laughs> we, we are at now three. 36 i think that that is what that means am, am i correct is is that what that means i do believe i've already so. forgotten every number you just I said i do believe that we are only about five episodes away eric from freedom is what i hear is that okay. what you've heard sure <laughs> ah yes playing of those games as we do but hey everybody thanks games. for joining us and yeah really uh, and we have a bunch of books a bunch of big books uh tonight i mean page count eric that, that is a joke but before There's we only go into one big those, page count book, come on, I don't know. Jim. Some of these felt like they were a little longer than. Oh my god! That's just because you suck at reading. I do, and I was tired. <laughs> don't blame the books. And I was pissed off. We were supposed to get our oven delivered today, and it never arrived. So I am still eating microwave food as it is. But hey, you you used to like never that. Stop me. Well, yeah, you used to like that microwave fried chicken. Is it? I fried got another right anymore? Over there. I ain't using it. Yeah, really. I mean, that oven is about as useless as Jess. Oh, my goodness gracious. The jokes keep coming hard and heavy. Eric, speaking of which, that's what you are most Friday nights. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Strap in and strap on, everybody, right? Strap on. I don't know. That's what you tell me. You end up with all of this going on. We have a bunch of big books. I'll say big books, right? Not, okay. not just page count, but they are some of the bigger ones this week. But before we do go into those. Oh, bad family. Yeah, it's, it's very bat-centric. And. When I was reading them and even thinking about it and writing up an outline and stuff like that, I, I kind of I didn't get depressed, but I kind of was like, oh, that, that doesn't allow for a lot of variation here. We're going to talk a lot of Batman and the Bat family tonight. Some people love that, though, Eric. Uh, but I like the variety. Say of like the new 52, right? Everybody loves that when they think back at it. A lot of a lot of fights in the slack today about that old thing. But if you want to talk to us and see where we're doing, what we're doing and hanging out and whatnot. You can go over to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can read written reviews for everything going on. And also, you can go to the Patreon account. Help us out a little at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience. And in that whole deal with a bunch of the podcasts that you get, one of the biggest ones is our weekly spotlight. We have a, a DC Comics weekly spotlight podcast that is about an hour and a half each time we do it. Now, that's kind of like the standard issue. Whether it needs there. to be or not. That is true. Well, we ended up at the end of this one. We, we tend to get a little lost by the end, um, but we ended up talking about the Earth One books, things like that. Funny because we, we rarely read any of those, but we were talking about Never that. read a single well, one. Well, we were talking about the, the idea that you haven't read any. I got you a little fired up to go and read them, so that was pretty cool. But also on that, before all that talk, we did end up talking about Future State Gotham number two and Wonder Woman number 773. Those were the two books that if you want to hear us talk about it, you'll have to go over to the Patreon to do so. Now, whether or not those are the big or greatest books of the week, and if you want to blame anybody for that, you'd have to blame the badasses, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, Beep and boop. a boop. And this is their roll call, Eric. Woo! Here we go. I am out of breath. Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. And that, that is not any sort of indication of my health, Eric, uh-huh. or physical uh-huh. activity level, that I'm out of breath from talking like we always do. Ted Probst, I love Punchline, 
Oh my goodness! Is that, that somebody? Is that a badass or is that a proclamation by me? I don't know. <laughs> Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Day, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart, we'll hear from him in a little bit, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Arrakis, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Algin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Abir, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Man ship, man ship, telling me all is not. He ended up, I thought he might have had a show melt. No. Andrew in Belfast. See, I'm just saying that. Eric. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, Don't Need him, My Man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, Our Man Rob Lewis, B. Uh, Murray from the Buffalo Way, and Double A Ron up there, Minnesota Way. You love Minnesota, right? They have a lot of fried foods there. And Ultimate Never Deal. Been. Reggie. Reggie, the ultimate badass, looking down at us and smirking all the time. Eric, did you see? I don't think you actually look or maybe even follow the Marvel Twitter, but there was a new cereal that had come out in Japan that was green onion cereal. Would you eat that? Eric? No. And the weirdest thing is it, it ends up it was green onion checks cereal. So basically it's just checks, right? And you just eat it like checks. It was weird. But Japanese I actually got too much time on their hands. At, at one point, I thought it, it looked like it'd be wasabi cereal. Would you eat that? That would no. I don't. I tried that. I would try that. At least. I got better cereals to eat. That is true. What's your favorite cereal right now, Eric? What is your favorite? Again, cereal? I say that I haven't had cereal in like two years. Neither I haven't had it in a, in a little bit. Actually, that's a lie. I actually had some uh, cocoa puffs last night, but I haven't had like anything. <laughs> but what I wanted, like, I haven't had well, so I, haven't, long, I, I except actually for last meant night more. And the idea that. that's not interesting though, and it's not even in my top five or whatnot. But yeah, I, I was, well, we don't have an oven. Uh, we had nothing, <laughs> Which so I'm like, means you got to eat cereal. Yeah, well, I'm like, well, what the hell do we have? Oh, cocoa puffs, and I was eating it, and I swear to God, it actually tastes like somebody had like put out a cigar in the box. So much so that I look dirty bowl. I actually look. No, it's a paper bowl, Eric. I mean, we also don't have a dishwasher because Tanya doesn't feel good. Oh my God, Eric! You're a monster. She hasn't done dishes in ten years. I mean, seriously, it doesn't stop her if she feels good. But yeah, I ended up uh, eating cocoa puffs. Didn't taste great. And then I thought maybe I need some green onion cereal. That would be interesting enough. It was. It was on one of these like YouTube. You know the YouTube's, Eric. You aware of these things? Where they have like reaction videos where I haven't seen anybody react. I mean, I, I'm telling you, the people that saw Kennedy get shot didn't react to the way these people react to a dunk. I, I don't understand, Eric. And then they're eating the cereal that nobody would eat. And I'm telling you, cereal companies, I know they listen. It just put out the craziest shit because these YouTube, anything, TikTok, the Instagram, they're all going to eat it. They're all going to eat it just to make a video and yell at how much it sucks. I think this guy was like, it's not nuclear enough, is what he said. Oh, wait, that was Dan Stransky. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, I had some Cocoa Puffs. That's it for the intro. I just wanted you to know. Don't have my oven. Ate out of a paper bowl. That's the keep notes here. That's not the oven's fault. Keep notes. From now on, I'm going to have a quiz at the end of the podcast to see if you're paying attention, Eric, and also the listeners at home. But with all of that, we're going to go off right now to the books. We crave 
Yes, now it's time for Jim's Reviews, Eric. And you'll be joining with me here Maybe. with a couple books. Uh, here's a little bit of a spoiler alert. They're Batman books, Eric, or for the most part, Bat Family books, right? Is Deb Donovan, you think she's part of the Bat Family yet? Not yet. You, you're going to allow her into the Bat Family? Her Editorial. How about, how about Mr. Vile? <laughs> He's bad, Eric He's bad to the bone you End up with these two books We're going to be doing Detective Comics and Urban Legends If you want to listen to or read the reviews You're listening here If you want to read the reviews Again, go over to the website WeirdScienceDCComics.com Where you'll get reviews from a bunch of people Not just me and Eric Differing opinions and whatnot But we're going to jump right into this With Detective Comics number 1037 and it is written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Victor Bogdanovic, Eric, our old buddy, Victor. Uh, Jonathan Glapion and Victor Bogdanovic on inks, Jordi Bellar on colors, and Dita Bidikar on letters. And yeah, there's a different look to this, pretty much. You know, a great Capullo look, right, Eric? Is that is that the deal? Yes. It's funny because the thing is, well, I love Dan Mara's art and think it's one of the highlights of the series so far. I actually didn't really take notice of a big change for whatever reason. This maybe like the coloring felt weird. Or no, the, like, there's the, not a the little. Shading. It's, it's a different deal, but it's it, good it enough felt to very not familiar. realize. Familiar. Yeah, well, it did because it's Greg Capullo, Eric. That's the deal. Just I just like throwing shade right now because we defended this guy. All the time. We were really on. And I remember showing you right away when he was on that uh, Gotham Knights deal. I, I told you, hey, look at this. It's awesome. It looks like Greg Capullo, but pretty good. Defended the guy. And then he blocked us. Eric. He blocked us after I defended him once again just, you know, about six months ago. So I get to throw shade now. You ain't listening. Okay. Uh, but with that, too, the reason why he's here. He's looking for work because he also got kicked off of Marvel, it seems, for pretty much bad-mouthing fans of the X-Men books online and then admitting that he hates the X-Men while he was on an X-Men book. So that is just part of that as well. But here we go, Eric. Mariko Tamaki continues to muddle the details up in the story, making it zig and zag and feel less feel actual less overall because of it. Add in Deb Donovan and Lucius Fox focus backups that maybe not like the characters involved. And I really need something to change in this book to make me care more going forward. And me and you were talking beforehand and I agree with you. I've been a little more down on this recently than you have been. You've been a little more positive with it. I Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind the ideas. And remember I say that too, Almost going with the idea that you would had you would have had this on your do or die pull list, and I did that, man. We kind of made the choices. I like the idea of a Bruce Wayne kind of doing, you know, street level detecting and things like that. But it's starting to get really ridiculous if that's your actual focus. I mean, we have what looks like, you know, aliens in this and i mean aliens as Q in the movie where you have species you end up having face huggers <laughs> and shooting this going on and, and even with that if you're Ocular going to worms. do uh, yeah uh, yeah and that too uh, you know because it's also that who knows 
So with that, just think about that, the idea that we essentially have a burb story getting out like, oh, my God, murder in the rich neighborhoods of Gotham, stuff like that, which leads to like, you know, rage infected ocular worm people. And then like, you know, Sarah Worth being a zombie, but it's just Lady Clayface. And now you got Hugh Vile with a face hugger. Like we say a face hugger, but it's an opposite with a, a freaking monster coming out of his mouth. Now, legitimately, I'm just like Jason Voorhees and Jason goes to hell trying to pass his soul on to somebody else. And and that's the weird part of this is you also if you are going to do a street level and most people have, you know, applauded this so far as an idea of, well, you get the detecting. This is detective comics. But if you're going to do that, you have to be real particular with the details of your story. And you can't start mixing and matching stuff and you can't make stuff that ends up. Not making sense. I said it last time with the backup. Me and you kind of, it's not, it didn't Don't kill anything. Don't you miss anything. the backup now? But, well, the, the point to me was a cold case after three days. Like, this was something that it didn't feel right. There was a lot of right. problems with that backup. Well, there was. And me and you kind of, and you would, you convinced me overall, actually, because, yeah, it's like, what did you do six days ago? Three days ago? What are you talking about? Yesterday? I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Eh, pretty much was it. But even you convinced me by the end of the idea of it really doesn't matter. So you can go with it. And it was the backup that I didn't mind because it did. And it still is. It folded itself into the main narrative. So at least you had that. You had a backup that was. And we say that too. Did it really? Because even the idea that we have, you know, this woman that Huntress knew was murdered on the street. She wants to find out. Now we just have Huntress in this issue. Hey, Oracle, how you doing? You find the macular worms? Where's Bruce? He's over there. Goodbye. Yeah. He's over there. Oh, they Huntress, they, everybody. They want him for the murders. But uh, you have to have like, a, a, a real airtight case, a real airtight story if you're going to rely on the detecting. Also, other, now, with that, you end up having, I'm telling you, you end up having aliens and species, like all these things getting thrown in, whacking up, even Lady Clayface, but... We don't know it's aliens. We're just saying it's aliens so far. This could be a very terrestrial mouth monster. <laughs> I, I'm saying it just looks like the alien from aliens at points, right? So with this, though, you have something going on here that I don't understand why Mariko Tamaki didn't go with. The idea that Bruce Wayne doesn't have as much money. I still can't tell how much he has from this book. $500 I mean, million. Right? Dollars. Yeah. But he still has less money than he did. And you're dealing with a guy who's pissed off. That seems, I mean, if a guy's named Mr. Worth, I mean, he has that whole syrup empire behind him, Eric. He has a ton of cash. So you're dealing, though, with a guy who's seemingly above the law. And with the solicits coming up and things, he takes that even further. That's I don't know how you take it further. I know that's how the you thing. take it it's, further. You, you gather up all the penguins, guys, and make a villain team. We and, say this whole thing. It's, is he going to have the igloo boys? Yeah, but, uh, I think he is there. <laughs> but the whole idea where you have a Mister Worth, the idea of somebody with unlimited funds who can take the law into his own hands in a very sophisticated way. That's interesting. When you have the character off his fucking rocker for no reason in this issue, and all he does is shoot a bazooka at a police station. I'm like, you, you fucked up already. you like, this is something that like the Joker would do, not a sophisticated elite of Gotham. So what I'm saying is, that goes right with the aliens and the Lady Clayface. You have... Think he's got you, the eye worms? He, he may. I mean, it makes they everybody angry. I think that he's behind the eye worms. But even with that, you have a story where a guy has a ton of money, his daughter's been killed, and he's taking it, and he's allowed to almost take it in his own hands. You have a Bruce Wayne who... You know, he's Batman. I don't know if you know that. I've heard. But he's used that money to get out of a lot of sticky situations. I mean, even if it is, you know, on the up and up or whatever. And to me, 
the neat idea of this. Wipe away the alien nonsense, worms, things like that, you know, possibly zombies that turn into Lady Clayface. And give me a story where Bruce Wayne now realizes that he is really exposed more than he ever was because he doesn't have that money while he's going against a guy that has his money like like he used to have. And now he's going to have to fight against you know, that sort of thing and figure out that gives me a story if, that if shows me a was, Bruce Wayne who needs to scramble to if get Bruce things Wayne done. was you or me, I could see that happening. Still like a freaking gigantic multi-millionaire. Well, though. here's like, the problem, though. The, the status of like how much more money worth has of him, I still don't think you like there's a gigantic divide in my That's mind. That's my problem, though, because the way we set up the stuff, they ended up Bruce Wayne, all his money's gone. And then, oh, we can't do that. So we'll have him. It's an ambiguous number. He's still rich. He's just not filthy rich. It's just right? the and idea. It's like, all right, Batman, no, no more space stations for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that I rich mean, anymore. God li- damn it. Like, he lives in one of the squankiest neighborhoods. Yeah, he has micro caves, not one big one under the mat. That's where they screwed up. You could have had like it's funny because you could still have those. Any well, it, still yeah, up on the hill, he would still have them, and that would be something that would have been hidden. So he should have had those anyway. But the idea to me is you kind of fumbled the ball by not making them. You want a street? This has never been a street. Street level to me means me and you. We're out there with a magnifying glass. I got a Sherlock Holmes hat. You got the pipe air because I don't smoke, and we're going around doing these things together. You ain't cool. As the Hardly Boys is what we would be called here because we hardly solved the case. Uh, But with all that, it's just Batman doing things slightly different. Well, again, you're not going to have the street level. That's the thing is it's it's less of a street level Batman in my mind as a more exposed Batman. Yeah, but it's not really because he has tons of money. So you run into this brick wall I think she has where, okay – what can I do against this Bruce Wayne who still has all the money and all the people, whatever? Oh, well, we'll just get this crazy lunatic who has more money, who is basically going to come out with a, a rocket launcher. And it, the, the big a point bazooka. of this is, isn't the bazooka. It's the idea that he has the influence to clear out the station. If you are reading the Daredevil book over at Marvel, this exact scene kind of happened there as well. So I kind of, you know, uh, rolled my eyes a bit. But not everybody reads both, Eric. You know sure that. Don't. Uh, so you get into this, though, Someone's and everything taste. is like, Neil Betterman. <laughs> I love that the better man, he was the, the guy who died, Eric, but the vile Neil. guy. <laughs> Hugh Vile. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's like, he's the man who murdered Sarah Worth, dead on the rooftop. Now, remember this. Nobody knows that nope. Neil really did that. Lady Clayface does. So where's she? They have her hidden away. She's in a freaking gym bag somewhere. They have her hidden away. He even says, Batman says, are you sure she's you know secure, whatever? Yeah. Why are you doing that? She's actually an incarcerated criminal. She escaped only because of A-Day. She got out of there, but she should just be taken back. to. And now with the idea that she can clear Bruce's name by saying this, yeah, they may not believe it or whatnot, but it would be something that might be able to clear the name. And they're not doing anything about that. But just as a, a surface level deal, She's a criminal. She was in jail for a reason. Didn't seem like a reason that would put you in Arkham, but she is Lady Clayface. But even so, I forget. I forget what she said she did. But last time like we saw weird, her, almost before like that, insurance fraud or something. I know because weird the last like time that. we saw that she had reformed herself to a degree for Gotham City monsters. And I think it was that part Mariko of that team. Tumaki, yeah. I think and she did something okay saying, well, times got tough. And she I agree. And the thing something. is, I don't even, I just remember it being something ridiculous that you and I just kept saying to ourselves because of how ridiculous it sounded. Back to Arkham, you go crazy lady. I'm like, all right, I guess. And I, I got think them that, hardcore. Yeah. But it can't yeah, really. Uh, 
I thought that like right away, immediately, hey, what's going on? Like, okay, well, we'll figure this. But it's Lady Clayface. She's the one. Look, and, I ain't trusting really, no clay lady with her testimony. With, with Huntress, well, she's just in a duffel bag right now. At least try. But, I ain't trusting no ladies in a duffel bag. <laughs> end up where clay ladies. It, it, she's they're there, and like you said, Huntress calls. Oracle, hey Oracle, what up? What up there? Hey, what uh, up, B? Hey, uh, you know we we have this thing. Any sort of eye worm cases going around? Remember Couple. the first way? The first <laughs> way it was introduced was last issue when penguins, guys and gals were going around looking for something suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> just going around. I love that. I, I still laugh when I thought of that when I'm reading this. The idea that the one guy, I don't know, is that lamppost looks suspicious. I kind of awesome want this to be a weird face. subplot that never came out where the the elite to the degree where after Joker War and City of Bane and stuff like that, people like the Penguin who are supposedly, you know, good members of the city, like city and stuff like that, like a Mr. Worth stuff, people with money and like high ends are going about taking like, you know, the law into their own hands is trying to make sure everybody's safe and maybe get the respect that they feel they deserve by doing this whole almost Batman-esque thing by keeping the city safe. But you never got to. You just got some assholes. And some freaking penguin mask going on. You see anything suspicious, Louie? Nope. Yeah, you want to see that? Those eye worms. Well, remember, too, though, Mariko Tamaki's already set this up also as the elite not caring about the Joker and not caring about the disasters that happen because they're the only ones who can leave. They they treat these villain disasters as if it's wintertime and they head down to Florida or they go to the Keys and stuff like that. So it, it's weird. Things sort of, like, don't crisscross this way that they should. But, yeah, you end up with, you know, Huntress and Oracle, hey, you know, you got any of the eye worm stuff? Oh, Couple. yeah, there's been some reports. And by the way, those people get real angry. And by the way, then they die. And, and I think that this is supposed to play out of like Neil Betterman. Like the Neil Betterman thing is like, oh, no, he died before he could be arrested and tried for this. And now they're going to blame Bruce Wayne and, and all that. And again, that. was but, it Neil Betterman's fault? Would you, would you would you try and convict him to that? Because he is he is enraged by eye worms, is. Jim. And they would have to they'd have to get a doctor and they're things itchy. like that. But you know what they you know what they still could they could still do that, Eric. You could get Neil Betterman's body and take it there to the police and say, We think that this Just drop guy it on did a it. sergeant's and, desk. Yeah, really. Guy's dead. And uh say, you know, don't Grab his eyes. What's this? Evidence. <laughs> yeah. Bag it. I do it for an eye. I don't know. But you end up where <laughs> this would be evidence for the deal. I mean, they think because, and again, it's only Lady Clayface's word or shape her. And, I trusted it. And all she said was Neil. And she that's did. where you, where you went, Batman right? Batman so, fucking jumped to conclusions. But this is what I'm talking about. This is where the things start getting wacky because some of the details Sarah are glossed Neil. over and stuff. But it is making me laugh. Neil's there. But what do they do with the body? They just leave it. They they leave it there. Now, Batman and, and Huntress are there. Now they're going to be wanted for this murder. They just keep leaving bodies around. Uh, it ends up reminding hey, me of corner. the, remember the, the Tom King Booster Gold deal where there's just bodies of Batman laying everywhere at points. But you end up where Bruce leaves because he Was it bodies of Batman also, or was it Booster? Yeah, no, it was actually Bo- it was Booster and I believe Batman as well at that one point when he ended up killing the one on the rooftop and then went and we said that if anybody finds that later. Oh, but- when he went back in time and yeah, just dropped yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just left them there. So again, that just seems sloppy. But Batman, Bruce Wayne actually, is one for the murder now. And it's, it's for questioning, but you end up so doing not- this. Yeah, and that's the thing. You end up revealing by the end. I mean, if you're going to go with the idea that Mr. Worth has this influence and he thinks and he heard 
And he's enraged, right? And he heard that Bruce Wayne might have been around his Look, daughter. Mr. At one point Worth better have eye worms for how out of freaking sorts he is based on everything he's heard right now. Oh my God, my daughter died. What are we going to do? We better find out who did this because I'm enraged. Hey, I don't know if you heard this. Two days after we found your daughter's body and she was transported to the morgue, somebody saw Bruce Wayne with what they thought was your daughter. Motherfucker killed my daughter. I'm going to blow up the police station with if a I'm da- If I'm down in Tennessee... Right? Are you the only 10 I see, Eric? And all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh, my God, I think I saw Jim with Elvis. All of a sudden, I'm arrested for Elvis's murder. What's the deal? I mean, no, no, the, no. The, You're I, not arrested for – first, you have to have some rich asshole who loved Elvis get enraged when he heard that you saw Elvis, and then he pays off the police station to arrest you for this you know, decades-old murder and then blow it up with you inside. Eric, everybody loves the king, right? Who doesn't? So, but with that, like this whole thing. Yeah, maybe we need to go around and question. Now, in a comic book world, there's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, they are aware of a Clayface or clones, whatever, but it oh my seems God. like they are, though. It's always this seems like a the shock thing. to them. I know, they are. The thing is, though. Oh my God, everybody's frozen. What was it, a flash for? Like, how did the weather change like this? Motherfucker, it's Mr. Freeze. And, and <laughs> the weather wizard's in town, please. You end up, that's right, global warming. You end up with the idea. That Bruce is I don't know why wanted- nobody's talking about that on the freaking news, actually. The idea of like climate change is due to the metas and not anything but the world. Or, like, you need something to deal with. That'd be pretty cool there. It's just that You easy. end up, though, that Bruce is actually one of – like, he should be needed for questioning because he – and they say, we heard you arguing with Lydia the night – no, no, no. He wasn't arguing with Lydia. Lydia was losing her mind and called the police. The police were there. They would know what this whole thing was about. They were there. She busted in, started yelling at the police or whatnot. But this isn't like somebody looked out a window and the police weren't there. They were there immediately. So he's brought in for questioning on that Lydia murder because we saw at the end of last yeah. issue. She and no ended matter up what, coming up he dead. should be brought in because he's one of the last people to see her alive. Yeah, 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 for questioning. And the idea, where were you after the police were there? Did you like go? And it would be weird, but that's what you would get questioning. Suddenly it flip-flops into a way that he's there because somebody had said, I, he was there with Sarah. Yeah, we saw Sarah was dead at the point in but the But the morgue. thing is, but with what we have sense. going on, again, it doesn't make sense. There's no reason that any of this should happen. But the idea that Bruce Wayne was then charged with the murder of Sarah Worth, this seems all a part of Mr. Worth losing his goddamn mind and making this happen so he can get Bruce Wayne where he can and shoot him where with bazooka. Where Bruce Wayne is, that makes sense. But make it so that he has him in there. For Lydia, there is the reason. They don't yeah. even need a reason. I mean, they could just pull up the way this is playing out. They could just pull up and say, hey, we need to question you about this. Have something go wrong and put him in the cell and have what you do. But the idea that Mr. Worth then, with all of this, thinking, okay, he just thinks that maybe Bruce was involved. He's insane. But then Again, he goes to Nakano. But then he goes to Nakano. Someone saw that piece of crap, Wayne, with my dead daughter. Now, listen, that is not saying with my... You know, now daughter before she died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't like I think that she ended up killing because of that last week. No, he must be saying with my actual dead daughter who's in the morgue and we know it. Nakano should say that right away. Listen, people think they saw some things or whatever, but it doesn't make sense. And also, all Bruce has to do is say, uh, you know, or have Huntress show up with Lady Clayface as well. But, you know, he is because Mr. Worth isn't going to get mad about Lydia. He has to you have to skew it towards 
his daughter Sarah, and it doesn't make much sense. You can say that you think he's a serial killer, and that you look into Lydia, and then go, yeah, it must be eye worms. It has to be. For the amount, because we don't, Mr. Worth was just introduced. He's another rich, high society guy like the Waynes were, like one of the original families of Gotham, so everybody respects him and also fears him, which might be one and the same for a lot of people, but the idea is his daughter dies, he wants vengeance, there is nobody to blame at this point in time, and he is losing his mind more and more, especially in th- in this issue, we find out that his y- daughter years ago, when she was still a child, died of cancer, you know, kind of making him lose his mind a little bit years ago. So now that the only thing that he had left was now murder and taken away from him. If you add in the rage fueling eyeworms, this whole thing, I can see him going along these lines. But think about the progress or the progression in this book and in since we've seen him. Nakano has dealt with him a bunch of times, right? He's never once said, come down, Mr. Woods. You've never been like this. Oh, my God. This seems like his MO anytime. Wherever he wants something like this, he flips out. That's how he got so rich, all that sort of deal. Nobody is saying like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? I know you're my daughter. Died. Like he can flip out to that. But this seems to be his deal, almost like the idea. He's always a piece of crap when he doesn't get what he doesn't get. And now he wants justice and i it's pushed towards that he wants justice he's going to get it but i don't think that we haven't seen him before that's the problem and so i would assume eye worms but nobody's reacting like anything's different than what we had always had with this guy because we never saw him we really didn't so you also never saw him after he lost a daughter either to murder yeah yeah but i'm saying the idea though is at least show him the like at, at points like oh my god he's always like a really nice guy And then we see him, oh, my God, he's even more over the top. I mean, losing a daughter would be one thing. But he is just pushing for people and, and getting a bazooka and shooting a police That is the biggest thing about it because no matter how much money you have, this whole idea. as well. Oh, it's it's going to be personal. He thinks Bruce Wayne murdered his daughter. No, no, I think that there's other things involved. When he says, this is the last time you're taking something from me, I think that there's some other things that have gone on between the Waynes and the I just imagine the Waynes and Wirths have vied for different properties, businesses throughout the thing, and been like, no, company rivalries. This is more about that. You know, and then even that, you know, I didn't kill her. You think I don't know you, scum? I mean, it's like and he, he does have a, him I'm saying, though, along. everybody would hate a Bruce Wayne for what, the portrayal that he has put out there into the world yeah, of who he, would, he is. Would. And I think that that gets thrown in as well. It just gets wacky. It just gets a little convoluted of, of what is going on. And it's one of those, like, quick swerves that you're like, oh, man. I just don't know how Mr. Worth gets out of this whole thing because let's say he has paid off an entire police precinct this whole time to leave while Bruce Wayne is locked up so he can stand out front on the street and shoot a rocket at the building, blowing it up, and then shooting a gun and chasing a man who's like, you know, Bruce Wayne's all messed up and then crawling into a sewer, screaming along all this. Why are the streets cleared? Why are there no witnesses? Why is nobody freaking out? I just don't know. The, off, I don't know that- how you get out of this at the end of it. It's like when you'd have like the bat god before because Bruce is a trillionaire. This is the worst god. He he could do whatever. And it's a little too over the top with that again. And again, what does this lead Nakano to do with, say, the magistrate and stuff like that? Because that's what we thought at the beginning of this would be all about. Nakano has just been sitting there taking the yellings from everyone. He hasn't really done anything in this, which we thought was going to be pretty cool to see more of that. But yeah. You end up getting Mr. Worth just, you know, blow up the police station and then chase Bruce down in the sewers where he escapes. Bruce Time to get to a micro in, cave. Bruce hides in a micro cave while this guy's just hunting him down and then comes out and literally, Bruce-y. you know, almost says, hey, look at me, I'm Batman. 
Bruce Wayne and punches him in the face. What are the odds I chased a Bruce Wayne into the sewers and Batman was down here <laughs> waiting for me? Oh, Worth, you have the worst luck there is. And it would be great. And he's like, I, I don't get a connection here. Right. And then he's like, where are you, Wayne? Batman comes out here don't and punches brains. him. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. And also, even if he does put it together here, like as we've seen before, if the eyeworms are the thing going on here, if they are the main culprit behind everything going on, nobody's surviving this. So let's just say if you find a way to survive, I don't remember. Yeah, you know, he's just going to die. Uh, but yeah, he punches out, you know, Mr. Worth. The art's good. I said that stuff about Victor Bogdanovich in the beginning. Uh, it's just personal. Eric, I like the art in this. I think it's pretty I good. I don't like it as that. much as Dan Mara's art, but it still works either, well with the series. I think that I'm also just used to Dan Mara being the art in this. Uh, but you're going to start doubling up issues and things, so you're going to need some help. Why do we have two backups, though? Well, I, I don't know. Because the backups are short? I, I don't know. I mean, really, are there anything? You got Adept Donovan. Deal, and I said to you before this. Here's my opinion of this. I'm Deb reading Donovan's journalist at large. <laughs> uh, Gotham has heart. I'm reading this. You know, Ed Op, whatever. You do. She's talking Editorial. about the idea. Yeah. yeah, she's talking about the idea of Gotham is hurting, and we don't just need people to come and make themselves look good and get a pediatric wing. And they even throws the idea, which is where, good because I'm not going to say children don't need help, but why don't they have help? All the time, Deb Donovan, journalist at large. I'm like, did you get a hold of Batgirl and that Batgirl number 50? And and everybody's just throwing shade, whatnot, because this is something that goes on not just in Gotham. This is something that goes on. And I don't need Mariko Tamaki to write this little, you know, pretty much meaningless in my mind, little backup to say, hey, everybody. How pretentious is Deb Donovan, though? Because she goes to these elite parties. She's going to talk shit about everybody and just walking around stealing their booze and drinking. And she's walking around like Harvey Bullock, just pissed off at the world, thinking that she's better than everybody else. Yeah, she thinks that. But yet, what is she doing? I'm sorry, you're going to fix it, Deb? Nope. I don't know how to fix it, but I'm going to talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. This would drive me nuts. Why aren't you having uh, an editorial about what you should do? She's just concerned of what they shouldn't do. And, you know, whatever the deal is and all this stuff, it it always does come down to it's their damn money. Yeah, it'd be nice if people did something more with it or whatever, but it's theirs. And she does this. And my big opinion of this little backup here is if this wasn't a comic book and somebody said, hey, Jim, check out Deb Donovan's deal. This is the last one I'd read because I'm like, I don't like what are you what are you telling me? Why am I reading what you think somebody's doing something wrong? Give me an I'd, idea I of what's right. I would rather read one of Bibbo's editorials. Damn right. <laughs> ah, like, I don't, like, it's, it's Mariko Tamaki, and this is what actually, you know, pulling like, it out. When she doing steps, when she leaves the party, stole the booze, and was pissed off at everybody, the world, whatever. She steps off a curb without looking around. This motorcycle drives by, still like a freaking feet away from her. She drops her booze. Hey, you fucking asshole. Yeah, I love that the guy's just driving his motorcycle. <laughs> Look both ways. Yeah. You, you piece really. of shit, Deb. You piece of shit with that bullock looking booze hanging out and whatever. Uh, just the idea of two, like, Mariko Tamaki is is going with the idea here, which I don't understand the concept, except that I think that Deb Donovan will be the one to uncover the Worth stuff. She already ends up like, oh, Mr. Worth, and it's all icy. Is she Mr. Freeze, Eric? Is she Mr. You end up where I think that, but with this, though, 
and the next backup even, it makes me like the characters in this book less. Like, I don't like Deb Donovan with her nonsense and high as We needed a deal. Neil Betterman backup. Also, yeah, she's also, like, yelling about, like, the Waynes, they always have these pediatric things. The last I checked, Thomas wasn't a pediatric surgeon. Oh, really? Uh, sorry about that. And then, and then she, the idea is Mariko Tamaki has to pull it aside. I don't mean that we can't be against the kids, but everything always backpedals. Where everything she's pissed off, that she has to backpedal to make herself not look every like a piece of shit time. herself. And let's go on about who everybody else I is mean, a piece Deb of shit. Donovan, I'm not yeah. saying, but yeah, no. everything's a backpedal. Oh, we we can't do this, but but I'm not saying that. But we can't do this. I don't mean that. The Gotham Gazette needs to get a new freaking reporter, please. And then all of a sudden, the next the next editorial: people with motorcycles should drive more in the street, not just they should on watch the out street. for pe- for drunken people walking down the road, not looking both ways. Oh, so please, the progression of this just to to deal with. And I didn't even say the the credits for this. We do learn that Mister Worth had a kid that, that yes. and that's good for the main story. Agreed. That actually is so. So I'll go with that. But it is Mariko Tamaki writing Carl Mostert on art. Jordi Belar on Colors and Rabelais on Letters. Now, with that, Deb Donovan, who goes to step off the, the thing, actually looks like she's on a road that just has tons of cars lining it. I mean, you see her there. She steps off. Now, all of a sudden, there's no cars because this guy almost hit her. <laughs> really? Yeah, look both ways. She's not even looking up. Seriously. And uh, this guy should be flipping the bird. And he should be doing something. He just said, oh, man, those guys on their motorbikes. I don't like them. Uh, but yeah, Me sense. the next one, is, you, know, you know, I don't like loud stuff either. I, I, we were behind a guy on his motorbike the other day and, and like Logan's a motorbike. Like, yes, because <laughs> I'm old. You end up Logan's like, do, do all the motorbikes? Cause he listens to me or all no, the motorbikes, they all stink like that with the exhaust. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. The next story is called three minutes. It's by John Ridley with art by Dustin McGuinn, colors by John Cleese and Tom Napolitano on letters. And it's a Batman and Robin, Dick Grayson, Robin deal where Batman's running around. The and they early have the days Batmobile. of Batman and Robin. They end up Starsky and Hutch and this bitch going across the hood of cars and the Batmobile and stuff. And it is early days. But then you, you throw in that back at the cave, you end up having Lucius Fox. Now, number one. And Alfred. Y- you end up having maybe people, you know, trying to figure out Batman whatnot. They start to... You know, make some recordings. They can tap into the things. That's why you always talk with the code names and stuff. Well, Lucius slips at one point, but also he's called Foxtrot. If Batman gets taken down, they're like, okay, Batman's Penny Bruce Wayne. Foxtrot. I wonder who this Foxtrot is in this Penny one. You got to come up with better names, Foxtrot. Uh, but early days, I did. Did you know that that was Lucius the minute you saw it? I thought it was just some dude hanging out. I'm like, that's Lucius. I didn't recognize I had, I, him. The thing is, I had to wait for them to tell me because it could be anybody, especially because I'm not used to this style of art and stuff like that. But Lucius being there, I, I like the idea that we're dealing with early, with early days of Lucius being working with Batman, knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman and stuff like that. I don't like the idea that Batman keeps calling him his armorer because for whatever reason, I don't like saying it, it doesn't have a good mouthfeel, but I want like, you know, him to have a better title for Batman. But the whole thing is, it's all about Lucius Fox being a man who has ideas. He's going to get Batman out of a bad situation, even though he doesn't agree with what Bruce is doing, especially with a young Dick Grayson at his side, putting him in danger. And it's such a weird thing because he's going to yell, Bruce is going to yell at Lucius about, you know, Fox try, you, you got to use code names, wrong thing. How many times you have Alfred call Master Bruce over the radio and stuff like that? But this whole thing is, 
I, I don't understand what we're going with because Lucius has some qualms about what Bruce is doing, especially, like I said, with a young Dick Grayson. And Alfred, I don't know if it's because he just has to save face because for Master Wayne, he doesn't want to talk shit when he's not around. He has to stick up for Bruce. You know, Bruce would put his life in the line for Dick to make sure that he was to survive. He, we have his best interest at heart for what he came from. Watching your parents get killed, it changed the child. Bruce wants to make sure he's always on the right path. Lucius leaves. He comes home. He's like, and I swear, when Bruce would come home, Lucius be gone. Alfred's like, I, I don't think I like what you're doing with these kids here, Master. <laughs> because the thing is, how many times have we seen Alfred have the same problems that Lucius exactly does the on same here? Thing. And it's just Alfred just like flip flopping right here because you're like, there's company over. We can't air the fucking family's dirty laundry. It's oh, that no. or it's one of those where you end up having a girlfriend and they're like, oh, you know, and then she breaks up with you and your friend's like, oh, man, she was the worst. And you start defending her. You're like, ah, she wasn't that bad. It's weird. Or you just, it happens a lot. Like you have a piece of crap brother and they're like, you know, your brother, like, you don't need somebody else to tell you that. You know it, and it makes your whole family look bad, so you have to fight back. But that's kind of why Alfred always has been there. He's always the one that comes in afterwards to kind of tell a Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, all of them down the line of, like, hey, you're doing a good job, and also trying to protect them a little, and always having that argument with Batman. So what John Ridley's doing is almost, again, doing one of those where you're elevating a character by lessening another one. I think that this is a story that was from before, when you ended up having the idea that we're going to have 5G, we were going to have Lucius in the Joker War become the next Alfred because Alfred ended up Which dying. Which makes sense because it, it feels plays out, out better of place that way, as right? a backup here out of nowhere for having Lucius Fox doing one from years ago. Now, if you, what you're saying is this is a John Ridley thing from a while ago that should have yes, been an that's anthology what I'm series. Guessing. Leading into 5G makes way more sense because you have Lucius Fox being here and seeing that he is the Alfred figure that you know Alfred to be. Yes, and tie this in with what he's saying kids shouldn't be doing this all that his son becomes batman at that one point it could have been luke or tim they ended up being tim or whatnot but the rumor the rumor was going to be luke it was going to be so the idea of all that of him saying you know oh my god you can't have these kids or whatever with us knowing that luke is already under batman's wing as well like one of these robins and his like other son, Tim, Jace, would become Batman. And I think that that serves really well in, in an idea. Yeah, and Tiff. Now, even with the idea of this would have been, in my mind, you, you get a scene that was going to be a flashback in something 5G-esque or leading and all that. And then just like, well, let's because that's what DC's doing right now. Especially or even with, if this was a backup in future state. Yeah, just think of the things that john ridley has been involved with we ended up getting a lot of stuff that had to be you know changed around or whatnot but they're really throwing all of it out there in this new kind of way and i think that this might have been something with that because it does not really fit with anything in the detective comics deal i just think they wanted to get rid of it they already paid for it go you have that shorter one with deb donovan let's throw this in for a little extra page count because you know it is a 499 book uh, so I just think that that's what it is. But what it ends up making me is like I, I get angry at Lucius and just, you know, at the end, he's all into this. I go, I don't like this. That Richard is out there and he's Dick Grayson's out there and he ended up having his family dead. And then Alfred's like, you don't know what that's like. Hey, you don't have kids. Ah, da, da. And he does. But you end up with the idea. Batman says, hey, tell Lucius he did a hell of a job because he's there as the armor. And I don't mind the idea that Batman gets gets Lucius in here while they're out in case something, because you're getting the idea this is a new Batmobile, new armory on it and stuff like that. If things go (laughs) wrong, if things go wrong, you end up, Alfred wouldn't know what the hell is happening. So you have the guy who did this. I like it. I also like the idea if you played it with, 
Lucius has been making shit for Batman, but he's never seen the front lines crap that goes down and the shocks the hell of him. I don't mind that. Like he's like takes off his glasses in the end, like looks like I'm gonna have to up the game here or something like that. But the idea that he keeps going, ah, Dick Grayson's in harm, and this kid's been through enough. Hey, by the way, Batman said you did a hell of a job. Yep, I'm in. Like that's all he needed. He's like he just wanted a compliment. He goes, I'm in, but I'm still gonna look out for that Richard. You know, and and just uh, it's it's nonsense. But that's how it kind of ends there. And I wish Alfred would be like, you know what? Get in line, pal. I've been doing it longer than you, jerk. Not that uh, much longer. Yeah, but still. Um, with that, though, what would you give this as a total package? Ultimately, I think I would end up giving this a 6 out of 10. I like Victor Bogdanovich's art in here. I wish it was Dan Mora, but it is what it is. It does its job. It's just the story is too over the top at times because I want to know about Hugh Vile. I want to know about Mr. Worth. I want to know about Ocular Worms, and I want to know about freaking Mouth Monsters. And while they're all present here, I don't know anything about anything. Huntress like loses her backup just to say what's going on with Bruce jumping off a fucking building. That's it. And we don't really get a great progression. And when we do the, get a progression of Mr. Worth and Bruce Wayne, which is asinine idea. Oh my God, he killed my daughter that was dead years, like, you know, days before. It just becomes this over the top action movie that doesn't really like, you know, jive with everything else that should be going on in the city in my mind. So it's a little bit disappointing. And plus, I didn't like either of the backups. Yeah, I'm at a 6 out of 10 as well. And just as an aside, we didn't really say Hugh ends up walking down the street. He sees a guy. He's interested in him and, and has a, a mouthworm and seemingly Mouth eats monster. him for dinner. Yeah. I'd like it if maybe he, you know, puts some I, – I don't think that's the eyeworm deal. This is just he's way over the top and he's eating people. I don't know. They, they have, uh, if, they, if we have ocular, like, worms going on that make people wouldn't rage Wouldn't you think out, that that's what he would do, though, is maybe though, that if, he'd give them the, ha- the worms – and then eat them when they die? Because I don't know. He says I, I don't that- understand why that would make more sense either. But like, they, I just don't know why. I think it's, I don't know why that we would have two separate things like this going on at the same point. They have to be connected. I just don't know how yet. But at the deal where Nakano goes, where were you? And it's like, oh, I stopped to eat. I was getting dinner. It, it seemed like he's just eating. He ate people. So, uh, you know, I, I he's just a species. don't get it. I don't get it there of why this would be the deal. Or maybe we'll see. You know, some sort of alien deal where you have these worms pop out of this guy's stomach in the alley. I don't know. Maybe they're the offspring. Maybe they are. you know what happens with that? You got to keep them separated. Yeah, you do have to with that offspring, seriously. (laughs) The next one is Batman Legends number four. Legends? Yeah, our Batman Urban Legends number four. I'm looking right at it, too. Uh, You end up having our regular stories of Red Hood and the Grifter Red Hood and Batman in Sheer Part 4 is 6 by Chip Zdarsky. Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira on art, Marcus Toe on flashback art, Adriana Lucas on colors, and Becca Carey on letters. We also have a Batwing story, a Tim Drake story, and the Grifter story that we have been going through as well. But we'll go with those as we get to them. We start off, though, with that Chip Zdarsky deal, and this is the big reason why people would be buying this book. I would still That's why think. I'd be buying it. And you end up with some flashbacks. And we're going to get a lot of flashbacks of early days of, I mean, we just did. We even had yeah. it in the backup with John Ridley's deal. So we have this Jason Todd deal. But that's not and done to death. I don't mind this one as much only because I, if you are into this and you don't know everything about Jason Todd, but it's not just that. This seemingly has a purpose to show you, remind people. I mean, everybody knows Joker killed you know, Jason Todd, whatnot. We don't see a crowbar here, which is good. Thank you God. said that to me earlier. But I think that you're not, you have to look at this a different way. 
You, you know, see we're gonna, everything we're gonna, but the crowbar, yeah, though. Well, we're going to talk about the Ducard stuff later in Batman the Henri. Detective. We're going to have even flashbacks that are elsewhere. Flash- Everything's flashbacks. This sure is. So you have this, though. But if you look at it in the lens of you have to show really how Jason Todd didn't listen to Batman because, and he says it, we never trusted each other. He didn't trust me. I didn't trust him. It might go a little too long, like you said, especially in a story that I, I'm waiting for the cheer drops. I mean, the cheer drops, all you get in this is Jason Todd say, there's Mr. Freeze on the cheer drops. Dude, oh my God. You even say that, but the thing is, by the end, this idea of a story that started out with Red Hood trying to take down a drug that's being spread throughout Gotham, and this is the plot. This is the basic idea. And we get to the end of this where it's Mr. Freeze and a dude painted up like a, smi- a yellow smiley face, so I'm guessing it's Mr. Cheer himself, but I'm like, I, I don't know what happened here because the whole idea is like, I was the bad Robin and I never listened, but I need my Batmans now. He never says that. But but again, though, I think that it's more than I think it's also going first off Batman when he goes to get Jason, who's in trouble here and is also remembering these flashbacks as well, basically almost says, I did it all perfectly. I just don't want to happen again. And that's not true. And Alfred set that up at the very beginning, saying the idea he needs Bruce Wayne. At certain points Well now he needs Batman Because he's in big trouble But the combo of that They never trust each other I like the way it plays out By showing Like I said It's a little too long Of showing you everything Going on with that But it also shows his mother You know to remind you His mother was a piece of crap That sold him out He doesn't have a family it's such a weird thing because everything matters, and I don't know how we play it in the New 52 anymore, how it came wrapped around, but it's always been this convoluted story with the death in the family of Jason Todd, where you have his mother who overdosed before this, why he got put on the street. His father, Willis, went to you know prison, but then out of nowhere, you had his real mother show up, and then we had to go and do this, and she then he is duped by his mother and given over to the Joker when she finds out that he's a rob and stuff like that. I'm like... When you're showed it here, if you have just an idea of Jason Todd, especially with the what you'd normally see with Red Hood and stuff like that, with the idea of the overdose mother, which I, I think we might have even talked about in this, but it might even be something else. Yeah, well, but yeah, well we over- saw her overdosing at one point. Not, but this you is know, a different mother. She, memory, I know. Well, I think that it wasn't spelled out enough here because I do think that what Chip Zdarsky is doing is to show that he's, he's bad luck. I, he never has any luck with any parental figure, including Batman. What are you talking about? We still have, you know, Willis out there as wingman or whatever the hell it was last yeah, time we really. saw him in the Red Hood Again, ones or solitary. Not, like, and I think that what you're seeing, I think that it's one of those where if you're going and I like this again, I haven't read. I, I've read the deal when Jason died or whatever, but only read a couple of times whatnot. But I like the way it's played here in that idea of building. And I think it'll play better out in in a trade. Where you keep, you know, you're just paging through and you see, okay, his mom, that mom was bad, this mom. He doesn't have anybody. And the guy that he should have had, Batman turns him into a Robin. And he wasn't ready for it. And he ends well, no, up that's the thing, not is that paying was the attention best thing and being for him. It was. And like, he was the, like Batman, Bruce Wayne, like whatever you want to say, one and the same. He was the greatest thing to happen to him because his entire family were fuck ups. And even ones he didn't know about, they all betrayed him to a degree. And the thing is, he had to realize that this time in his life, when he is robbed before he died, it was the best time of his life for, for a parental figure. Because even when he came back, like everybody else before that, he felt betrayed because the one person who was there for him didn't even go and kill the joke or the man who ended his life. But I think that that's what Chip Starsky is trying to show you, that maybe he is realizing he was wrong. And now he's done it again. 
He even says at one point, I'm not learning from my mistakes. So I oh, didn't again, mind that when he goes against Freeze, we he doesn't listen to Batman We have seen him again. do this over and over and over again to the point where this issue would have happened again. Like he was just let back in Gotham after Batman almost killed him, punching him in the face over and over because he he almost killed the Penguin, was exiled from Gotham once more. And for whatever reason, allowed back in at the end of the Red Hood series, here he is, screws up a meeting. Like this is all that Jason is. is well, he just it keeps is, screwing up but not everybody's read them all like us. And I think that this is more – and most of these books, we ended up having that outsider story that was kind of garbage. That's going to continue in a book in September. You're going to have probably – the Grifter stuff will continue in a more of a Wildcats Halo type of deal in this as well. So it does continue. We're going to have another book after Grifter. That's another member of the deal. I'm thinking that we're going to get a Jason Todd Red Hood book or at least in something well, like this. We've had and one I for think the last that 10 what years. they're doing with this is a backdoor pilot with it. And you want to set up the character for people who don't know, but also setting it up in a way that when we're seeing this back, usually, like we said, this is where, and I'm trying to, I'm not trying to convince you that you would think any different because you have read all of those. I have read the stuff that you had, but you've read even more. The idea that I like this is at the end of the day, the end of the story, we're hoping, and it seems to be pushing towards getting a new status quo between Jason and Batman. So I think that when Which that I happens, thought we already I think, had before well, this we issue started, or the series started. Before this issue, he still, this is the issue that led him back in Gotham. He was barely allowed in Gotham. This is the ones, you know, rubber bullets, all this stuff. And he's just been beat up all the time. Every time he does anything, Batman's just pissed off. He isn't invited to everything. When we say he wasn't anything, even it's usually stories. killing people, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But with that, I think that you're trying to, Chip Zdarsky's trying to maybe give people the idea of here's the excuse. You can't say that he could kill people or whatever, but here's the excuse of why he does things. Look at it. Batman, though, is also being shown as a guy who failed Jason. Not just, And I think that one of the big things is not just by not killing the Joker. That has nothing to do with it. He failed him as pretty much, you know, a father and things like that. Like Alfred said it. He needs, you know, you to because what Jason Todd needed better than being a Robin, he just needed somebody that he could trust and would Agreed. trust him. And throwing him in at a Robin where we both agree it was too soon. And he wasn't ready for it. It ended up making him go. Not even just too soon. Deal. I don't think that Jason would have the mentality to be the Robin the way that Robin is supposed to because of how like aggressive he is. Yeah, and Batman tried to force the deal saying, I need to fix him that way when he needed you to gave be him the skills as well. to be dangerous, Batman. That's all you did. <laughs> yeah, that's all he did. And then ended up, it got him killed. And now again, Jason, I, I think that it's weird. I think that this is a flashback. Again, I'll keep repeating it. It's a little too long, but it shows you that Jason, in a kind of a sly nudge, nudge, Eric, I'm nudging, I'm tickling you now. Tickle, tickle. Ooh. The idea that nobody, including the writers or Jason, they're not allowing him to evolve. So, yeah, we see this again just to show you he keeps doing the same things. It better in the next two issues show you that he has completely changed. And this is the way that I just Batman don't know how you realizes get out of murdering Tyler's because father. I know. But Batman is the one who's just always the guy who is a roadblock for Jason's progression. Jason does things. Yeah, he might kill some people there. But, you know, even with the idea of the penguin deal, he's an outlaw. He, Batman did not ask of what was going on or whatever. He just comes in fists of flying. And that's where. And that's how inept Jason Todd is because even point blank range, he did not kill the penguin by <laughs> shooting him in the eye with a rubber. 
for boy. If if uh, Damien, I mean, he should bring this up. I mean, Damien, Damien killed has nobody. Killed Damien thousands. killed brother blood. You know, I'll say even before that, though, that he killed a bunch of people during his you know year of blood and stuff like that before he Batman was in his life. But once Batman was in his life, he still ended up killing some people to the point where Damien is in a Kumite death fight thing going on at Lazarus Island right now. I mean, really? I mean, so all of that going on, but so I don't mind the idea now. All of this is pretty much that flashback and Jason being frozen by Mr. Freeze. I just want the arrow to show up and be like, you failed your family. Yeah, really. But yeah, I think that we're getting like in a, in a backdoor way of the idea that Batman is the one who really needs to learn the lesson here, not just Jason, because Batman keeps giving him that same lesson, but never really gets to the bottom of it, never really but sits there But isn't that the thing that we've been like, reading about Batman for like the last seven years about how he keeps screwing up with his family, he has to do better, and he's pl- he keeps promising he's going to do better, but he never fucking does. Well, he never does. That was you saying, my dad? Chip Zdarsky, he might be. Uh, Chip Zdarsky shows up here, and I mean, it's not his fault that Batman can't learn a damn lesson, uh, but maybe this is the start of it. Maybe It always is the start of it, but maybe we're going to get a Jason Todd at that. People who like Jason Todd seemingly Jason Todd. In, in the, you know, user reviews and cut, like hate this. They they think that Jason is being played as a chump. I actually think that it's the opposite deal that Bat- again, Jason doesn't need the Jason knows the lesson. He just doesn't do it because oh, he doesn't asshole. feel that Batman's ever going to accept them anyway. So, I mean, really, if, when I think of myself, if I'm Jason Todd, like if you and your dad or whatever, you end up like giving up even trying. Because you know that it's not going to change anything. Batman needs to change. You're telling me you up with your kids. Now, yeah, I'm telling you, it's not going to change. It's I not said worth it Logan, anymore. Logan's bitching and moaning because he's not growing as much as he wants. I said, what do you want me to do here, pal? Get out of here. Get the so stretcher out. Yeah, really. So Logan, after he had a scrimmage today, and he gets done, and they've won. And I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on, whatever. And he's like, oh, we won. Like I think they won like 72 to 40. I'm like, All oh right, my geez. God, like how many points do you have? He had 30 points. Of the, like he was just draining yeah. threes, right? He's only upset because this one guy hit a shot right at him, like took a, a jumper right at him and Logan jumped up and the guy called him, hey, pip squeak, try <laughs> later. He's so furious. And I said, you uh, can't that's a good be, I, mean, right I said, you could have pointed at the scoreboard, all this stuff, like what, what's going on? He no, can't get over him. it. He can't get over it. Or do that. He can't get over it. He's like, it just is going to drive me nuts. I'm like, oh, there's my son. <laughs> I'm going to start just sending anonymous letters to your house saying just pipsqueak said, on oh, it. Oh, he would be so angry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Batman, in my mind, like, again, Batman needs to change as well. This isn't just a Jason Todd. Now, he still is willing to work with Jason because he, even though he killed somebody, right? And that that's weird. But that might be the idea. Yeah, it might be. But I like it. Now, Here's the deal. Here's where I'm going to also talk. We talked on the uh, the Patreon spotlight about the future state Gotham, yeah. where Batman and Jason Todd are teamed up, right? That seems great. They're teamed up. No, no, no. We even said on that Patreon Batman spotlight that Batman is completely using Jason Todd like a jerk because he's the bad one and he can get away with that's not what this is, and I do like it now. Hey, Jason, we all know you're always a piece of shit, so you go and doing piece of shit things. Yeah, We're all going to believe it. Go do that. Things. Yeah, just do that. And this is different. And so when you end up having him call to or Oracle, Oracle, I need Batman. It's a little, it's a little. I, that's my forced. favorite moment of the story, though. It is a little forced, though. When you have Oracle say to Batman, "Hey, he's in big trouble. He never calls for you." And I thought to myself, "That can't be." But then I start thinking to myself, "I'm like, 
First off, he usually doesn't call anybody. Yeah. That's when he reacts and does bad. But also, if he does, it's Dick Grayson usually. Really, Dick. It would be the only. And so I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I think now, he just I always wish, blowed up Barbara's cell. Hey, what you doing tonight? <laughs> Washing my hair. Oh. I wish that when he was in grave danger here, for some reason, I think it would have played out better if he said, I need Bruce. Like, he even goes against the whole tech. You know, they're on a come. He knows better. But at that point, he needs, like, he's just calling out to his dad, even though he does need Batman. But I wish it was, I need Bruce. And that would have been more hitting to me, especially what Alfred said earlier in the deal. But Batman reacts and goes, and he's thinking about how he let Jason down as well. But he's just like, I'm telling you, someone's going in my mind like, I did anything I could then, and, you know, here we go again. It's one of those things, too, though, because in this issue, the reason that Jason does need Batman's help is because he goes off on his own to find out where these cheer drops are coming from. Just and like we he saw did with the Joker and back the, in exactly. the day. Exactly. And like we saw in the last issue, Cliffhanger, Mr. Freeze is where he's going to. And now Jason is over in over his head where he's being frozen by Mr. Freeze to the point where Mr. Freeze just takes his frozen body and <laughs> pretty much the puts it in the back of a the truck. Run. And then, you know, freaking starts driving away as Batman chases after. And then the whole thing is, I hate this idea. <laughs> I hate it whenever we have it with Mr. Freeze because if Mr. Freeze freezes somebody, for the most part, like, you know, you freeze the whole body. That person is dead in my mind. But when you have these situations where they're still alive and Batman has to put you in some warm water for a little while, I'm like, Like, no. They're not cryogenically preserved. They're they're frozen. Now, what gets me, though, is Batman's chasing this truck. He knows they have a truck. He gets and he opens up the truck and flings the frozen body of Jason Todd out. (laughs) He is shattering. I mean, I can just imagine Humpty Dumpty Batman trying to put the pieces together. I wouldn't even mind if you did do this and has like a mechanical arm or something like that. But he ends up landing what appears to be in the street. I don't know. And Batman goes, OK, he's fine. I'm like, at least have him land. I don't know. Would he land he in the river have and him float talking away? To Batman at this whole thing. It's like, you're here. Always. <laughs> Always. And it's no, supposed to be a quiet, moment of feels. Gotta get you warm. <laughs> he's, there, he's like chipping off a piece of his ear for a drink because he's like, what are you doing, Batman? Why are you doing that? You have a drink. And he goes, yeah, I need just ice. Like, I don't Eric. even know Justice. how he's breathing. I, I don't even know how he's breathing through that red hood mask, though, because, you know, that's all frozen around. Just There's no air going in. Just ice. ice. It's not your joke. Uh, it was, but I, I used it for this, Eric. I mean, if I said black and white and red all over later, you know, you end up with all this where Jason Todd's frozen body is just like on the street for these guys to turn around and go up. Looks like we're going to shoot old frozen boy. And then Batman comes in and starts, you know, flipping out and whatever. But this on that's where Jason's he's thawing out now. You, you, you're here. It does make me giggle. Either he's cold or he developed a stutter. I don't know. Always, always. And then he gets the just ice. And then he ends up where he gets frozen. Now Batman's frozen. But at this point, Jason's thawing out, right? He got the back and forth. No, there the he's not. Again. I see him. I see him. He's able to talk now. He's fine. But yeah, yeah, Mr. Freeze and Mr. I don't know, Mr. Cheer. Mr. Cheer. Who just looks like a joker. You know, he, he probably has neck tattoos. He's this is like pumpkin up. head over here. I don't know. It looks like, you know, a jack-o'-lantern freaking th- spray painted on him. Yeah, it looks like one of them, like, fancy, like, motorcycle jackets, right, that they have. I like those things. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the leather. <laughs> I do, Eric. Uh, but yeah, that ends it. Batman, look at that grimace on him. He looks like Han Such Solo a and disappointing Carbonite. issue to this story in my mind for this whole thing because, like, hey, do you want to know about Jason Todd and how he died? Like, I already do know. Good. We, I'm, I yeah, I just Jason think that it's, it's used in a you. different skewed way. That's why. Now, would it be funny 
if you end up having Jason's like you're here and then Batman says, I know, and then gets frozen almost like Han just as a little <laughs> wouldn't make any sense, Eric. Why are you even suggesting that? Uh, but we go to the next deal, which is. I mean, it's a Roman Reigns issue, right? Is what Superman I get punch. Here. It's what the Superman punch, and uh, it is a story that features Batwing, and we like Batwing. Luke and Fox so I don't Batwing. Mind and last week when we were talking about the issues coming up and what was going to be in Batman Urban Legends, I said, I don't know who this Cameron Johnson is, and then realized afterwards when I looked some things up, you know, doing my due diligence yeah. after the fact, that it's a guy who's playing Luke Fox, Batwing, on the Batwoman show. And so going into it, I'm like, here we go. It's going to, I didn't mind it. I actually no. thought it was well done. I thought that there was nothing wrong with any of the voices here. Yeah, you get the Riddler and it's a little bit, you always say the Riddler is very tough because you have to come up with a riddle and you have to be clever and whatnot. I like what he does here and I'll give you the rest. It's penciled by Louisa McKeezy, inked by Trevor Scott and colored by Andrew Dollhouse letters by ALW's Troy Pateri. When you get it, I love the idea that if you would throw shade at this guy, Camrus, which is an interesting name, Eric, and say, oh, man, that was the Riddler does point out that he didn't have a lot. Like he's almost setting it up like, hey, I didn't have a lot of time here to get this next it's one so going on. It's so funny to me, the idea that Batwing is chasing the Riddler for a spring of Riddle crimes he's doing. And for this form that we're actually dealing with here, he goes down into the sewer and the Riddler's talking to him. Through this whole thing, he's got a sewer tunnel with a Riddler face spray painted on there. It's actually really well done for not having a lot of time. We're talking about just come down here for the next Riddle Batwing. But I just like to think if you go and look at this one where Batwing is walking further into the like you know the trap going on here, where you have the Riddler face spray paint on the side of the wall. It's like well, let's see if you can handle this one, but do take your time with it for the old man's sake. When he's saying that here, there's not a lot of time for the Riddler to set any of this up, but he has all this going. <laughs> I like to think he's just behind that mouth hole there, just yelling at it. Just take your time. Just like, you know, speak like, cause there's not a lot of times that he has set up an audio PA system and all this other stuff. Like, what do you, what do you, what is not a lot of time to you, Edward? Would it be funny if you find out that he, and I, I wouldn't think it'd be beyond him, the idea that he sets up instead of micro caves, little micro riddles. Like he always like what, he has what is this, seventeen the going on because that's I'm what happens. You, yeah, he has like seventeen going on. I think that that's what he's almost playing with. Oh my god, I got to activate this one. Beep, and uh, you go gotta but, get a riddle trophy up in it's here. A, it's an okay riddle. These you're at a point with the riddler I again. Mean, the thing is, it actually every riddle's me, been told and stuff. It took like me a little that. while to figure out what the hell they were talking about with this well, riddle. Because you're not what, smart, I, Eric. No, like, and the thing is, I'm not smart. And like you, know, even though the thing is, just trying to figure out how Luke came to this understanding of just one time him talking to you know Tim about you know some homework or something like that, and that's how he, I can understand. This is how you know something, and this is how it works out. But for when they're telling me the answer to the riddle, I'm saying. What, what what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a dummy. I, I'm with you. And the thing is, I read it a couple of times. It works. Okay, it works enough. Uh, even I'm though trying you to find kind where of- the riddle is so I could actually say it right here. But uh, this whole idea where you have all these different crates lined up, and they're pretty much just lockers in a row lined up. And inside, like you, there's like different letters lined up to each locker. And you have to open up the two correct lockers because otherwise <laughs> – I just, there's a bunch of freaking goons just shoved these lockers that are going to open up and like they're running on the bulls. It just is weird. Like right almost here. like you can just sit there and wait it up. But the M parts us together and the M sets us apart. 
Yes. And it is the ha- he has to find out which one has the bomb, and he ends up if you don't, you and one it up, of the, and one of the lockers has a bomb that will go off. So we actually have to solve the riddle before that goes off. But while it's going on, riddle is just going to re- keep releasing the goons at opening lockers at this whole thing. I would just walk past and listen because you know they're like, rub, 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 rub. yeah, yeah. At one point, the guys are arguing with each other, and they're not going to. Why would they keep quiet? They really, they'd all start screaming and yelling because they seem to be grabbed by these aren't just the. You know, Riddler goons as well because there's Croc in there. Killer Croc's in there that he's being threatened and he comes out. I know, really. And by the end, like the riddle's okay, all that. I like seeing Luke. I like you see that he's smart. He mentions the whole. This is actually one of the most sophisticated riddles I think we've gotten in a long time from DC Comics and the Riddler. For a guy who's mostly known as an actor who's playing with If Tom King was writing this, it'd be a fucking knock knock joke. It would be. It'd be knock knock. Who's there? Me. There you go. Not me. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Knock knock. Who's there? Not a wedding. That's it. Knock knock. Who's there? Not Wally West because you'd be dead. I just like to think the entire idea of his event, like the war of jokes and riddles, just because Tom King didn't know the difference. Well, that's true. Also, it'd be like knock knock. Who's there? He'll just let you make up the answer, Eric. Mr. Mr. King, they're not. Why don't we have a new one? Knock, knock. That'd be a really cool villain that the Riddler He gets pissed off. I don't like this knock, knock. Right? Uh, but with all I don't that, know why the Riddler uh, is pissed, pissed I, off? I, because he's like a riddle deal. He's no, not a joke. And then Riddler at the end punches him and goes, "You're just a joke." Right? Or knock, knock. I'm here. I know. So I always like the idea of the prankster because he was like a low rent Riddler in my mind, or even the Toy Man and all that. I mean, not Toy Man, but a uh, trickster. Yeah, yeah. Crocs there. And he right away, listen, I'm sick of this shit. I'm trying to get away from this. I ended up serving my time. I'm out of the Suicide Squad. A TV I'm actor try- I'm just trying knows to hide. more about what's yes. going on in the continuity right than a lot of the writers of DC Comics. just say, where the hell have you been all my life? I don't watch the Batwoman. Get, get your ass on another comic here. Because if this was going to set up, say what you're going to do is set up something here. The thing that I think it would set up is something to do with, you know, Jace and Luke coming to terms with each other and actually being a team, maybe even with Tiff and stuff like that. And I like that where you end up seeing, we never really get much at all with that background of Jace and Tim. It's always Luke being pissed off, right? Oh, I hate my brother. I hate my, at least we see here that they did get along and they actually work well together the way that they go for him to actually solve the riddle because of something that he talked to his brother about. Yeah, it's kind of a forced in deal with Luke that. taught his brother about the freaking, um, about the equator and stuff like that. And then Tim taught him about a Superman punch, yeah, the Superman punch, which takes out killer croc. I like the whole concept of this. And if it does go to something, I think that this guy's pretty decent. I mean, anybody who comes in that knows the continuity better than Brian Michael Bendis, you know, really. It's crazy. Batwing is Roman Reigns. Who is Killer Croc right now? Killer Croc is probably Killer Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Killer Brock. Now, that's a good joke, Eric. I have to give it to you. Uh, But he ends up, Luke ends up solving this whole deal by Superman punching Croc, but then saying, listen, Okay, you don't deserve that. And here, here's what's going to go on. You run off and go chase. Down. I like that the goofy ending with the Riddler running away from Croc. I think Croc's going to eat him, but then there you go. But it does end pretty cool. I, I like it. And you also, it's in the best a way one shot that we've gotten so far in the series. Yeah, I know. I don't and know. And maybe if it's, one of the best issue, like stories in this issue for whatever, I, for I me at least. I don't know if it's that, you know, Cadmus, because he's playing and he knows the deal, but I even like the idea. Where he uses some of the tech on the suit, where he hits the thing and turns up 
the eye lights to kind of blind Croc and see what's going. It's really well done. And it's just a one shot. It doesn't mean much by the end, but I, I, really I just don't like know it, how we change future state because you want to have Luke Fox, you know, Batwing and, you know, Jace Fox, Bat, the next Batman team up at a certain point and have a great Fox Bat family, you know, you going have to on avert, here. You have to avert future You have state. to That's avert what's do. going on because as we saw in future state, Luke Fox is going to sell everybody out and do all this different stuff. So you can, you one can of never those other have great that. futures, right? Yeah. Lucius and Luke are being, Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, I want that. I, now I want the actual, and it's funny, you have the Bat Family books, I want the Fox Family book. And that would be really cool. We go on. It's funny, too, if you think of the Gothtopia future where the Batwing became the Flying Fox. Yeah, yeah. And also then Tiff ended up, you know, you have all that stuff. Tim Drake's story next, and it's by Megan Fitzmartin. And art by Belen Ortega. Balen Ortega. Colors by Alejandro Sanchez. Letters by Pep Rousseau. And... I don't know. I, I I just didn't like this this much. You're more of a, a Tim Drake fan. I like the idea at first where Oracle says I'm not going to call you Drake. That this makes is me laugh. this is a weird issue simply because we have a current we have a current day Tim Drake Robin thing. He's going to take on the mantle of Robin as long as Damien's not around. So that's the whole thing. We get the idea of like, do I call you yeah. Red Robin? Yeah, like Robin, that. I'm not calling you Drake. This talking about the different things going on in you know Tim Drake's life over the past couple of years. But when you have the entire issue, that's really. Like talking about the the reintroduction of this character Bernard, who was an old friend of Tim Drake from like 2005. So now you're doing this whole thing. Cause even when you, they get together and they're sitting around, they're like catching up about what's going on in their life. You know, Bernard talks about him being Tim Wayne because at that point in time, Bruce Wayne had adopted him. He was Tim Wayne. Now you talk about everything matters. How does this work? Because in New Fifty Two, we were always on the like up in the air about what was going on to Tim Drake. Like his parents were alive. Tim Drake was an assumed name he was under. I think that's all gone now, and his parents are dead. But are we ever going to play with the idea that he is a Wayne? He is, you know, Tim Wayne. He was adopted by Bruce Wayne because you have this here, and it's just pretty much. Tim Drake on the hunt for missing kids in Gotham who has been taken by a chaos monster who just happens to show up to the restaurant that Bernard and Tim are hanging out with, catching up. Chaos monster, here we go. And with that, you have a couple things that throw me off here. Now, Oracle getting a hold of Tim about the system that had to reboot. He ended up having to work some diagnostics and things like that. But I don't need her to really seem like, oh, my God, I can't do anything without Tim. It's not where it's OK. But she ends up forgetting things. He ends up because at first she's like, oh, are you going and looking around into that kidnapping? Yes, I am. Later, she's like, what are you doing? Looking into a kidnapping? Like she's so confused with this because he says, I can get some backup for you. If you're doing this, you're going to need some backup. I'll get Steph. That ends up being, and I saw some people upset about it. Don't get my ex involved. He says later. You break so some people up are upset about Stephanie that. Brown yes. and Tim Without Drake anything, off like panel. We didn't see it. Yeah, we did not see it. That's and you bad. just have a reference telling us this is going on. This is the greatest love story of the 2000s. And you don't do anything with it. And a lot of people are okay with the breakup. Back, right? But, yeah, exactly. And Bernard Dowd showing up. That does nothing for the it, – it, it, we're so far removed now. It feels so weird to force this back. Like 2005, back on us, which I love the era of Robin and stuff like that. It was a very strong time. I don't need it right now, especially just thrown in my face out of nowhere because it feels weird and forced to become this whole thing. It almost feels like something I would do, but less nuanced, I would well, hope. yeah, hopefully, Eric. But with that – what it's done in here, and this is where the progression of this issue is what I really like the idea of Stefan and breaking up. What do I care, right? I people don't like are people. okay with it, though, if they're like Stephanie Brown happy. fans because they think that Stephanie Brown's been done dirty lately because all she is is the girlfriend of Robin. Well, that is true. 
But with this, the progression of the story, like I said, the idea, wait, aren't you looking into some kidnapping? I can send you back up if you want. I think spoilers around. Later, she goes, oh, my God, are you seriously in the middle of a case right now? She says at the next page, you just you, you started out by saying he was on a case. But with that, the progression of this and really the idea where you have I think Bernard. she was more surprised that he's able to get her the information she needs while he's in the t- middle of interrogating uh, but some kids. she already said like, hey, uh, wait a minute. I'll call you later if you're in the middle of a case. He's in the middle of a case. He's been doing this the whole time. It just was an odd progression. But Bernard's here in my mind because you need to have something that connects with Tim so that he is inspired to go and take down Chaos Monster, right? You don't need that. He's kidnapping kids. You, Again, you already and have it, it could be anybody case. who anybody would know right now, or even somebody. Into, the idea that you call back to Bernard and make him the person that's you know abducted by the Chaos Monster, and it fell out of nowhere and forced him. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, who's going to remember Bernard no, anymore? No, and and I think that it's there to be a clever deal because there's nothing to the story. The idea that Tim Drake needs a personal connection to go he's already trying to be stopping the this guy has kidnapped like 12 people 12 kids already yeah he's already on the case i didn't need bernard to make it more now it's personal because it was already he's he's now with that though to get to that point is the thing that i hate the most he chases down some dudes right and he's not after them they think he is because he's looking for information sketchy right and he says you know they're like man well why are you asking us because hey do you know where your friend is? Like, she's disappeared. You know that she ended up also is like, hey, Mac. Hi, Jack. Great names. I'm like, okay, where'd you get that? But he ends up like, hey, uh, your friend, she's missing. Hey, why are you asking us? I have a feeling Claire didn't talk too much to her parents. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's into something weird. I don't know what she's doing or whatnot, but I remember this one text I oversaw, and it said the chaos monster. All right, let's go. That's all you get. There's the detecting. A guy saying, I don't know. She's into weird shit. Now, one time I saw her text out, Chaos Monster. You go and then have this dinner, Chaos Monster shows up, and now you're fighting. It is the most forced setup that I've ever seen. Now it's personal. Yeah, Bernard. And just this idea that the chaos, he must, the idea that he's been kidnapping people on the side, and then he just shows up here, and then Tim says, he must be getting bold, <laughs> and he's going to go after gets knocked out. And then you end up having even the deal where it looks like, you know, everything's being sucked down. I'm all not. He wakes up. Now, the idea, I guess that somebody could have said, hey, this blind or this blonde kid ended up getting kidnapped by this monster, whatever. But he's like, oh, my God, where's Bernard? You mean that blonde haired kid? He got kidnapped. All right. Here we go. It just everything was just thrown at you. I will tell you this, my favorite part of the whole story, though, because I, I love a good callback. This, though, was not a good callback because nobody cares about Bernard. But when you have the, like, the continuation of Tim Drake through all the ups and downs that, through all the ups and downs that we've had for over the years now, the idea that we will take the time where everybody is, you know, worried about Tim for what he's going to be right now because he has been, you know, Red Robin back to then to Drake and now back to Robin again. You know, Steph broke up with him. And he even seemed like before we, we left Detective Comics when we had the Gotham Knights story going on with James Tynan, he was off to Ivy University, got to, you know, derailed by Young Just, whatever. But he's not going back to college. And people are worried about where he is right now and who he's going to be going forward. And me being a fan of Tim Drake, the greatest Robin there ever was, I'm worried about these things too. And I like that this progression because I want to see more. Yeah. And remember, at the end of Detective James Tynan, he turned left when he should have swiped right, Eric. He ended up turning right well, there he to say Metropolis. he wasn't going to go. And right there, he'd already made up. And then he had to go find se- seemingly, seemingly then, because he ended up having to get the 
you know, young justice deal to go and, and take him in. But yeah, James Tynan had set that up already that he didn't want to do what Batman wanted him to do. He wasn't into it. But yeah, I, I wish they would have been more concerned when he was beautiful mining that shit on the floor. Making up all those freaking, all those graphs and then all those uh, formulas. But still, I, I just, this whole thing he just seemed as a story progression deal. Well, he went to see Doc Sampson, is what you ended up finding out from Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, yeah, I just thought the story itself was everything was forced to get to the next deal to throw in a callback to make it more personal. And I really don't have a connection to the Chaos Monster or whatnot. Well, we'll see. But yeah, well, no, I even, no, to Bernard, I even you don't have, need to have a the, connection to Chaos Monster. Well, even Monster. Bernard. I, I think that he's just there. He's going to get saved and go off and we'll never see him again for another 28 years. Uh, but I think that the idea of this is it might get better. I think yeah, Bernard was more. only like in the book for like a year or two. So I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, this character who was, you know, a friend of Dick's, I mean, Tim's for a small point of that whole, like that was like almost a, like what is it? Tw- almost a 20 year run of that Robin series. And Bernard was just there for a year. He is not a great callback. Now also with this, he's not a great callback. Also, you would assume this is all going on. Current continuity. And the idea would, does your daddy want you to take over the family business? Well, he doesn't really have the family business right now. And it's pretty much real well known that Bruce has kind of fallen from grace and is not involved with the Wayne industry stuff. But maybe he doesn't keep up with the current times. I, I don't know. But we go to the Grifter story then. And I like this. There is a weird part that I cannot explain. I'm not going to explain it because there is a trap that is set by Grifter to catch Batman. I can't make heads or tails about it. I think that there might have been an art. I don't know what the snafu was. I, I the don't police. know what this like, is. It looks like a giant propane tank uh, that Batman's supposed to like fly into, but Batman isn't there. But then when you end up having this, because the whole setup is, is that Grifter wants to catch Batman to get him out of the way because of whatever he has He's planned. He doesn't, doesn't need Batman to get involved. It. Yeah, so he ends up sending this up. I like this idea. It's a, it's a grift. I like the idea that he's paid Deathstroke. Hired Deathstroke to fight him. The cause of ruckus so Batman will show up. That's a great thing. That's the best part about this whole thing. I think that what Matthew Rosenberg does and does it in a clever way is almost even – Slight social commentary with the idea of Deathstroke. How is this going to get Batman's attention? He's like, oh, there's a lot of people who are involved. Like, you just see people instead of trying to help, which I would. You and me fighting in his city? He'll show up. People are filming it on on their phone like they do. I thought that that was pretty funny. It, it looks like this one kid's just there. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and, and the whole thing threw this in with the, you know, voice in the earpiece. Like, I'll bet you that Deathstroke kills you. No way. He's not going to kill me. But Deathstroke, even when the point with Grifter goes, okay, now you throw me through that door over there. Don't be that violent, though. I'm a gentle sort. And he just throws him through. <laughs> And I liked it. I thought that this setup was great. I loved every part of it. Once you get to this idea of this plan of the, hey, don't you know when you get the raccoons and you're trying to get the no-kill trap? I kill raccoons. Well, you do, but you're a piece of crap. Like, this is still great, though. The idea that Grifter, like, like we said before, wants to get Batman out of the way because Leviathan is going to Lucius Fox's party and he wants to be there to do because Leviathan has, you know, contacted Grifter and wanted him to take out Lucius and stuff like that and do different things. Tying into Leviathan is actually kind of a cool idea because even though I hate the group, it's cool to know that they're still doing something out there and that we're doing something with them. And they think that the he's Grifter. his brother, too. Oh, yeah, and they, you'll call him Max, Max cool. Cole and stuff like that. But when you have the whole idea, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to set up this giant cylinder that he's going to walk into and it's going to trap him for whatever reason. I don't know how it works. It doesn't play off here at all. 
But when you have the idea like, okay, the trap was set. He's in there. All right, Bats, I'm going to come back for you in the morning. Don't worry. I have some snacks in there. And then the the fist comes through and you realize it's Superman. This is great. And then it stays great for a a good minute until you think to yourself, and even by the end of this issue, the fuck was Superman doing here? Because it's a great wow moment, but it doesn't make a lick of sense. He seems to be there maybe to stop it because he ends up even saying, last time I come back, freaking Gotham, even Bruce doesn't go away. Exactly. Like like Bruce didn't ask him to be here. He wants him to leave immediately. I don't know. I wish that was better explained. Now, the trap itself, I, he ends up where Superman flies into it. It shuts down and, and Grifter legitimately goes. Grifter versus Superman, though. It's great. I just don't understand any yeah, of it. Yeah, I like that. And I like the idea, again, with Grifter where – he plans these things out, but it just didn't go, go right, right? And then all of a sudden, Superman's chasing him. He's How trying funny. to get away. And even that, Superman seems like he's not that man, but Grifter's firing shots How at him. funny is it that Grifter will not – he knows who Superman is. He's being chased by Superman. He's trying to get away, and he doesn't stop shooting at him the entire time. I'm like, what is this? Is this just making you feel a little bit better as you try to get away? I, and even with that, I, I'm not – I wasn't trying to get used to him. He's like – you're you're firing shots you're, at me. You're, you're still shooting at yeah. me. And he's just trying to get away. And they do set up the deal where, you know, Grifter's yelling for a teleport. He has to get to, you know, Wayne and she has to get to the deal where he's going to get away from Superman as well on this motorcycle. But we've already set up that it is shielded at this point. And he can't get in. He doesn't know that because he thinks only the server rooms were the shielded They've shielded ones. the entire building now. You can't teleport in. And shielded it in a way that almost seems like with Grifter not showing up and things are going down, whatnot, they shield it. Because, and now he wants to get there to get away from Superman. It doesn't work because there is a – it's shielding it from it. And not only that, but he was teleport. He was teleported there and then it has to take some time to actually recharge the teleport to do it again. So we have to do something because Grifter's not going to make it there in time before Leviathan kills Lucius Fox. Yeah, and the teleport doesn't work and ends up seemingly just opening up again. He flies out of it because Superman's right there as well still. And he has to do something else, but he yells and says, you know, I'm not going to get there. At one point when they're fighting with Deathstroke, where he's fighting with Deathstroke, you get a call from Lucius. And again, I really liked it with the idea of like, hey, you know, you know how bosses are. He's like telling Deathstroke to stop the game here for a minute. He's like, what are you working at F and Taco Bell? Like, come on, let's go. When he's on the phone with Lucius and like they had to do a timeout, like he's just holding up his finger. Like <laughs> Deathstroke's saying, hang up the phone, <laughs> hang so up the mad. phone. And, and again, Deathstroke in my Great. mind, he's taking this money as almost like this seems like the craziest easy money ever. Like, I want to get this done. Let's get going. And he's like, just a minute. You know how bosses are. Oh, I'll be there in a minute. Don't worry. I'm, I'm just here. I, you know, and even with that saying something that means sense, makes sense, but it's, it's infuriating Lucius because he says, eh, I ran into an old friend. You know how that is. Lucius he's like, you better get here now or you're going to be fired. He's like, okay, well, I'll be there in a second. And uh, they're doing this. And also where Grifter's running away from Superman, he needs a distraction. Superman's going to grab him. I don't think Superman would ever kill him, obviously, but he needs to get where he's going to and needs to get shit done. So he ends up basically shooting an elevated train deal where Superman's going to have to save this train. And that is really a piece of crap move, but he knows Superman will save them to get away. And then just basically, you know, calls in the backup. And in this almost is the idea. Shit has hit the fan. I need Zealot. Get Zealot over there because Lucius is in big, big trouble. And, you know, you end up having the voice in his ear saying pretty much this will expose everything. Like this is the thing. You can't do this. Marlo's gonna be pissed. He's like, I'll I'll deal with Marlo later. We we're on the, you know, ground deal here. We gotta get it done. And she shows up, looks awesome. 
and ends up slicing and dicing. These two guys have gotten uh, Ooh, Lucius. And, and with that, the one she guy gets shift. run through. I mean, that other guy's head's taken off, right? If you look at it, it looks like she sliced so fast with that other guy's head that it is sliding off at the moment and is just going to be there laying in a, a bloody pool. Uh, That's what the, yeah, well, the one thing that was cool, though, that I did also like, like, there's a lot of things that I think are the one, some of the best moments in this, you know, little mini comic here in this Urban Legends, when you end up having these guys, I don't know the Leviathan thing where they were, how they got in, but they're in. And they're going to go take it. They go they in and everybody, you know, Island. yeah, hey, everybody get down all this stuff. And Bruce comes in. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm right here. Don't do it. What, we what don't are you want you. About? We don't want you. And Bruce is just like, really? Like I, I've fallen so far that now you guys don't want me. You want Lucius? Oh, my God. But then he goes full Batman. It's really cool. It's a real cool action scene. Then he tries to get out. Even then, you know, hey, uh, disable uh, things, Bruce Wayne. Error denied. He's like, Jesus Christ, Override, I can't win anything here. And yeah, you end up having Zealot come and save him and then go off. And you even have, you know, the and whole And again, deal. it really doesn't mean much to me in this whole Wildstorm thing that I'm not familiar with. So I know Zealot. I've seen the character. But when she shows up here, why she's not allowed to be seen and everything else, like, I don't have a strong enough connection for this to be well, awesome in my thing, mind. Well, the big thing, again, these things are going to continue. I think think if i'm not mistaken the next story after this ends is a zealot miniseries as well that's just going to continue matthew rosenberg seemingly just doing the wildcats things in this book so i think that's thrown in to be like oh that's her when we get to that um but yeah she even knows you know miss adibi says hey what's up and she's like oh my god i heard rumors about you you're zealot she says don't ever say that again and then just jumps off and as bruce being the guy who's there you know late he comes crashing through and he's like, hey, and, and even you have Lucius saying you're a little late, Bruce. Now, this could also give you the idea that now Lucius will want Zell, you know, all these things that might happen. But like you said, why Superman there? Because now Grifter is still trying to get away from Superman on the top of a taxi, just firing shots. Like this feels just as forced to me as the Tim Drake Bernard thing coming in here because there's no reason for it to be here. It's just here for a wow moment that doesn't have any I real backing behind it. I just think he needed somebody to chase him because Bruce didn't. Oh, yeah. I just need an organic and uh, an actual reason for it to happen. Yeah. Um. Actually, I don't know. Maybe at one point because uh, – it says hours later when they get together, he's like, sorry, I missed the party. Maybe there was a thing that Batman called him and said, you know, I need you kind of around. Some shit's going down. I don't know. Because he does say, sorry, I missed the party. Do you know where he is? And then he's like, not yet. And he's like, do you trust that grifter? You shouldn't. Hey, that's what you said about me. Back and in I the just day, don't understand those traps. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's my biggest problem. My biggest problem isn't Superman because, yeah, it's what, but it, it led to some fun. And I, but that trap just didn't play out well enough for me to explain. If it would have been some sort of like they didn't even look open cylinders for anybody to get trapped in it, it was just a circular thing that didn't Here's open. Here's the thing that was weird it looked like a giant propane tank just sitting there. And I'm thinking, would Batman just run and right if into it? You touch this, you're trapped inside. Yeah, like, I don't know. And what I, you know, maybe it should have been, and I said to you before, Maybe it should have been like something that had like an invisibility cloak and, and you ended up like the Marauders map too. You end up where it is the opening. So you couldn't get into this without running into it, but it was invisible. And the whole bait is there's Grifter waving. Hey, I'm right here, Batman. He runs in, boom, and he's there. But it almost seemed like Superman crashed through it. But how would Batman do it? It didn't make sense. And I, I, I agree. It was a little odd with all that. That seemed just weird but it was funny when superman punches out of it and just starts chasing him but with all of that yeah superman's like hey i'm getting the hell out of here this gotham because then batman's just a jerk again get out of my town please but overall 
I thought that this was one of the stronger issues of Urban Legends, and it really does come down to having a good one-shot for once. And even that Tim Drake, like you said, it wasn't all a loss. You know, you ended up having some forced things and whatnot in that, but at least, you, oh, man, Tim Drake and whatever. So I, I thought this was one of the stronger ones. I, I gave it an 8.5 on the site. I'm actually going to go after talking to you because you're miserable. I'm going to go down to an 8. You're the Logical. killer of dreams. But I am going to go down to an 8. I'm still going to stick with an 8 because I, I did not get upset reading this and thought that it was pretty darn good overall. I thought that Grifter was starting to drift away. Even with a force deal, I thought that this upped the fun factor again. And you kind of had... Whether or not the trap was confusing But we were getting a lot of crazy things Going on in this Grifter book that we really Didn't understand you know you had seven things And going I still on. don't I, I, But the thing is here all I needed to know was that Grifter was trying to get Batman Out of the deal and couldn't get to the party And you called in so I don't really need to know much more Of that and Leviathan's trying to kill Lucius which we knew so I didn't mind That uh, so we'll, I give it an eight. What would you give it? Six point five out of ten. I'm a little bit down on this one because the Red Hood story really didn't do much for me until the whole end of like you know calling out for Batman. It's a nice moment, but ultimately it's just the entire issue, like story aspect of the chapter of that was just a rerun of Jason Todd's death as he's screwing up again, which I didn't need. The the Batwing one, it was fun enough, a little goofy here and there, but it was just the best one shot that we've had so far, even though it didn't do all that much for me. The Tim Drake stuff, some of it's nice, but a lot of it's just forced to be where it needs to be for this whole tim drake stuff and the grifter i don't know why superman's there i don't know what the trap is it was fun but it just didn't do much to like enhance the story progress the story in my mind because there's you know leviathan's involved like everybody else is involved too and i don't know why still so ultimately i had some fun moments throughout this entire thing but it was a bit of a letdown overall yeah yeah this was probably my favorite issue since the first one uh just because you know and the the whole thing like you said i i looked at the jason todd flashback stuff as not just here i'm just going to throw this in because everybody does or whatnot because most of the time you don't but everybody get that. does no they don't they just show you with a crowbar and you re- you have a, a, a one page of the joker with a crowbar over him covered in blood we don't really get the idea of seeing the stuff with the mom that's been kind of left behind in a lot of these and i think this but it's is still more confusing about, well i think because that this they don't is do more enough. about a deal with the He's always been let down by his family. That's all I think that it's for, including Batman, because you see that Batman kind of, you know, trusted him at least to not trust him, but trust him to not do what something he was told not to do and did it again. So I, I like the idea even when it goes from that and he says, I still keep suffering for all my mistakes that I've done because I've never learned. So if you're going to deal with the past mistakes or whatnot, I don't mind seeing that again, especially even that feels like something we've dealt with like over and over again with Jason Todd, because there's no character progression. Well, that's what I'm saying. I even said when we were talking about it, I think that that's why you're seeing it because there hasn't been a progression from it because when people show this, they show it for shock value. It's not here for shock value. It's here to show you the mistakes of the past and to see that both, you know, Jason and Batman had been, you know, wrong. And, and when you do see it, though, usually, I said, it's just to see the Joker bloodied up and the crowbar or however they play it off. But it's mostly there for shock value. It's never there to progress Jason. I think this finally is. I think that you're seeing it and Jason finally remembering it as a thing that, you know, instead of just Batman, you didn't kill the Joker. You didn't know. He's thinking back and saying, I, I fucked up and I did it again. I can't keep doing this. So I liked it in that vein a little more. But I said it a hundred times. I think it went on a little too much in that maybe should have just focused more on, you know, him and the mother and how, you know, tie it in with his other drug addict, tie it in the whole deal to make it more 
sense overall about the idea of family always letting him down, but him also letting down family as well. So with that, I, I do like this a little more than you, but we're going to go off right now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is Mail with Eric, and I'll be tagging along. And if you want to get involved in the mail, you end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That will be in the show notes as well. And we do read everything, Eric, and that means everything. But we're going to start with J-Man, who says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Do you ever get lost in the gaze of your hot female neighbor as she gardens all day long on the weekend? That <laughs> sounds creepy. No. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, you don't have any sort of hot neighbor that gardens, right? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying you'd never do that? Is, which one? I, I'm guessing I, the thing is I can see myself doing it. So, no, I don't have a neighbor that does that. Okay. I guess that's just me. I don't either. Okay. I'm already getting sidetracked. I took another look at my DC pull list and decided that you were right about Batman. Superman, it is all over the place nonsense. I hate to have it like boiled down to that, but kind of yeah, I remove it from my pull. There you go, Eric. Killer of dreams. Now I have no more Superman titles on my pull until Superman 1978 starts out. Literally in a time machine, Eric. Uh, this is the other thing, though. You might want the John Kent deal. With the Tom Taylor coming out in July, sure. that could be something. And I'm not, I'm not saying to. I'm pretty get sure that Batman. was already on his list. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but he says Everything that's else it. Was. He says now I have no. More. Oh my! <laughs> oh, no, he said there's no more Superman titles on his poll until '78 comes super out. Boy, uh, well, that's true. <laughs> but he is a Superman's now. Um, here's the deal. I, I, I almost would say with Batman Superman is put it on hold. Because I think that, you Get know, I I like Gene Luen Yang more Chop than it. you do. Oh, my God. Listen to you. you, you, you are you going to call Gene Luen Yang a donut now? What do you, what do you mean? Here what? you end up. I just heard chopped. And for some reason, I, I thought of uh, Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey, even though he's not involved in the show. Chopped. I don't know how my <laughs> mind works. I have no I don't know idea where you He calls this. people donuts. Eh? I removed that I from my that either. Yeah, he does. It's pretty funny. Now, I, it, one of the funniest things ever is to look up Gordon Ramsey, kids versus adults. And the idea that kids will do the exact same. And I understand that adults should know better. But when he's on that, that whole kitchen deal with the kids, they end up burning the whole damn place down. He's like, don't worry, Alexis. That is something that always happens. You have a guy have a, a minor grease fire, right? And they, you don't. He just flips out. It's so funny. Now I have no more Superman titles in my book. I'm hoping this. I'm hoping this is a tester series with Robert Van Diddy to one day write an Amazing Superman or Action Comics run. I didn't have the old yeah, I before. So. I was not ready, Eric. Uh, right now, me and Stork are going through Exo Manowar, which is a Van Diddy book. Yeah. Every week, I forget. We do it every week, and every week he's like, "Oh, who was that Diddy?" And he just rubs it in. I, I don't prepare. Uh, but yeah, the idea where Robert Van Diddy was on that Superman up in the sky, 
yeah. I think it was, right? Or was that the Tom King? That title? was the Tom King one. Yeah, yeah. It was the Superman Man of Tomorrow, City of the Sun. It was that digital first deal. Everybody went gaga over that. Lady Gaga, even Eric. And I thought that they those stories were just 100% generic. Generic, Eric. Beow, beow. I'm hoping this is a tester series, he says. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I have a feeling Tom Taylor's run is not going to last very long. Are you guys excited for Superman 78? No. I will is, not I'm be not reading excited, it, Eric. I might check it How out that? every now and I'm again. Not, okay. I'm not checking it out. I have no concern for that. And then he says, are you guys excited for Batman 89? Are you, Eric? Again, I'm not excited because of something I wanted a long time ago, but I wanted them to go full out and actually have Tim Burton involved in some kind of like, he doesn't have to well, write remember, though, issue. I did tell you, the writer is the guy who did the scripts with Tim Burton. So I know, it is but that, I but... still want it to be Tim Burton verse, though, where he has a say in this whole thing. The, that other guy you don't care about, he also co-wrote it, but again, I don't care about that guy. But it is supposed to be that verse that he yes. wanted and stuff like that. Now, with Which that... I, I'll read a bit of it because I want to see that world continued on what crazy nonsense you do with other villains but ultimately i'm not excited about it if if i had a game that was called who is canceled would you think you. for some reason well yeah you have been too but almost feels like tim burton's been canceled even though he has and i don't know why it feels like I, maybe it's the connection with Johnny Depp and that's so close a connection to him. But for some reason, every time I hear Tim Burton, you sing Tim Burton, I want to say, well, he was can't, but he isn't. No. It's just weird to me. That's my new game. Is just Tim you Burton making up rumors. Is Tim Burton, well, yeah, I mean, he did that thing back then. Do you, uh, that's the game. Is Tim Burton canceled? Yes or no? No. You win, Eric. You, you just won. Joss Whedon, canceled or not? No. No, yeah, you, you lose. <laughs> Like, I, I actually have no idea what that means. So whatever. that's the thing. That's the best type of game. I'm making up the rules as I go. Is Eric Shea canceled? Yes, Eric Shea is. Hey, Jim, thanks for reviewing Exo Manowar number one. I forgot how slow that first four issues were. Guess how many we're doing, Eric? Four. Yeah. If I remember the slow burn build up to the good stuff starting in issue five, when they introduced Ninja and Mind Sleeper <laughs> agents. Well, it's the first trade. I, I don't make up the rules there, Eric. I mean, I do, I but I do. don't. Well, maybe. Okay. Next thing, it's like, hey, Stork, we're doing the first 18 trades. Get ready, buddy. Strap in. I, well, it's the month. Eh, I don't got no time for that. I would have voted for and pushed Astro City or Black Hammer more if he ends up, you know, realizing that we were going to do the first trade, I guess. But, I mean, you got to start somewhere. But it looks like you are reviewing all three. That was just me being insane. Stork yelled at me about that as well. I have two other recommendations. I noticed you were following some of the X-Men stuff on the Marvel side. That would be a huge negative now, Eric, because I'm not. I dropped those. If you want to read an X-Men-like series that was actually good on like 75% of what's out now on the mutant side, check out Harbinger from Valiant Comics. We're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this series, and again, this is for the book of the month. We'll see how that goes. This series started at the same time as Exo Manowar, late 2012. This series introduced us to great characters. Eric, like Peter Stanchek, Livewire, not the crappy uh, DC villain. I Faith love that DC Herber, villain. A plus-size flying female comic book nerd, and Toya Harada. Yes, my second recommendation as an all-time favorite series, Saga which I ended up doing Saga already, but think Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he's got to go back in the archives here. I did that a couple months ago, the first trade of that. Uh, think Romeo and Juliet meets stories of the side of mysticism, very interesting and short character models. I loved it. As a bonus, I have other, one other recommendation. The first is Die, 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 the funniest comic series I've ever read. That does a great job of building its characters and bringing you nonstop action. You can't go wrong with Robert Kirkman, Eric. 
don't read this book. Eric, he knows. He turned down that bunch of free issue ones of that Walking Dead. I don't uh, know again, if you heard he, of that. Now it's a bunch of issues. It's like even 17. free to begin with. He just like, hey, you, you, want, you want this in your pool? I'm like, no. No, you, you ditched it. You could have made a lot of money. Don't read this book around your kids. It has some gratuitous scenes of violence. Unrelated to DC, did you guys read three issues of the X-Men Gala event? That would be the Hellfire Gala, Eric. No. I dropped all the X-Men. Save it for I, the Marvel podcast. I have an X-Men po- you know, podcast day. I, I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want it, We have this issue along a lot with us where we decide, should we drop a book and come down to the idea that we hate it? And nobody's going to want to hear us hate it because the only people who listen to it are people who like it. So I'm done with the X-Books. What fucking nonsense. The only X-Series we're getting right now are Hellions, Way of X, and nothing else until Hickman's Inferno series comes out. I feel like all the other X titles are filtered loosely through. Thank goodness Daredevil is amazing, Eric. It is as bad as, and he says, is it bad that I'm enjoying Heroes Reborn more than 80% of what Marvel is publishing right now? Yes, I'm going through this quick, Eric, because this is Marvel stuff. But yes, because Heroes Reborn is utter garbage, and I can't stand any bit of it. And he ends up saying it's basically DC on the Marvel side of things. Aaron and his Avengers, but most likely get swept under the rug. That's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Thank you, Eric, J-Man. just calm down here. I will mention that I, I beg for Marvel Mail and get nothing. Now <laughs> <laughs> we get more here, so I'm suggesting to J-Man that he, he writes to us over there. I'll just throw it out there. It's Weird Science Marvel well, we got Comics plenty of DC gmail. mail this week, right? Com. Yes, we have one more. We have Neil's. All about DC Comics, saying, right? Yes, it's all about about it eric today's edition is a eric special and it's gonna be juicy he says uh i'm gonna tone it down a little for the kiddies eric but and you yes i mean i know sleaze and what shay's popular but still a few months ago i had a fivesome (laughs) with my girlfriend my lover another guy another woman (sighs) is that five that seemed like four Maybe he put his thumb up his ass. We charge places and pa- change places and partners the whole time, having fun and making love for many hours. Are you cringing? I'm the one who's a prude. I don't like this stuff. I'm a family man. But to get to the funniest part, at one point, there were two of us making love, and one guy sat next to us playing the guitar. <laughs> what an asshole. Just, do, you, do you think that Ed is like the worst thing ever? Just hanging out with people, bagging each other, and playing the guitar. I'm like, you know what? I, I got better things to do today. I got to get a fucking th- podcast just think, about DC and, Comics. And I'm, I'm going to channel what happened. I'm, I'm pretty Somehow that's there. better. I'm going to end up, I'm going to think of what happened when this happened. Eric, let me think. Okay, the guy said, Chlamydia? I, I had a love and had a chicken. Like <laughs> I took away the bone. I can't remember that song. I'm, I'm getting involved with another one. Ah, that's Animal House, Eric. But yeah, some guy's playing tunes. What do you think the tune was, right? It ends up shake, 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 shake your booty. And it was entertaining. Two lovemakers on the guitar playing. Uh, He's also hosting a conscious touch workshop. I I really, just as an aside, I hope that Neil's- Is that like like an HR program at a business? I'm telling you, I I think that you better, Neil's, and I think that he's smart enough to do this. You you better have some waivers that are signed before any of I don't know. Maybe things are like different in Germany. I don't know. I think that this is all a setup for somebody to just sue your ass. But in the next few weeks, I'm going to host a workshop where eight people are going to join the Sacred Space Blindfolded. The Sacred Space. We're all going to do some connection games and body mapping. The body mapping reminds me of what would happen. I'm going to host a, a sacred space with eight people who are going to show up. I'm going to blindfold them. And things are going to happen. 
Yeah, and and really, like fifteen the years ago, show up. That's fifteen years ago, we're going to be seeing a mini series on Netflix all about this shit, Eric. Uh, body mapping worries me. Because I, I end up thinking that I'm going to be like from the movie, The Mask. <laughs> oh, my God. They just run. Of what everybody imagines the others look like. It'd be funny. It's like, I don't know. Some of these other guys seem real cute. But this guy, you know, who invited that dude? And some touching the whole body to figure it out. If it was. Ch- I, I like the idea. I don't this know guy where your has a penis. And the, and the email begins. Yeah, well, if it was true, what what they thought, and some I I, I don't know, and then someone blindfolded, getting to know each other, and then cuddling. Yeah, that's what he says. W- would you this join? Sounds this? like the worst thing ever. He's asking if we would join this. I I, I would not even talk it's to like you on the, the phone with you talking like, about this stuff. It's like the sexual version of going into a haunted house. Feel these are eyes. Oh my god, they're great testicles. <laughs> This is just like, oh, my That's God, what's this? You got some two grapes and a hot dog. I'm a foot long, baby. And like, no, no, it's not foot long. <laughs> oh, my girlfriend was in contact with a porn videographer. Obviously. <laughs> it's just, just a random, random deal. Uh, as you might know, my girlfriend's living in Florida right now. We're coming back. Florida, Eric, on Why a houseboat. She? she bought a houseboat. She, what, what kind of life is this? She, she is getting accustomed to her surroundings right now and found some like-minded people. That means just horn dogs. Deviance is what it means. The wolf man. The wolf man she found. uh, But yeah, she also went on a date with a porn videographer. You could have been one of those at one point, but you declined it. Yeah. You wanted to write the real movies. Who really likes her and was trying to get her into some videos? Uh, Niels, that means he doesn't quite like her. I mean, anybody who's going to sit there. I really like you. I think we're connecting. Want to be in a porn? Yeah, no, no. Meals is great. That's a different life. That actually she is declined. That no, I think that you're really setting her up to get you involved in a really like bad yourself. life. No, I'm saying you, you kind of like if you like her, you, you want to maybe keep her away from the debauchery that ends up being. Hey, you want to you know get involved and screw some dudes, maybe get hooked well. on heroin and then get thrown in the alley, <laughs> the alley, because he wanted to do some normal porn shit, not the way she wants to. Okay, so basically he was the <laughs> DC Comics. Oh, my God. And as you know me, I, I would love to see her in some kind of porn, but also think it should be something that is bringing love, consciousness, and good into the world. Usually all my Pornhub videos You know, butt that. stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I'm watching Pornhub, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I got to go and, and hug somebody, right? That's what would happen, and I'd be in trouble. That's why I don't go on there. Comics, $25 pull list, DC. Nightwing, Green Lantern, Suicide Squad, Robin, The Joker. Three dollars left. He says he'll invest it in urban legends after three months. He's playing my game. All right. <laughs> like usually list, you though. end up go get a, a whopper. I always say, like, well, I'll get more. that They're one too expensive. three months later. Yeah, really. I ended up I, I wanted to get, you know, I love that BTS, Eric. And I'm not talking about some crazy move that you end up having meals to. Right? I mean the band, and they have a meal at McDonald's. And they end up having this crazy sauces and stuff. Would, would in BTS my mind, have a meal at well, McDonald's. Here's the deal. Well, because it sells. You ended up having the Travis Scott meal a little yeah, back. I still right? don't know what Travis that was. I, I saw them talking about it. I don't know who Travis Scott He's is, and I don't know what the meal and is. And he had a meal. So they have the BTS meal. It's genius for them, right? So it's a 10-piece I nugget. Guess. This is the meal. If you're going to have the Eric Shea America Sweetheart meal, you're going to do something. I said, no, the, you know, the thing is, if, if I have a meal, it's just going to become a challenge for people to well, go I across. Know. Well, that's Can what we I'm saying, though. Or it's, oh. it'd be funny. Your meal is... Go get a drink from McDonald's and head over to Burger King. The, the idea, though, your meal, and I said maybe something along the lines of getting that you know, challenge going. 
is a Big Mac, which we hate, but with quarter pounders. And you have two quarter pounders, you get the quarter pounder. I don't even know why you tried doing that. You just have double quarter pounders. But I'm saying, if you're going to make a meal, make it interesting. The BTS meal is a drink. Usually they have, like the Travis Scott, he seemingly makes you get the Sprite, but I guess you can change it, but that's the real. Uh, But it's a drink, fries, and a 10-piece nuggets. What the hell is that? I mean, really? That's the fancy meal. Ten bucks it is, Eric. It's nonsense. You end up getting a Cajun sauce, you know, because of BTS, but also like an Asian zing sauce. I I don't understand because of BTS. What does that mean, the Cajun sauce? I don't know. It's a Cajun sauce. It's just a Cajun sauce. Spicy? It might be. It's Cajun, Eric. I guess they like some Cajun stuff there in Korea. I don't know, but it also has like an Asian zing. Deal. What is so you Cajun have that. sauce? It's a sauce with Cajun spices in it. I actually I have something. It in, well, it's just a Cajun sauce. I mean, you're just going to be told that it has some of that, you know, Cajun sauce going on. Mm. What does Cajun seasoning taste like? Cajun seasoning well, has seasoning. a bold, spicy flavor. From you ever the eat like gumbo? Right? You ever eat that? You ever yeah. eat like a, a? That's what it is. I mean, Cajun. Anything's gonna I have those spices gumbo, on it. Though I've never been yeah. down. Well, in the every bayou. Ca- every gumbo is Cajun. That's what it is. That's where it's from. So that that weird that gives me heartburn. But yeah, it's just some dipping sauce. Then ten bucks though. Eric. Ten piece nuggets and also fries. Also, a subtle Seriously. earthiness provided by garlic, yeah. onion, and herbs. It also makes it also makes Jim have awful heartburn and then diarrhea. Uh, but he says. Um, what is he saying? Image getting rich because of us. I noticed that our picks since now, Exo Menor and Black Hammer not included, were from Image Comics. That's all the book of the month club he's saying. And I guess that not a small amount of the GFC book are purchasing them somewhere. He's actually purchasing them along with it. So that's cool. Nice. So I am, uh, if Image notices a sudden uprising in sales of old TBPs, TPBs, trade paperbacks, he means, they yeah, should, <laughs> I still think it's a sexual move again. They should know. Uh, they have to thank us for that DC Digital First Spotlight and Ruby Justice League. Thank you, Clay and Michael G. I love your small podcast of digital books I read and sometimes really enjoy. I think he means the digital books he sometimes enjoys. Hey, for the end, and maybe for a little challenge for me, what would you like me to do in the next two weeks? Calm down is what I need him to do. Seriously. Don't, how about this? Don't get a venereal disease. Have that as your, your main goal. That, uh, maybe that just I can do it. Possible for him. Maybe I can do it and then tell you how it went. Right, Eric, right? Just relax a little. Maybe watch some cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what else. I, I am not, I'm not a real imaginative guy when it comes to the sexy stuff. I'm married with five both kids, ways, Jim, on top yeah, and bottom. That is true, mainly on top. But it says, have a wonderful time, guys. So that is the mail to prove once again that we will read everything. I did skim over some Marvel stuff and some sexy stuff, but still, we read it. And again, to end this, J-Man, you got to go look and search saga in the uh the patreon deal because i went through the first five or six issues of that and and loved it so that i think was the first book of the month podcast on the patreon so check that out i might even send them a link but with all of that we're going to go off right now and get back to the books now here's eric and he's talking all about dc Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. 
will tell us all about D.C. So tell us all about D.C. Eric Shea. Ah, Eric Shea, you're going to tell us all about D.C., but I'm going to be here for the ride, Eric. I'm going to be right along with you as, I don't know if you, you know this, but there's a lot of Batman books out. Uh, there's yeah, a lot of that. Batman books at DC and a lot of them hitting this week, including this one, Batman the Detective, number three. Tom Taylor continues his equilibrium story with no equilibrium, but a ton of Henri Descartes flashback stuff. That's fine and all, but it doesn't all feel right. And it, it's only to go from a cliffhanger where it looked like Descartes was dead to show he's alive and then to have Bruce want it for his murder. Moida. It fell out of place with the other two issues, which really overall didn't give us a ton of information themselves and ends up throwing me off with this book, which I hadn't really been full out into yet. And I really thought this was going to be the issue that would do that. And unfortunately for me, I know a lot of people are enjoying this, but me and you, we've been wanting a little more from it. We've been wanting, you know, some information, equilibrium. I ended up and I even had somebody legitimately, you'll laugh. The idea that somebody said, I think that you screwed up, Jeb, and you yelled to Tom Taylor that Equilibrium was Julia Pennyworth, and now he's had to go and change shit <laughs> because this didn't feel like it was actually part of the series, really. I mean, well, just I know imagine we- that. We have a story of a set amount of issues, and we use issue number three at, right as the momentum started going, at least in my mind, with you and me talking, having, you know, whenever we get into these wild theories, I feel like we're enjoying it a little bit more, yeah, we and we're fun. looking forward to what's happening next week. So when you come in here, and it's all about Bruce Wayne and his relationship with Henri Ducard, which a lot of comic book readers already know, it just feels like a complete letdown, and it hits the brakes completely for what we were doing because you're not dealing with anything equilibrium at all. And pretty much like we had in Detective Comics, the police show up, you're under arrest for murder. I'm like, yeah, it felt like everything. How was does Detective like- Comics yeah. feel like it did more with that, even though I we know. didn't like that as much? And that's you often have, and that's the weird synergy of it too. When you get to this and you see you're under arrest, it does like, oh, really? Like we're going to do that? And I also understand, and I think you would agree. Anytime Bruce takes a trip to Europe, you're going to maybe see Descartes and things like that. So it's fine. Now, the thing that is weird, listen here, Jason Todd, like I said to you, I'm reading Urban Legends, loving it. I'm I'm like, oh, man, this is cool the way they're doing. And then I get to this book and I'm like, right away, I'm thinking, I don't like this as much. But how the hell am I going to explain this to Eric about the idea that I like one bit of flashback that we see all the time as opposed to another? And the only way that I can make it work in my head is to lie, Eric. No, is to say that. Well, you like Jason Todd more than Henri Ducard. Yeah, and also though that Jason Todd deal felt like it fit in the book. It was it was something that ended up in my mind. Now again, you thought that it was a little too much. We've already seen it, but in me, I thought that it played out with the deal and was given. But this just almost seems like one of those things, and again, goes on way too long. I think. With this you mean the idea. entire issue? Yeah, and, and what is it doing in a story where we want to find out? Now, even if it ties in to equilibrium or things like that, whatever, it's still, in my mind, it's too much in a story that we are waiting and desperately trying to figure out what is going on with all this. We end up having a plane crash, the idea that everybody that Bruce saved is going, so is this, and this was set up almost like, and, and could have just stopped at the idea Okay, I'm going to shoot Henri Descartes. If you save him, then I can come back and kill him because you say, like, it gets that roundabout deal. But first off, we thought he was dead. I said that I didn't think they'd do that, but you're like, no way, he's dead. Yeah, he's he dead, isn't. man. 
right? He isn't. So they end He's up dead. taking him to, well, now they say he is, but at this point, he is still alive as Batman's running him to the hospital. I think that they have just put him away somewhere and they're just like oh he's i think this is a dupe i think that batman is you know going to be under arrest for the thing in equilibrium with all this but that's the thing almost like a mr worth where again you can say and i think that you nailed it right on the head you only have a certain amount of issues in this you know you have six issues Uh, how are we going to get back with two you have three more issues left and we haven't gotten any information yet we don't know the equilibrium stuff, and not even enough to, yeah, I said that I think it's Julia Pennyworth, but that's just me guessing because of the look and whatnot. But do we know what she can do, what she can't do? All these things where you end up having this, and all of a sudden you get nothing, and it, it felt weird. It just felt off. And to go in a series, you only have six. And you could say the same thing with the Jason Todd. That's only six as well. So you get a flashback deal, heavy deal. It, it does seem like wasted a page Not space. as heavy as yeah. this, though. And it yeah, felt like it was doing more so with much. the information that we had out of that story than this one. Because you have the whole idea, like, let's introduce the reader who doesn't know to Bruce's relationship with Henri Ducard. He is one of the people that trained Bruce to become Batman because of how good he was at being a man hunter. He's going to uh, give all this information to Bruce with the idea that Bruce just going to take that and say, but I'm not going to kill people. So when you have this, though, you were just exploring this relationship, but not going any further. And the thing that I find really unsatisfying is the idea on top of this from what we got at the beginning of the New 52 with the Batman and Robin series, where you had Henri's son, Morgan Ducard, who was like right there with Bruce the whole time. He was being trained by his father with Bruce doing all this stuff. And you never got the satisfaction of knowing after Damian Wayne killed Morgan Ducard, the reaction that Andre would have to any of this. So even when you have him brought up here, I'm like, okay, they're going to have this whole thing where you could talk about his the death of his son, how Bruce's son killed his son. What is the relationship like now? You never got any of that. And now that you see the flashback of how, like, you know, the relationship blossomed, you don't get any Morgan Ducard either. No. And so if this is one of those, and it's a weird deal, like say they say, well, this is the everything matters. They're trying to show you what the new deal is, everything combined, whatever. But is, is, this. <laughs> is the pl- but even if this is it, there is no Morgan. You end up even if they were going to do that. But if they were, you don't do it in a six issue mini that already has two issues of a story involving equilibrium I that agree. isn't really fleshed out. So it's not the time or place, and that's what I think that with this and as far as I can tell, maybe Tom Taylor has some big plan and he's going to tie this in. But it seems only to get Bruce arrested by the end. I, I could have used you know or could have went with two page spread. Of all the things that they did to go, oh, my God, he trained. He did this. He did that. And then just move on. Give us some equilibrium stuff. Give us some stuff on the actual case that we're on now. Not go Andre and – Ducard is you know, not the mystery. Swerve. Equilibrium's yeah. the mystery. Let's yeah. deal with that. And the mystery isn't, you know, oh, my God, this gun run, you know, guy who works with these bad people and Bruce gets caught and then Henri comes in and shoots. This doesn't really matter to me from what we've seen. You know, the setup into this issue – this just felt like an aside. This it did, just because like the whole a, like idea too is like, and if you do know that Henri was one of these people, it does nothing for you because the whole idea, you know, and then he taught him to do this. And you know what, boys and girls? Later on, Bruce Wayne took that information and became the Batman. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't know it, you're, you're oh. getting a little more extra. But what do you, why do you, why do we need this? I don't see why we need this in this book right now. And uh, you're really going to have to prove to me that we did. Henri Ducard uses guns and killed people. And Bruce Wayne, he's not going to do that. And you know what? He's going to grow up and be Batman. Yeah, it looks great. 
It and, doesn't. And, like, and the thing is, I, I've had a problem with the art from the get-go where I've enjoyed parts of it. I thought Batman was always off. And I don't think it looks that good here, especially like for it. something that's not telling anything really no, original it's not in my telling, mind. I think it looks fantastic. I like every bit of the art, like, but even it's at not the one telling point, anything when that he I takes, need. When he takes Henri to the hospital and the freaking doors are up there, the, on the background it says hospital. It doesn't yeah, even have hospital well, spelled right. That's because it's in France there. And, and you know, you're not going to spell it right because they don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm even trying to get to that. Actually, yeah, that is weird. It's Paris. Well, maybe you could look up. Maybe that's a translation, Eric. I don't know. But he ends Hospital. up there where he's going into this to take him, all these people going, and he does leave him there as Batman says he needs help. And then we go back. And again, it's him chasing Henri, Henri chasing this other guy. They, you know, it, it just... What does it serve to what we had already and what we're wondering Batman. and what we're going about? I He's mean, gonna, some of the things he has, time, you know, his now bat it's, belt. Even though that the equilibrium has killed a plane full of people and how many other people now that Henri might be dead? Because I think it's, there's no reason in my mind that this should not have killed Henri Ducard. I know it starts out with the, the idea that he's still alive. He gets into the hospital in time. At the end, the police are looking for Bruce Wayne as the suspect to the murder of Henri Ducard. I don't know what they're playing with there. He might be alive. There's no reason in my mind he should be. But ultimately, this to, now it's personal, it seems like, between Equilibrium and Batman, even though all these other people are dead. And he's going to use the skills that Henri told, like, uh, taught him to find out who the Equilibrium is because he is going to use the skills of a manhunter. Yes, Eric. Or uh, by, a woman hunter. Hopital is, is correct in French. I just is looked it? it up. It does have like a, a little, not an umlaut, but something I don't understand over the O when you say it, but it is something of modern French. So at least, you know, then it doesn't change anything with it. And right. where his cape is, there might be that little, no. little triangle oh, that, thing. That little thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I get to saying. Okay. Supposed to be I'm over just reading this from a dumb American who only speaks well, so English, stuff like that. I mean, saying that, I didn't even recognize that. I just saw him running in the thing. And in fact, I thought he was taking him to one of those secret hospitals. I didn't know he's taking him to a you public know, hospital. Secret hospital. Secret <laughs> uh, But yeah, so again, it goes going, even going through this issue and talking, it's not going to take long because the stuff that happens. It just doesn't feel. Well, it's it, just it, everything's it's just different situations of of Andre going and fighting somebody, and then Bruce fighting somebody, and then them finding somebody together, and then all of a sudden, what we had talked about in pre the previous issue about the last time they met up in London to disarm that bomb, and that's the last thing we see. And now Andre's been shot, and the police are coming for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if this was in a Batman anthology. You know, don't don't do the whole deal with the Bruce Wayne. You're under arrest because that'd be weird. But even if, even yeah, so, don't, don't like, have a cliffhanger. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but the whole deal if this was just like, hey, you know, we. It almost feels like that. It almost feels like it's just like one of those where, hey, Batman runs in. Even if you start out with that deal where he's rushing, say so it's like the the coolness of, oh my god, we're just jumping in, whatever. But this feels more like an annual. It feels more like, and and that's fine if it's an ongoing series and a six issue mini. This feels like you are really wasting time. And even if you're not, if it, if it pulls just, out, just that look at it Bruce means Wayne something. right now. When the I police just, are knocking at his door. Who is yeah, that person? That is Bruce Wayne, Eric. I, didn't you know this? It's, I'm looking at it. I don't know. Remember, it's an older Bruce in this, too. Like That's what's weird, too. It's weird because it's supposed to be this older Bruce, even. It looks a little like, it? you know. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what they said at the beginning. And that's why even at the beginning, remember, he said, man, I'm getting a little, you know, arthritis and stuff. I'm not as fast as I used to be. That was in the first issue set, you know, specifying that. With with current continuity, with, you know, with Knight being who there is, the idea of a new squire and stuff like that, it's current continuity. Just Batman, and this one's a little long in the tooth compared to where he is everywhere else. I mean, that's what they spelled it out that this was a older Bruce Wayne and they were, but it hasn't really been played out like that much anymore. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Go. Uh, That's 80 years old. But with that, like I said, I really like the art. If you didn't like the art, I, I understand. But I've been I, weird I really about it. There's like aspects it. to it that are so. Ultimately, it's so so in my mind. I don't hate it, but just when it's paired with a story that's doing nothing for me, it just really flaunted that I'm getting nothing out of this book. Yeah, and and I'll I'll tell everybody who might be getting mad at us or whatever if you like this. The idea of this is we're we're reviewing this issue after coming after two before and. Even if it ends up, I can't say that it's going to make sense later or why this happened. I'm sure that Tom Taylor has a plan. But in reviewing this right here, right now, I want to know anything about equilibrium. I want to know what more is happening around the world. With oh, the story. I got you. Yeah, the story. And just to swerve off to a Ducard deal just because they met up and he ended up getting shot by equilibrium falls out of the window it just felt like wasting I would have space. felt so much better in my mind if they would have introduced, like, like you know, brought Morgan Ducard in this and shown something along those lines. I know you can't have the whole idea of what happened in Batman and Robin, you know, the first like mm. couple issues of the New Fifty Two, but you can't resolve all of that here. But I just feel like it would have played more into what has played happened. More. I would have just wanted him if he ends up running into Ducard, he says, you know, hey, can you help me? But you can't kill anybody. I mean, it's fine enough to say back, like as you're doing something in the present. Go back and show the things that they did, how he got trained or whatnot, or just the idea that, you know, this equilibrium seems to be a thing. And we find out to card again, like the pet, he had, uh, you know, some sort of hit out on it, a manhunting thing that he's going after and they team up. That's all I really needed. I don't need this whole deal of, you know, hey, remember this and, and the idea, like you're saying. Even without the Damien stuff and the Morgan, just the idea of, hey, Henri, he ended up training him. But we don't even see much of that. This is more of just a clash of like the little wheels. vignettes. Like he, yeah, that's Bruce all is I following need. him and Henri realized and all of a sudden he was a student. And at one point, Bruce was there to act, act as a distraction as Henri captured this one guy. And then Bruce went out on his own, got captured. Henri was there to save him until the time when Henri killed a guy. And Bruce was having no more of it. Yeah. And so what does that do with this overall series and right now? I, as a fan of the of Batman and DC Comics as a whole, I've seen this a bunch of times with Henri Ducard and all the background of the Batman and the people who trained him. So personally, while this, like, you know, some people might like this, this doesn't do anything for me. No, as a it fan. does nothing for me. And, and a lot more than the idea of a Jason Todd feel, because at least you, you end up even again, that's more important anyway. If Agreed. this is the one of those where they're like, oh, well, it's just an odd thing. Like, there's editorial at TC. Oh, Tom, Tom Taylor, you're doing the story of a Bruce Wayne in Europe with equilibrium. By the way, Henri Descartes is in Europe, and people might not know him. So just stop everything and show that he was the one who trained him. But take the whole issue to do it that ends up then Bruce, you know, won it for his mother. Like, even the background didn't show you, like, the wink-wink of, ooh, Henri's done this before. Like, he's he's disappeared. Or the idea that Batman always – like, there's nothing with this than to just have the end. Hey, by the way, you're won it for murder. Why? Now, well, you like brought him Detective in and he died. Comics, I, though. Like Detective Comics, though, I do like the idea of Bruce being arrested for murder and all this being taken by the police. I like that aspect because you don't see it enough times. But here we have in two, two issues this one week, and they're both not really doing much for me with it. 
here is the mystery of this, okay? And here's where you're going to get something from it, probably. Why would Bruce Wayne be wanted for murder? Because Bruce no didn't idea. bring him in. Bruce wasn't seen with him. So this is a setup. Somebody equilibrium well, the is, is setting this up. The thing is, if you go in with the, the police and stuff like that, he was, you know, shot at his hotel room and the and it was, you know, paid but for he was by under Bruce the Wayne. Deal, but they didn't know that because Bruce ended up running him to the hospital. They wouldn't really know, you know, Batman ran him there. I don't know that they would even be able to stitch everything together or whatnot. But yeah, and with that too, like you said, Henri did use the deal of the Bruce Wayne name to get at the hotel. That's the connection. It seems too thin though to get arrested. We also don't know what happened with Equilibrium, who has play at Interpol and stuff like that. What clues they could have left behind with all this? I think that this is just the idea for the police to keep going with that idea that equilibrium is connected into interpol and could just call and say hey by the way you know even in the idea of like hey this is so and so julia this is pennyworth penny too it is uh Damn, right. and i think that you got to rest okay we'll do that and and sees like later you'll probably see the big connection like more of that power connection almost like a mr worth type deal that we hadn't detected but as an issue right now it just seemed like okay that really slammed on the brakes of everything i was interested in i i Agreed. didn't really go into this issue wanting to know a history with Henri and seeing that it wasn't that interesting to see that's my biggest problem well, it didn't do anything it just, new for me no and it, even not even new like even the stuff that if, if it's new to you you never knew it i don't think that it was that interesting it was just kind of this cat and mouse deal of and then no guns, guns, no guns, guns. We've seen this not even with this, but everything. hell, you say Batman doesn't everything like guns? Else. Come yeah. on! I mean, really? But yeah, well, I really don't have much more to say with it. I'm at a six out of ten. What would you give it? I'm at a five out of ten for this. This issue didn't do much for me. The art, and like I could said, get that art a little push it, for, the thing for is, what the I like. So so for me, I saw it's quick paging through after so that initially, I and mean, there's some really like nice pages yeah, in there. I, I like the coloring actually more than most of the art. I, I think that the coloring really plays out really good in the students. Just me, <laughs> but the but flashback I, throughout just kind of padded this issue for a limited series. So it feels kind of like a cheat to me. Yeah, that it does with me as well, fully. Uh, what is our next book, though? Next up, we have The Joker, number four, written by James Tyne in the Forest and Sam Johns with the backup. Art by Gil March, Arif Prianto, Tom Napolitano, with Mirko Andolfo, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Ariana Mayer for the backup. The Joker series takes a turn when all the different factions close in on the Joker and our clown Prince of Crime comes out on top, leaving the Samson family dead, vengeance incapacitated, and Jim Gordon set up with a new test by his prey. Find out who really attacked Arkham Asylum. With that, we have the Batgirls going after the mysterious Cressida and a punchline backup that is sadly getting further and further away from something interesting. Yes, I know that I said I love punchline at the beginning of the podcast in the, uh, the roll call. But yeah, I... um. I'm not that into that. And we already know that. I was but initially. This one the last like, one, it just didn't do anything for me. This one didn't do anything for this me. This one like, just know. seemed like it wasn't even enough pages even. Like it just got a, like a throwaway deal. Hey, by the way, Orko wasn't really that much punching me. I, I mean, at the end, it was really nothing, like you said. And and old Harper ends up getting saved. But the, the main story, and I like this. Now, I, I see people talking about this even in the Slack to get fresh crew. Beep, boom. And they're going on and on. I mean, I saw the same talk that they're saying now about this, which I do like. You like it a little more than me, but it's back to the James Tynan giving us this over-narrated deal while we see a scene behind. You end up having, you know, Lady Bane running around. Vengeance. Vengeance. And I barely could even look at that because I was reading this over-narration. And it's not even based on her, right? And it is. And this is what I started getting irritated with him with the JLD book. 
when he first started that out. You'd have a lot of scenes like this where we'd see some cool things going on, but the, the narration took you out of that and was so over the top. But yet people kept saying to me that that was, oh, my God, Tynan's hitting Just it all imagine. silly and all that. But then they went and, and reversed it. And then, oh, my God, thank God, Clay, you know, or Ram V's on. But. With this, it's just too much for me because just it's just imagine how up. good the narration would be if we saw the inner monologue of Jim Gordon as all hell is breaking loose around him, as he's pairing up with the Joker, as all these different factions are coming to kill the Joker and possibly him. But instead, you have the idea, I know how to lie. I lied about being a good man my entire life. So it's just – it's just whole monologue about this whole thing that doesn't matter to the story at all for the most part because we've seen throughout already that Jim Gordon is a shell of a man who's trying to come out on top from everything he's gone through right now by hopefully if he kills the Joker, he can put his boogeyman at bay. But this whole thing is not working anymore. And it's only issue number four, but it just feels like padding because like J- James Simons feels like there needs to be words on the page during an action scene. With that, he's also, and he, he keeps doing it as well, the idea of Jim Gordon wanting to do the right thing and knowing what the wrong thing is, but not considering himself a good guy because he's let some things go and he's gone and done that. But the idea of that works way better when the Joker starts throwing it at Gordon saying, listen, you let the Batman do all this. like you let the Batman, which then allowed me and tying it in with that. I don't need to keep being told by Jim Gordon the idea that, yeah, my life's some piece of crap and it got ruined and I ended up lying because I wanted to be the good guy and I said the things they wanted to hear, but that's what I shouldn't have said. Like, it gets too much. At that point, you see vengeance, you know, Lady Bane, as I said. Yeah, running the daughter through. of Bane. And I don't know if I – I know it's not her book. I know that – but I actually would have liked to have seen some sort of narration. If you can do this, whatever – the idea of something that would tie into a girl who ends up being in a vac, a getting venom, and going out, and her dad that she never knew what, like with that, with maybe tying I it into know a James what her Gordon is Jr. Her. You know what I mean? But I, I just want, I'd like a narration that's clever to shut. Like, don't just show her running and kicking people and punching. Like, what is the I connection that of badass. that? Because, but if you are giving a narration over that, it should tie into it somehow, not just. Hey, let's see this go on while Jim Gordon keeps reiterating that he's not a great guy or whatnot. I would have liked to maybe pull it back and talk about James Gordon Jr. in a connection somehow of a girl here that is well, again, only he doesn't know anything about deal. vengeance no, right I'm now, saying, Jim Gordon. It, no, I'm not saying that he has to say vengeance this or that. I wanted to tie in because there's a similarity in this. I mean, if I sit there and I have that on the page, you have to do something with it. I mean, you're just having, if it is something that it's like, you know, the idea of the sins of the father coming back and he blames himself for what happened with Jim Gordon Jr., at least it would tie in and you get a little idea of what she is doing in a way that he doesn't realize he's doing this, but it ties in because it's clever. That would be the clever part of it. It's just him. It was okay to lie to my wife and to pretend I would be there for her as the guy gets shot by you know, vengeance. I, it, it, it's really nothing. See, I like this way that vengeance is coming in and showing how badass she is right off the uh, bat, just taking out all of the Joker's guys that are there to try yeah, to stop her and the Samson her, family then. and stuff like that. You're not well, centering on is, her. We, we're centering on her, but all Jim Gordon knows about this whole lady, like this woman wearing a Bane mask. Well, I said, you don't have to have him talking about her. We've had issues where you have like a lot of times, even in that urban legends deal, when you're talking about one thing, but you also can say, oh, that also ties into this person that could, you know, connect, not connecting like he needs it to or knows it does. You end up having a narration in this that has nothing to do with what. And I barely even looked at the art because there was so much narration going on. So I didn't care about, you know, vengeance coming in. 
like I said, I don't need Jim Gordon saying vengeance. She's this, this, and this. But the way that she comes in to maybe go and get, you know, a little bit of vengeance on Joker because of what her father did, but also tie it in with what had happened yeah, to him. With, killing her father. With, yeah, well, again, you also have a Joker who ended up, he blamed Joker for the death of his son. And also, like, tie that in somehow where you see why people and, and people that don't even know each other have the same reason to go after the Joker. But he doesn't do that. He just says, I lied a lot. Now, I wanted to be a good guy, but I'm not. Well, you just have, like I said, vengeance just ripping through people. And I didn't, it, it made it seem like James Tynan is not concerned at anything that's going on with Lady Vengeance Bane, Vengeance the old Lady Bane. I get it all. But he, he's not concerned. That is just to take up the space of where he narrates. And you get to then with the Joker and Gordon, and then you, it starts getting better. I mean, you know, we're eight, eight pages in, whatever, six pages in. And then it gets better when she gets there and wants the Joker, but you don't really do anything with her anyway. All that well, stuff yet. going the thing in. Is, I actually look forward to her. She's one of the characters that James Town has introduced that I actually feel like I care about more than anything else right now because as crazy as it's maybe even silly as it sounds to have the daughter of Bane coming in looking for vengeance, somebody you've never heard of and it's just out there in the open like, maybe this could be a cool story and I do want to see more about it. Her just coming in here and tearing ass, ripping up through everybody and doing this and even how she reacts to Jim Gordon at the end talking about just go home. It, well, well, that's the thing is that was the greatest part about Bing is that not only was he a powerhouse, but he was a genius as well. He does his homework and all this different stuff, and they kind of lost track in that, it seemed like, over the decades. Well, even with that, show me how. Show me what she's all about, what she was doing. Not just at the end say, hey, Mr. Gordon, you're from Gotham City. Go home. You have her just – again, did it shock you that she can beat up people all venomed up and all that stuff going on? That's just – you know, well, again, I don't know how stuff. the venom works with that because she was in a vat of it and not having it pumped in her like her father did. I don't know enough about Maybe the character. Maybe they're going to say that time. she's all venom. I don't. But again, we don't know that, so I don't need just this random her running through the woods like Predator. While Jim Gordon talks about how his wife divorced him and took James Gordon Jr. back to Chicago, I, I think there was wasted time. I think it's a and slow space burn there. with it, though, with the whole thing. Because even when Bane first appeared, he didn't know anything about Bane. He just kind of Bane just kind of showed up in wrecked house and stuff like that. And eventually, as the stories progressed, you got some background on who the character was. I feel like this is kind of playing along the same lines. Well, you're playing along the same lines, but it's Bane's daughter. Vin- I mean, where's the same costume? It's not that much of a surprise now. I mean, if we're, if you're going to end up saying it's going to shy, you know, oh, it's a slow burn. Well, you kind of go with if you're not going to get anything, you're just going to say eh, it's a girl that's like Bane. And I think you need to do more. Now, he'll probably do more. I'm just saying that start it out where he needs something to go underneath this over narration that threw me off because I wanted something. If you're going to do that, have it a, a clever deal. Have it about still the idea that. You know, will it make me feel better if I get rid of the Joker? Will the, and then you could even say, oh, my God, you know, at the end, would that be what vengeance would would that make her happy because her dad's still dead? That you can tie it in with all of these people going. Then you end up having the ones who died being the crazy Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. The where Samson they just, family. They seemingly just want a meal. No, I'm saying, why don't you want to know more about the Samson family? Because we just know they're really like, you know, sadistic, psycho, like psychopaths that come and kill everybody on a plane and get here. And they just want to lick blood off their knives and murder people. Like, this is the Texan crime family. I, I don't know what you guys are really up to, except that you like to dress in black and white. The only thing that I know is all I need to know. They want to grab him so their dad can eat him. And with that, you see that almost like the idea of a horror movie where the the ones that do the sexy stuff, they end up getting – I think that the play is here is they're there for kind of really 
a personal selfish reason while the others are there to and now gordon could be and that's the interplay up is he really there to get all that money and get or is he there you know well, ultimately it's about revenge. vengeance isn't it? well it is but vengeance for a killed father isn't the same as i'm gonna go and get you so my dad could eat you I think that that's a little more of a honorable well, deal. Well, the thing is, like, the idea, these are the family that's being sent to do this because they are avenging a lost family member in Arkham Asylum because everybody believes that the Joker is the one who did A-Day. Yeah, well, and I'm saying, but really, I guarantee you that Vengeance could care less about A-Day. She just cares that Bane died. You know what I mean? And those others that... The Texas the Chainsaw, they seem, I know, but I'm saying that, but she's there for, you know, re- revenge for her father. In the meantime, you have... Barbara looking into things and you end up having, you know, she's digging in way too much. And Gotta find out like, about this mystery Cressida woman. Yeah, the mysterious benefactor of Jim Gordon. Because we know she's part of the Court of the Owls. So that was yeah. revealed. She's looking in with Steph and you end up seeing a talent behind her at one point. And I don't know. I know that this is the step of, okay, she's getting too deep, whatever. But maybe there is kind of a weird tie around as well that Cressida and the Court of the Owls wants to get rid of Barbara as well and wanted Gordon out of town so they could do it easy. But this seems more like she's snooping where she shouldn't be. Well, that's be. the thing is, too. That's what makes it even interesting because you have all the Batgirls here. Back, Barbara acting as Oracle in the background while, you know, uh, Cassie Kane is like, you know, watching her from the building across the street, you know, monitoring the thing. And like we're all monitoring what Cressida is doing through like this hotel, the, the most swanky hotel in Gotham and stuff like that and trying to do it. And by the end, the whole idea is that is she acting so like you know like non-specific like she's not doing anything because they already know that they're being watched by someone so all the surveillance is just a show that they're putting on while the talent is sneaking into the freaking the watchtower here the clock tower and it's going to come up behind barbara I'm like that is a creepy ass editing especially for what we're dealing with in the beginning where jim gordon with the whole idea of like lying you know it's a it's overblown in my mind the narration but then it goes into another thing's overblown but he shot my daughter and then my daughter's laying and the whole thing if Jim Gordon is working for people and was sent away and this something bad happens to Barbara here, I'm like, this is like the most evil thing you could fucking do. Yep. Yeah. And and he says that, you know, he has a problem looking at himself in the mirror after what happened to her. But also one of the things that I thought was pretty good was that when he says about his ex-wife and says, you know, I lied. I told him I'd always be there when I knew I wouldn't. That kind of t- like that's the kind of tie in that I'm talking about that if you want to make the deal where, yeah, he's out and about trying to go after the Joker because of this money, because of his personal demons, but it might have set up Barbara to finally, you know, die, which I don't think she will. No, there's no deal. way in my mind they're going to kill Barbara but with Gordon. that also, does Cressida, does the Court of the Owls, because they they seem God, to know the a Court lot. The Court of the like, Owls become cool again. Do they know that Barbara is also Batgirl? Because if they don't, it is I'm a sure town, right? But you yeah. might have the idea where they're co- confused. Like, this guy's been... Hey, go get that librarian, right? Uh, okay. oh, I, I don't think that t- it matters what the talent knows. He was told to do something. He's going to do I'm it. But I'm saying, I don't know that it's necessarily ready for up. this crazy, you know, deal. Yeah, they can think. They say who a lot if you're in Suicide Squad, right? Uh, but yeah, this whole deal, I like when, you know, the Joker starts, you know, kind of shit talking to Gordon about how things were and whatnot. Well, but this whole saying, thing I goes off you. because on top of having a bunch of freaking armed guards and this freaking militia going on to protect him because of who he's connected with from this resort he's staying at and, you know, threatening them and stuff like that. He has all these like people that are there to protect him. Vengeance runs through him. The Samson family runs through him. And he's already got this whole contingency plan to send off this nerve gas to knock everybody out. So when they come to, 
It's just the Joker being a psychopath Joker as he is, where Gordon's all tied up, Vengeance's all tied up, the Samson family's all tied up, and the Samson family, they're just getting tortured and mutilated because the Joker's a psychopath. And it seems like the, the sister got away or something, because he even says the sister will be here in a moment. And uh, yeah, that that buddy, he looks done. He looks, uh, you know, he's he, so pretty no more. Joker may have actually eaten his face off. It, it looks at points, but I, I even like the idea where you end up where Gordon is going down with this nerve gas, and there's three Jokers there. But it's it's good. Like I said, at the beginning, ended up going like, here goes Tynan again. He ends up like he loves to do this over narration. It drives me nuts because it, it throws me out, and I'm and it it didn't. And end up doing anything more We know this, even from this series You know, I'm not saying that we Hey, I know Gordon from all these things I mean, this is the same stuff over and over He keeps talking about And it just seemed like the story didn't have enough room To fill the pages And you throw that in at the beginning I would have liked to have seen more of just the Joker And Gordon together And it's it's kind of a shame in my mind I would have loved to have had Gordon and the Joker Just, woo, 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 they run off And you have Everybody chasing them for at least an issue where they're trying to get away or whatnot. That kind of doesn't happen because the Joker ended up thinking ahead too much and going, which is fine in itself. Um, but yeah, the whole deal with vengeance and all, like say, you know, go home, go back to Gotham. Well, I this whole idea when, you know, the Joker leaves because he's given Jim Gordon a new test because, you know, he knows that Jim was sent there to go and murder him, but he's letting him know I didn't do a day. And the whole thing's like, you know, like, I don't believe you. Look, Jim. This is not my style. I would have found some way to announce this. You know me. And the best part is I'm going to let you live to go discover this because the, disco- the discovery that you make and who caused A-Day is going to be so much worse than me stripping you naked and putting you on that amusement park ride. This is actually going to make you have that one bad day because it's so much worse than anything I could ever do. I'm like, you know what? You sold me, Joker. I like this Yeah, a I'm lot. just thinking of what could it possibly be of A-Day that would do that to him. Unless it's a return James Gordon Jr. from the no, de- I like- know. I, I essentially the whole idea in my mind is what's happening to Gotham right now without him being there. It is the Joker War, the city of Bane. It is all happening, and the people are saying, "Come on!" Yeah, in, but everybody. he said he already did that. So Gordon was there when that happened. He said that the war was over. I ended up no, leaving. no. I'm saying what's going to happen, like with the magistrate and being in Simon Saint being think behind that's worse than a bad day. I think that's like uh, again. I don't think that Gordon would you be come like, back oh, and no, your city me. is welcoming in a villain that doesn't see it like you know a sheep like a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's not the commissioner now. He can't do anything about it. He even says to him like, "Hey, you're a private dick now." You're, he is not. He got fired. So the idea maybe of uh, I didn't do this or whatever, but he was mainly fired, if we can tell, is because he got infected by the yeah. Batman who left. I mean, he can't do anything about it. The idea that that's, uh, you know, one bad day, it sucks for Gotham and, and it sucks to have your daughter living there. It goes whatnot. against everything that he believes in, though, whether he's commissioner or not. Like he didn't let that in except that he got fired, but it's not him. I, if it was one of those things where he's still commissioner and then he's like, I'm going to take a sabbatical and go when he shouldn't. And they're like, you can't do that. And then right after a joke or whatever, then it'd be on him. But at this point, I mean, what is he going to do? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I got fired. And then they let this guy in. You have a new mayor. You have a new commissioner. You have all these things. It's not a connection to him. It actually allows him to do what's going on in this book. So I don't know that that would be the worst. I think that what's going to happen is Barbara's going to get hurt. Barbara's going to be missing. He's going to think the Joker did that and go even more insane and, and all that stuff going on. But overall, 
One of the things, though, I, and I wonder if you agree, I have to keep remembering this isn't a miniseries, too, because right. re- it feels so much like a miniseries. Well, you don't expect a, an ongoing book called The Joker featuring Jim Gordon as a ongoing. And I, I again, I'm saying to you that the one, but I still love the, the Jim Gordon stuff in this. It's just it got too much at the beginning, and it, it kind of ended up a slow deal to start. But once you end up getting into the actual in the now talking dialogue between joker gordon and even vengeance and everything going on i I was having a great time Well, even seeing that vengeance would go and just untie jim gordon after the joker leaves and all this stuff the whole idea is like go home mr gordon you're already drowning in the darkness head back to the light while you still can just sing this little bit of who vengeance is she's just not a murder machine going through she knows jim gordon and like you know she is not a bad person herself she just has a set goal that she plans on achieving yeah or you know we'll see and even she says you know they go down like oh well he's going back to santa prescott i'm gonna execute him like we have all this things going on and yeah that's interesting enough i just want to see more of the characters involved especially like a vengeance instead of you know gordon again hey i was you know i was trying to be a good cop and sometimes it didn't work out but we end up with the uh, backup this whole deal with the you know punchline and stuff like that and it really goes with with nothing basically orca beat the crap out of punchline and then it's shown that either they're all on the take with but because punchline seems to know this is going to happen she even smiles and you know a little trash yeah, i, I don't understand what we're really playing with though of how would punchline know any of this because in my mind orc is not really on the take she's just p- tired of being played by this person yeah but you're saying guy. that that's how the, he's pushing punchline with everything she seems to be the smartest one in every room and is planning ahead and doing i just think that that's what it's with her smiling she could not have been like oh that like there you'd be like whoo thank god that it seems like she's like yep the plan's working including the other two you know, oh, no, another and don't, you know, we have no problems with murder. It looks like, you know, everybody is against I, I don't the understand deal. the motives of here and the idea of the royal flesh gang. Like this this girl who seems almost like a teenage girl, maybe early 27, does not feel like the queen of the royal flesh gang to me. It feels like, you know, she's like a weird offshoot. She's not even a fucking face card as you know far as I'm concerned. You know what's weird about it? It's, it's there to push, like, because there'd be people saying, like, why would that person be there with punch? Like, like it, it's all forced into almost like, Hey, we're at the juvie, which like, they're I not, thought, but I thought they were really pushing this whole thing that that weird person that was in, you know, the picture with punchline, all the secret stuff where, you know, like where, uh, did Blue you Bird think that is. was going to be the girl there? That I thought that was going to be the girl who's the Royal Flush guy. Oh, I actually and stuff thought like that that, that was going to be like, because they're even having that hair over her face and stuff. And I thought it was a dupe. I thought they're going to be like, Oh crap, this isn't her. <laughs> I, but overall, it's just, eh. and Harper. Who is there? The whole building's burning. You end up seeing, and that's the funny thing. You end up seeing that picture again as if you're saying what you said would come true with that. Maybe. I don't know. But, but it, doesn't, up, it doesn't play off that way, even in the, like, the progression of it. And all Bluebird is she's tied up. She has a paralytic, and like, she can't move. The place is set on fire. And, and even the whole thing, and it's so weird because she falls out of her chair, reaches for her grappling gun. A paint can falls in her hand, but ultimately it doesn't matter if a paint can falls in her hand because she just then goes and grabs it and shoots herself through the tiniest goddamn window of this basement, pulls herself out, and she's just escaped danger. But ultimately the rest of the story is punchline being accosted by the Royal Flesh Gang and Orca just beating the shit out of everybody saying, I am not going to bow down to a queen who's willing to risk my freedom for some petty vengeance like this. So Orca beats the shit out of the Royal Flesh Gang and Punchline is laying in bed with a smile on her face. Nah. Eh, I, it when was you, so lackluster. When you see Harper at the beginning when she's drooling, that's me at a buffet. Eric, and I'll say you, you end up having Fatty. Danzig looking through the uh, the window there 
Uh, why it's though? Not buff enough to be dancing. Why though? Do you have one panel devoted to seeing a bunch of bottles and cans clap your hands? Is that just so we know that? That's what fell on her. <laughs> I, I like, guess. Why I'm are we seeing the that whole aura? Thing. Are they going to blow up? I don't know. They just look like somebody's doing some, you know, doing a little of the jelly making, doing some jam making. I, I didn't get it. And I'm like, why are we seeing that? But then, you know, she goes to get the grappling gun. And Here a- you are getting essentially one of the first big missions of Harper Row as Bluebird, all for her own, doing her own thing. And she is incompetent as hell. And I'm trying really to pissed save off about her that. brother and doing all that. A paint can falls. And again, why does a is paint she trying to save her fall? brother anymore? Because well, she, she said up, it like, to one point. I know, but we're not doing anything with freaking Cullen at all. He, is he just off there still marching free to punchlines? <laughs> My boyfriend this, likes punchlines, so do I. This might go on forever. Who knows? But yeah, and again, I, hopefully it does something more if we get a punchline out of it. Because right now it feels like we're at a snail's pace and we're not doing anything with the page I think that we would we just have. be better served to just going right to that trial and have all the fantastic press and all that going on. Because I think that even people who join in here, what, what are you getting if you didn't know Punchline? You're just reading this because you like the joke and you're going in and you're like, okay, well, I want to see what's up with this Punchline. What are you getting? I mean, we're not that's even the, getting that's like That's the punchline. worst part I, because I've wanted to see a Harper Row Bluebird book for the longest time. I like Punchline. I want to see where they go with it. And we're not doing anything with either character with these backup. Just think of that little kid that named the Bluebird. And the, oh, oh my yeah. God, we're going to get a story. And then reads this. and like, oh, man, I want my name back. She don't like comics no more. Yeah, she grew probably up. not. She's like, I, 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 it'd be funny. We'd get a hold of her. Hey, you <laughs> read the comics? maybe do it. No, she's like, eh, I don't know. That rebirth ended up getting a little too dark for me. They, they ended up going against their promise. I'm like, this is one smart gal. I mean, listen to her. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Overall, like I said, the, the narration at the beginning was a little too over the top of seeing the same thing. It, it happens basically every ended issue up, now. It's just getting old. Why not just give it like, and yes, and it's almost like the same flashback over and over. Yes, it's not a flashback because the art is showing a progression of the deal. You see vengeance going, but I'm always but it's playing Jim Gordon's it greatest hits. Out, not, yeah, and then, is. and then I broke up with my wife, and she went back to Chicago, I and then Barbara got safe. shot, and I was upset about that. It ultimately is like we talked about all these other books, the flashback that you already know about, just in heavy narration. Yeah, and I think I like it better when we see it. Uh, but also, then you get to the Joker, who he plays the greatest hits as well. <laughs> he reiterates it, but everything else, and the like I said, the Gordon that comes out of that, and the Joker who's you said about Bane. People do forget that Bane's that smart, but people push aside sometimes of how smart the Joker is and why that's one of the reasons why he gets this way. He's well, like the bad because God. he's, he's so the smart. Joker God. He's always ready for everything. Yeah, and he is. So when you do see this whole deal where and and it plays out well as a joke, that's an old joke. Like, hey, what's black and white and red all over? And they're like, well, you know, nobody's paying attention. The thing is, I actually didn't like that joke here as much because it's like, what's black and white and red all over? Like, we got like a a black canister with a white stripe and a small red freaking stripe on there. I'm like, that's not red all over. Well, I like that he just said, like, eh, I painted those. You did the joke wrong, Joker. But that's why I like it because he's just like, he's trying to desperately make it a joke that isn't. And it's kind of a riddle, Eric. But he ends up like, basically, the joke is. Y'all gonna get knocked out now. Here we go. Yeah, and I thought that was funny. I, I I just imagined him painting it and giggling to himself, and it makes no damn sense. So I, I actually did think that was kind of funny. Knock then, knock. Who's there? Knocked out. Knocked out. Who? You're knocked you. out. But yeah, I, I just like the idea no, that I, it makes that's no terrible. sense. That's terrible. I'm just doing and knock knock jokes because we're talking people's before. mouths together, which is one of the most craziest looking things ever. I like that. No, aspect I'm saying of the it's joke. so scary when when people it do is. that. 
I mean, you might as well then just have them cut the back of the knees and then the, you know, the Achilles tendon. tendon. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done then. And he's like, what? Get off what, flappy legged. What happens in, in my day? I don't know. I was going to say something about what you can't scream in space. I have no idea, Eric, but uh, oh, well, <laughs> what would you give this? 7.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art in this for the most part. Still think that Joker, I don't think I've talked about this in any of the, re- the reviews, but while I really enjoy the art in this, the Joker design to me always throws me off every time I say, even with the two different colored eyes and stuff, and like, it's fine. It's just not something that I love. But ultimately, I love the art in this main story and in the backup. And I just wish that the backup was stronger because that really is a, a story that's going nowhere right now while I'm loving the main story of the Joker. So thankfully, that's keeping me going. So there I am with a 7.5 out of 10. I'm at a 6.5. I'm, I'm usually about a half or a, a point behind you. Uh, I'm just not that much into it as you are, but I'm still liking it. But I'm still waiting for what seems to be what every issue is for most of the people are like, oh my God, this blew me away. This hasn't blown me away yet. And I thought this was going to be the issue to do it because of the convergence in of all the villains and going there. And I really, I don't know. It's just my thing, but I was hoping to get more of Joker teaming up with Gordon. But when he ends up, you know, pretty much, Hey, you're going to go and check out this other deal. <laughs> when is he going to do this? To team up. He's just hanging out behind a wall waiting for all the fucking fire. Yeah. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And <laughs> even with that, the point we didn't even say the Texas chainsaw, they come in on a freaking bus, you know, just crash him, which was pretty cool. Even though Gordon yells duck, I don't know that that's going to save you, but I just, the way that it went with the old deal of, hey, I didn't do it. Like, I hope that this isn't suddenly, because of what's happening in Gotham with Barbara as well, like this ends up where Gordon's like, well, I'm going to go back to Gotham for a little and see what this means and what he meant about the A-Day and the real deal, because I wanted to just see him go seemingly I'm... to kill the Joker, but then in the meantime, having to protect him. And I think we'll get back to that. The idea that he does find out that it wasn't him and A-Day, then has to go back and protect him because he's going to do the right thing. And that's the... You know, that's the twist and that's the conflict of interest that I thought was the really awesome setup of this, of going to kill a guy because he did something, find out he didn't, should you still kill him? He deserves to die, but you're a good guy and you're a guy of the law, even though you're not the commissioner. of the. So I really want that more than having some issues where he goes away, which I'm afraid you might get at this point. But we'll I do kind of want to go away and explore A-Day a little bit more because if we go with the assumption and just the idea, let's just pretend right now that the Court of the Owls are still the threat they were back in the original Court of Owls and that they're not a joke anymore. Let's assume that they're a big I'm still assuming powerhouse. that. I want to know how the Court of Owls reacts to a magistrate. Well, I, I would like that, but I also think that it's one of those where if – and I know that the, the Joker, like you said, he's super Joker. He's Joker guy. But I don't like the idea of Gordon going away and then us maybe not seeing and just assuming that vengeance isn't going to kill him or somebody else. I want to be there. What I hope happens is he calls Batman because Batman is on the line waiting. The idea if you get to choke or whatever, lie about the Joker deal. I haven't gotten him, but uh, I heard some rumors and stuff. It was not Joker. A day. You got to look into that more, which Batman should be doing anyway. And maybe get that or he calls Barbara because remember, you know, the whole deal with Batgirl and stuff like that. Hey, can you and Batman look into the? Hey, where's Bison Barbara answering? Or, uh, you know, oh, ah, she yells and he has to go back. I could rather him go back for Barbara's sake than just to look into A Day stuff because I think he would call Batman for that. But we'll see. I'm, I'm not the writer. I don't know. But I, I want him to stay on the case with the Joker so that we know what's happening with the Joker, not just assume that he won't be killed by the time Joker gets back or Gordon gets back to him. But. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm at a 6.5, though, and I'm waiting for that issue to really click with me. But it could be the next one. We'll see. Uh, but with that, we're going to go off to Clay, who is going to do the digital first spotlight here, including, I believe, a other Joker book. I mean, you can't even get away. I think he does the uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> and also, you can't get away from the Bat books, but he ends up the uh, Joker puzzle box. The Joker presents a puzzle week. box yeah. number one, and so that came out this week. And if you didn't know, and you're able to get it because it's not you know worldwide like you, uh, if you have the DC Infinite app, it came out that day, fellow. you know, free day and date. So you no know, free, you get the subscription, but it is on the app if you haven't checked that out. Sorry about it. you subscribe that it just goes away. You don't think about it ever again. That's free, right? Well, it is, but uh, unfortunately. Not everybody has that deal, and and the idea was that the Infinite app was going to be worldwide, or at least spread out uh, this summer, but I don't know if they ever set a date, and I haven't heard anything since. Like the idea, hey, a month away, or whatever. I, I don't know. DC seems to do weird stuff, but we're going to go off for the digital first, and then we'll be back to finish up the podcast with a Justice League last book. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weird Science DC Digital Spotlight. I am your host, Clay, and this week we have another four books to talk about. It would have been five, but for some reason they did delay the uh, Secret Files of Infinite Frontier until next week. So that'll be on next week's episode. But this week we have Legends of the Dark Knight number 11. The Joker presents a puzzle box number one. The Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number three out of 12. They have now combined the stories and it's no longer just a half page uh, digital series. Uh, They are actually putting them out as a same day as print. And then, of course, Truth and Justice number 15. So let's go ahead and jump right into these. I'm going to, in that order that I named them, that's the order I'm going to be talking about them because honestly, that is the order of which I probably enjoyed them. Uh, Going with this first one, Legends of the Dark Knight, number 11. This is the Curse of Slaughter Swamp. Story is Becky Cloonan. Art is Dyke Ruan. Colors is Dave McCraig. Letters, Ariana Mayer. Now, Becky Cloonan, I am very, very much familiar with. I first noticed her being on the scene of the big two back in Batman New 52 around the time that Blue Jay was being introduced. And since then, uh, I think she had like a small run on Moon Knight uh, here recently. Uh, Not, of course, in the current continuity of like the uh, fresh start or whatever. 
but right before that, the legacy stuff, uh, she had a small run on that. Uh, she is also an artist. I really dug her art. That's where I knew her first. But I really enjoy her writing as well. And this is no different. I really did enjoy this story. Uh, the Curse of the Slaughter Swamp. It's a story about how Batman uh, is looking for Solomon Grundy. He actually uh, was broken out of Arkham. Well, he broke out of Arkham himself about a week ago since this story has started. and. He ends up finding Solomon Grundy attacking two individuals and Solomon Grundy is talking uh, about seeing this bad man, um, but Batman is unable to see him. Uh, Batman is uh, following him through the sewers and whatnot. And like there's at one point Solomon Grundy even pulls one of those. Hey, look over there, a distraction. And Batman fell for it, but he fell for it because he noticed fear in Solomon Grundy's eyes. And the reason why I like this story so much is I'm not very, what's the word? I'm not very familiar with the background of Solomon Grundy. I know that he's a zombie. Uh, I had no clue that he was almost basically the Hulk in this sense, the way they pretty much talked about this character that is introduced here. Uh, Cyrus, uh, Cyrus gold. Um, Batman's inner dialogue said Cyrus Gold is a corrupt merchant who was murdered by his crime, uh, by his crime partners over 100 years ago. His dead body was thrown into Slaughter Swamp only to be reborn from the blighted waters as Solomon Grundy. Um, and in this story, I don't know if Becky basically took some inspiration from what is now going on in Immortal Hulk. Um, there is at one point uh, in this story, you see a whole bunch of mirror, like broken glass and mirrors uh, hanging from a tree. And Solomon Grundy sees Cyrus's reflection in one of the pieces of the mirror. Um, gave me really big uh, Hulk vibes, Bruce and Hulk vibes. And I actually really dug it. And at this point, Cyrus kind of takes over Solomon Grundy's body. He's trying to fight Batman, but Batman is able to get through to uh, to Solomon. And he says, Solomon, like, look in this mirror. Who do you see? And he's like, oh, I see Solomon Grundy. And he doesn't necessarily know who that is anymore because of Cyrus taking over his body so many times recently. Uh, and basically, it's the story about, like, finding your inner demons, fighting them off and finding your true identity. And at the end, Alfred kind of gives uh, a nod at like, oh, well, that's kind of like you, Bruce. Uh, and I really did enjoy it. Um, this does look like it may just be a random one shot. I don't think it's going to have like a part one or a part two. So uh, for a one shot, Becky really got me on this one. Um, I think her last Batman story was in Detective 1000. This tells me right here, um, just there, there was a little bit of dialogue that I kind of like kind of rolled my eyes at, uh, when Solomon Grundy was, or now technically we know as, uh, Cyrus was attacking these mobsters at the very beginning of the book. Uh, Batman came to save him and the mobster was like, Batman, we didn't do nothing, blah, 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 blah. And the one piece of dialogue that kind of made me roll my eyes was Batman was like, save it for the judge. 
Um, very, very cheesy. But other than that, I really like the story. It was really, really fun uh, in the sense of I, I love the pacing of it. The colors were amazing. The tone was great. Uh, this is what I want out of Legends of the Dark Knight, I feel like. Um, them being all one-shots would probably be kind of hard for people, but I really do enjoy this. Uh, just knowing that that is a small little story, and then Batman at the very end is like, hey, he actually, you know, I let him go into the swamp and I didn't take him in. I, I it, it leaves it, you know, possibly somebody picking that story up uh, in the future of a main continuity story. Who knows? I think it's really, really cool. But let's go ahead and jump into the next story. I'm always 50-50 on this writer, but the book is The Joker Presents a Puzzle Box. Chapter 1, Step into the Box, written by Matthew Rosenberg. Artist is Jesus Marino. Uh, colorist is Ulysses Arella. And letterer is Ferran Delgado. I have been 50-50 on Matthew Rosenberg's writing ever since Multiple Man and Marvel. And to be completely honest, I have reviewed a lot of Matthew Rosenberg's writing. And we got to the point of like going back and forth on Twitter. Uh, we have a mutual respect for each other. He doesn't hate me. I don't hate him. But he knows that I've written not bad reviews, but I've written reviews that do not like his writing. And to the point where there was, I can't remember which story it was, but he DM'd me and said, hey, some fans are wondering what I ever did to hurt you because of your last review. And we kind of laughed about it. But I told him, like, I I am not afraid to say if if it's a very civil conversation saying, hey, I don't like this story in my own opinion because of X, Y and Z. And we talked it out. Those conversations are okay. I didn't attack him whatsoever in, in any of my reviews. Um, I, there is usually like a little stinger at the end of my reviews, just so that way, like, ooh, I got him. Or or it, it's not one of those like, ooh, I got him. But it is one of those like, hey, people remember I said that in that review. That's usually why I do the stingers. But in here... I wasn't sure how I felt about this story, but my co-host for Batman News Weekly reminded me of something that is very important about this story. Joker was written very classically, and I think I enjoy it more because of it. Instead of getting the very dark, like insane Joker that everybody loves to, to write these days, we got a very classic, funny jokester Joker in this series or in this one issue, which I really did appreciate. Now, of course we get the whole story of Gordon and uh, Bullock interrogating Joker. The only downside to this book is that the backup story to this book is actually the beginning of this entire story to tell in issue one. I hate it when people do that. I hate it when a flashback, or a epilogue or whatever could very easily just be put in the very beginning of your story. And it still makes sense. Like the, the whole idea of, Oh, we're going to do it as a flashback or, Hey, we're going to 
five minutes earlier. Like, no, just put that in the very beginning and make it fluid. So that way, hey, this all makes sense. That's what I enjoy more than trying to be clever and be like, oh, we're going to put this at the very end. Uh, that's the only thing that really bothered me. But this whole thing is Joker making up from what we believe because of how insane that he is and how kind of jokingly he is telling the story. Like there's, he tells the story about how like, Oh, all the villains in Gotham wanted to, you know, surprise me with a birthday party or whatever it was. And all of a sudden Batman comes in and he's fighting all the, all the villains. But like at one point Batman is like, Oh, Joker, I have nothing against you. I'm just going to go ahead and clean this up and you can go about your merry day. Sorry for the inconvenience. And it it is funny because, of course, that is how Joker is. Joker is insane and he's going to tell whatever story he wants, you know, a la the Dark Knight when he tells the seven different stories about how he got his scars. I did enjoy it and I enjoyed the comedy in it. Now, again, the one thing that I was just kind of annoyed about was the ending where we see the very beginning. Matthew Rosenberg introduces a new detective within the GCPD. And then we see that all the villains were in one cell and Joker's like, Oh, I'll tell the story. And everybody's calling him like a snitch a rat, whatever. But like, you can't trust anything that Joker says anyway. So it's just whatever. Uh, but it was a very quick read. So it's nothing too deep. It's nothing like methodical. But the really big mystery on this and why it's called a puzzle box is we don't necessarily know that this character was in the party. Because I'm looking back at the, let's see here. Yeah, I'm looking back at the uh, the whole story that Joker's telling and the character's not there. but. Gordon shows these pictures to Joker and says, hey, this person is dead and we need to find out who did it. Joker's like, oh, that's not true. He's not dead. He's like, oh, snap. These are legit. Let me do you have any extras of these? And Joker's just looking at him. And then Gordon says, who killed the Riddler? So it seems that the Riddler is dead in this story. And we're going to figure out how and why. So, I mean, there is a hook. And we will see if Rosenberg is able to tell a legitimate story. Now, I don't know how many issues this is, whether it's a 12 issue or a six issue, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, oh, I did forget to give a rating for uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. Legends for the Dark Knight, I am getting a 9.5. The art and writing was amazing. So I will give Legends of the Dark Knight issue 11 a 9.5. Joker, I'm going to go ahead and, and give a flat 8. Uh, it is still a positive 8, like I said, but it wasn't really anything bombastic. Uh, so the art was was good. It wasn't like crazy or anything. Um, I feel like maybe a notch down and, and I couldn't, I probably wouldn't have been able to handle the art. Uh, so yeah, an eight for Joker, the puzzle box, 9.5 for Legends of the Dark Knight. Now, Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number three. There's going to be 12 of these, like I said. Um, this is actually like a full-fledged 24-page book. We open it up with 
uh, Scooby and Shaggy accidentally uh, knocking out a bad guy and helping Bruce and Ace the Hound Dog or the Bat Dog, whatever, um, capture this villain known as the uh, the Baggage Bandit. Um, I don't know who this character is. I think it's just one that they created for the individual issue. But uh, the big thing about this is that there is a dog show and Bat Hound and Scooby are both uh, judges for this dog show. Don't know how that works in real life. Uh, usually dogs are not judges. So, and the Bat Hound doesn't necessarily talk. So I don't know how they would judge, but they do talk to each other, Scooby and the Bat Hound or Ace. Um, and it is translated from Barks, is the editor's note there. Uh, but basically, uh, they split up. Scooby goes with Batman, and then Shaggy and Daphne go with uh, Ace the Bat-Hound. Velma and Fred are actually on a different case. Now, while they are separated, uh, they do have a little bit of a bump in with a mysterious figure. And actually, Ace and Daphne and uh, Shaggy actually catch the what do they call they call him the coin something coin something uh what is his name he is the uh shoot i don't know oh the coin capture so uh they take off his mask and it's looks like the exact same guy who was the baggage bandit you later find out that they are identical twins and they're very confused as of like, okay, well, if we bumped into him, who was the third person that Bruce ran into with Scooby and Bruce has an idea of who it might be, but uh, he wants to call Fred and Velma uh, into the case. And then he lets everybody know, Hey, I think it's actually two face. So when they're, it's the night of the dog show. Everybody's preparing. Fred and Velma are there. And Batman's like, oh, I'll be around. You just won't know it. And then, of course, we see Bruce Wayne. Uh, but eventually, we see that, like, there's one of the uh, one of the twins who actually, they got out of jail. They got bailed out of jail because of a really nice lawyer. Um, and it was a very silly excuse as of how the lawyer was able to get them out of jail, basically saying, hey, technically, you don't know which one did which, so they can't be charged with a wrong crime, so you have to let them go, which I think is stupid ridiculous. They both did a crime, so they have to do the time. You would expect so, right? And I understand that maybe the whole thing with, like, trying to rob somebody at a airport back the baggage bandit. And then like the guy who was uh, captured or, or later for being the coin capturer, he didn't really do a crime. He was just in an abandoned building, but oh, well uh, makes sense, I guess, but it, it's whatever. Anyway, these two identical twin identical twins. Oh my gosh. I can't talk today actually are undercover 
uh, at the dog show and they're getting ready to uh, Bruce has somehow figured out that two face wants ace the bat hound. Uh, don't know why, but just wants ace. And so that is why they're at the dog show. They're trying to capture ace. Anyway, Velma notices that this random dude, because she has not seen any of the twins before, uh, this random dude is eating chocolate around the dogs. And we all know classically that dogs are allergic to chocolate. So she's like, that can't be any coincidence. He is an imposter. And so he goes running away. Batman shows up, captures him. And all of a sudden, uh, we notice that because Scooby has been hanging out with Batman a little bit more than uh, than Ace hanging out with Batman more. Um, he's a little bit more authoritative. And so that gives Velma a really good idea. And then we see on the page flump, we don't necessarily know what the idea was, but we see that Ace and Scooby are ready to go out onto the judging floor and once they start to judge or whatever this random dude picks up ace and ace is able to pull the mask off of him and it's two-face and they're like how did you he's like how did you know it was me and everybody's like well actually that's not even ace and then so two-face pulls the mask off of ace and it's scooby and it's so funny because the mask that is on Ace, which is the Scooby mask, they take half of it off and Ace is still wearing his bat suit underneath the Scooby-Doo mask. I, I don't know. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a Scooby-Doo comic. I'm taking it as it is. Uh, and yeah, that is the whole entire shindig. The villains were, uh, taken. They were wondering why, uh, he would even want to capture Ace and Batman says, oh, that's really easy. Ace the Bat-Hound is a German Shepherd like Ace. Uh, have a layer of dense wool hairs under a top layer of longer, fluffier guard hairs. It's called a double coat. So Two-Face just couldn't resist the fact that Ace had two coats, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, this is a silly, positive, silly seven, five for me. Um, it was cause I think everything else has gotten a little bit higher of a grade for me. Uh, this was just a little bit too ridiculous for me, but it is Scooby-Doo. So what can you do? Huh? That rhymed. Anyway, <laughs> um, on to our last book, which is a thorn in my side. Because I have enjoyed every single, almost every single story to come out of this comic. And this one, I just cannot get into. So, this is Truth and Justice Batman, uh, Batwoman in Quiet Getaway Part 3. Writer is Grace Ellis. Artist is Maria Laura uh, Sanapo. Colorist is Wendy Broom. Excuse me. And letterer is Becca Carey. So... We start exactly where we left off with Nocturna fighting Batwoman. They have a really big back and forth. They keep fighting. And Batwoman is wondering, like, why are you even here? And Nocturna says, oh, well, I am the Mothman. 
And they're like, and Batwoman's like, why would you even, why would you be the Mothman? And she's like, oh, well, I just come here every so often to uh, give the tourist a little bit of like some uh, folklore, urban legend type stuff. And Kate is basically like, well, that's stupid. Uh, are you fond of a steak of steak it to the heart? Because she's basically fed up with all of this that she's been going through, just trying to find a peace and quiet weekend with Maggie, um, which I was like, oh, snap, she's really going to kill her. And Nocturna gets the one up on her, is able to knock her down, steal the like basically the tree branch and stabs Batwoman in the freaking chest. Uh, to the point of spilling blood, but uh, Maggie actually runs out, distracts Nocturno, and then Batwoman beats the crap out of her, knocks her out, ties her up, and they have agreed that Maggie is going to take her back to Gotham to drop her at GCPD, while Kate stays at the cabin and relaxes for the rest of the weekend. And that's basically it. It was just so boring i was just waiting and waiting and waiting for the ending to be completely honest but we are where we are this is a almost i'm gonna have to say an fu5 um so i'm sorry that's probably the lowest i have gone since we've done these uh, uh digital first reviews but it is what it is I hope that the next Truth and Justice series is better. I have no clue when that will be. Um, I am going to go ahead and see if they have any previews here. Ooh, it looks like it's a Damien story for next issue. It says Truth and Justice number 16. It's Damien's birthday, and the Bat family is throwing him a surprise party in the cave. But it seems someone has other plans when a pair of ancient... Uh, Hytiti DTs crashed the party. I don't know what that is, but we will see. Um, the cover art looks really cool though. So with that, guys, thank you again so much for listening to the DC Digital Spotlight. If you have any questions for me, of course, you can direct them in the show mail for DC or the Weird Science DC show. Uh, you guys know the, uh, Email. If not, it is down below in the show notes, as well as my link tree to all of my other shows. I will not name them off here because I actually have to get going. Um, but guys, thank you again. Next week, we will, of course, have the regular uh, comics as well as the secret files, which that comes earlier in the week. So, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is terrible That's just every shape Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well that's just every shape That is just Eric Shea He loves things like Transformers He-Man's and hamburgers, right? And is, DC is that Comics, Jim, come oh, on. Oh, wait a minute. DC Comics? I, I just know. got in the mail this week a Gorilla Grodd from Injustice, the oh, McFarlane line of DC Multiverse, and, and John I'm, Stewart. I'm sitting there. I heard what you rated all these books. I'm starting to wonder. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, that's what we get thrown. Shit, the, the funniest thing this week, somebody threw that 
shade that you know triggers me the idea of you're short and ugly if you don't like that not at me to somebody wow. else but if you don't like this stuff so much why do you keep doing a podcast about it i'm thinking to myself like why are you listening to it then it's, it's a lot easier for you to just go away and not listening i don't know why you're so concerned for the mental health of that other person but hey that's just me that's just me you have your own fights going on on the twitters but me i like to bring people together one tweet at a time yeah did you see people were uh, making fun of the bad food at the golden corral i'm like really what are these the great world's greatest detectives i I saw that you were talking about it and like okay all of a sudden jim's here on his freaking like you know white steed trying to be the cavalry to protect the golden corral no i said that the food sucks my whole deal with it because it was it was trending and i look and i'm like really this is what's trending that people think the golden corral sucks yeah it sucks it it does it's cheap ass fucking buffet food what what do you want no i just said that the you know i'm I'm thinking the food's good (laughs) it's uh, the the buns the rolls they're real good but most of the stuff i mean one guy had a great tweet it's like where else can you get a steak that's uh medium Rare and well done, all in one steak. Because it's just thrown <laughs> in there, and they don't know what they're doing. But no, that's like everybody wants to talk shit on, like you know, red lobster. I'm like, okay, you don't get any of my cheddar biscuits, then. Mm, Fuck well, off. That, again, though, that's a fancy restaurant to me. Uh, and it is what, to me too. I'm such a low life. <laughs> I know. My big thing though is the one time me and Logan went out. It was right before the shutdown, and we went out. Logan wanted to try the old country buffet. The only one near that was in uh allentown so we went over there bethlehem whatever the hell that is near the mall so we go over to the lehigh valley mall we go into that and i i think i remember telling you where we go in and there's like signs all over no refunds no refunds no and we're like uh, i don't know about this and he's like no 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 i heard it was good his buddy jacob said he's a chubby kid he'd know so we go in and it <laughs> was awful. A chubby guy it he was knows. awful and in fact I ended up at one point, it was so, I was going to take a picture of the mashed potatoes that were just solid, like crusted over whatever. A guy pushed me kind of to the side and poured water in them and stirred them and then basically went, what up, bro? And me and, now think of this, Eric, you know, I'm a frugal fella. I think that we ended up paying like $26. We didn't eat a thing and we left. I I just like, why didn't eat anything? Because it was awful. This shit was awful. There was like two people in there. Everything was old. And disgusting, like it was five days old. This is why they had signs, no refunds, because it was awful. So then we went, and I, you know, I got on Yelp as I do, Eric, and give him a bit. But right across the street, there's the Golden Corral. We went there, had a nice meal. So I will always defend him a bit with that. But with all of that, uh, we're going to go to the last book, the Golden Corral, Eric. And actually, my my tweet was making fun of the people that thought that they were really. You know, over it, it reminded me of the idea where people start, you know, younger people are like, oh, my God, nobody's ever said anything funny about the food at the Golden Corral. I'm like, really? You geniuses. But, yeah, we're going to go right now to the last book. And it is Justice League Last Ride. Number two, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Miguel Mangaka, Enrica Aaron Angiolina, and and World Angelina, Eric. I, I guess I'm looking at it. I, I think I said it completely correct, Eric. I okay. am right all the time, right? The mystery of what Batman did remains, and we do get a pretty cool flashback to show what happened in, you know, Apocalypse with Dark Side. But this issue in series so far hasn't grabbed me in a way I hoped it would. I did like the art enough, but like a lot of the issues we already talked about, I'm waiting for the hook to actually reel me completely in here. Oh, you and fish, you. The weird deal with this is I'm a limp fish. Eric. The, the idea weird. of this is you end up like 
it's an Elseworlds, right? That's been completely, comp- but what are you doing with that? And why should I be that interested and involved? Because right now I'm not. I, I'm not really that invested in well, this in the way that I need the next deal. From the deal. main continuity, you're just mixing and matching and cherry picking different things to say this is a different world, but it's so close to the same that it doesn't feel enough like a different world to be interesting. Okay, Martian Manhunter is dead, and because of that, Superman and Batman are pissed at each other. But that's not really a great driving force for a story. Now, if you tell me this whole thing, even the background, we have the cliffhanger. Check this out, everybody. The new gods were murdered and they were killed by Lobo. And now people are going to try to kill him. So we have to protect him. I'm like, eh, I'd rather have seen it. Rather you just tell me. Yeah, yeah. And then the big thing is where would be the place they wouldn't look Right in their backyard, <laughs> and even then, when you have that going on, like Lobo like you don't have enough well. background for this to feel like it's big and bad. Like you know, this is the coolest thing you've ever seen before. Because even saying apocalypse and stuff like that, we don't know what apocalypse looks like. And even when you see the siege of apocalypse in the flashback issues of this, it almost felt more like the Earth Two siege that apocalypse did on that planet at the beginning of the New Fifty Two, or that you know, whenever the New Earth Two series started, it felt like that to me. Where it's just a bunch of heroes fighting off parademons and the. Uh, furies and stuff like that but not really having like this like i feel like that actually had more of a gravitas to it because even saying we're boom tubing nukes in here and we got to stop it again it felt like i keep saying it i said it in my written review the idea that it feels like you have wonder woman golden suit wonder woman you have all this stuff going on and it does feel like okay i'm gonna play a little and we'll go with what would have happened after the Zack snyder justice league dark side comes back he's pissed he's doing boom tubes with bombs whatever you know it's not exactly the deal but it I feel like it's kind of trying to play that off, but not enough. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. But even so, the idea that it looks like Darkseid came and wrecked house, right? But now we go back and see that, you know, Apocalypse, it's destroyed. There's nothing there. There's residuals and, and you know, the radiation and, that's the thing and stuff. Is, I still don't know that there's nothing there from what we get but in the story. But that's Lobo says there isn't. I, yeah, there is. I, Lobo says there's not. So why is Lobo so happy to go back to a place where he is – Wanted for killing everybody, but now he's laughing and going all that. Like, but no, Lobo's that's saying the new there. guys. This is new Genesis. I don't know if Apocalypse would really care. Even so, I don't know. Like, like he says though, ha, ha, this is going to be awesome seeing you because they would care just to care. I mean, if you end up having the, but why wouldn't they just kill Lobo anyway? Why would he be so happy? Well, I don't even know who's after Lobo. Essentially, again, I'm not. I'm saying nobody's after Lobo. You can't just fly to Apocalypse and say, "Hey, we're here. We're going to." Hide the, like they just kill everybody if they're there. If, if Dark Side, all the you know, they would just kill all of them. They're not going to differentiate between Lobo and the Justice League here. You know, maybe they'll think he's uh, like, what are we going to get? Oh man, there's our hero. He killed the new guy. Oh right, whatever. But whatever he's saying is there. Oh, you think it's dormant? Ha, huh? you're in for a big shot. Well, so are you, Lobo. You're there with them. And I just it didn't hit with me that much, especially because we spend after a cool, you know flashback deal that's gonna you know this is what we're gonna get we're gonna get these flashbacks until we get to the point where batman ends up doing whatever he did that screws that over Martian Martian Man Man and everybody yeah and but i don't need to stop that to see them save a ship from going in a black hole how, how out of nowhere like batman just saying that we're piloting to apocalypse so apocalypse is you know an actual planet in space and not outside in the sphere of the gods of light. so we're actually piloting a ship with the, like the justice league with lobo and tail you know around a black hole to make sure and, that and nobody just can pick say up that a- here's the thing 
I just wanted to stop you a second, really, because the idea that most people may not know this. Most people will think, well, yeah, they're just flying to a planet. No, that's why they have boom tubes to get to and from or whatever, because it isn't. It's outside. It like used you said, to be. So again, it's in the sphere we're, of the gods. The we still assume, like that. Right. So the idea that they're just piloting, that seems like it's just something that Chip Sadarsky wasn't told that you actually can do or not do and whatnot. But it, it threw me off as well. I thought that they were using the black holes to do this little you know, would you, would you, and you'd use this two black holes equal apocalypse, whatever. But no, they're using that so they can't be tracked. But you go on. Like I said, I just wanted to tell people that what you're saying See, is it used to it's be usually not easy just like a that. plant and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that he's mixing and matching and picking and what he likes and doesn't like. So he can get away with stuff. Exactly. And kind of, but he yeah. can't because it's still in the omniverse where there is one apocalypse and stuff like that. So it doesn't really, ultimately, it doesn't matter. But this whole thing where the story is. We're taking Lobo to Apocalypse so we can, like, you know, make sure that he stays alive until his trial for killing the new gods. This is our story. And then we divert our story because we have pretty much don't, like, have, to, like, page space to fill with we have to stop what we're doing and save just random aliens from falling into the black hole. It felt so out of nowhere and unneeded for this entire story for everything they've been setting up right now. And I don't know why it's here. Uh, the reason, the only reason I can see it's there. But it doesn't play off well for me is the idea that Jon Stewart and Superman are flying together and they're yapping and yipping and talking about things. And when the ship is in trouble, Superman goes off without Jon Stewart. You have Hal showing up as well. But he ends up making says, oh, I made a decision. I could not wait to do that. I could not talk to anybody about it. I had to make a split second decision and hope that it was right. Jon Stewart basically says to him. That's what Batman did before. Why are you so mad? Maybe you're not mad at him. You're just mad at yourself. And that's not enough to to derail the book at one point just to save the ship from the deal. Maybe also it's to show because the idea that Hal goes to these people and says, hey, Green Lanterns are here to help you go get some repairs or whatever. And they're like, well, so much of incognito. This is just a setup that people now know where they went and whatnot. But would it? Because they're at a black hole here. This isn't where they're at the end deal. It seems very odd, this whole deal, which seemed to be there to force in this message, but seemed to be a, a weird way to do it. Um, but yeah, and then you end. I mean, this is one of the quickest reads that we've had in a while. It just ends. And with that, well, you spend I'm not a lot of the issues going through in, with the flashbacks going on, you know, the idea that like, you know, the apocalypse is boom tubing in nukes to take out parts of the planet while a lot of our heroes are an apocalypse fighting off the female furies and the, you know, the parademons, stuff like that. Well, how Jordan is also on, oh, it's the rest of the Green Lantern Corps because on top of taking over Earth, it seems like they got, oh, like apocalypse has, oh, in their sights as well because of a deal that the Guardians made with Darkseid eons ago and stuff like that to not meddle in his affairs because he could whoop house, on, like wreck house on him. But this whole thing is like he has murdered all of the Guardians. How Jordan has saved one Guardian in this flashback, I don't know if he's going to survive the end but our world is irreparably damaged the universe is irreparably damaged basically from the siege of apocalypse on the, this you know universe whatever you want to call it depending on how we play it out with this apocalypse but we can see how things have changed to the point where it seems with how jordan being all armored up like he's alan scott in kingdom come here maybe he is co like considering himself the guardian of the green lanterns because we might not have any guardians left where he is well, the leader and he too that they want to make the new Oa on the moon too. Yes. That that was the last issue. So well, I'm I saying think though, that, I don't yeah. know what else there is with the Green Lantern Corps though. I'm like, are all the Guardians said how many Green Lanterns do we have left? Because even when the aliens here, it's like, oh, it's good to see a Green Lantern again. I'm like, 
is it just how and like John, like John, like like how many else are there? Because we're gonna need a bigger core, especially if you want to set it up on the moon. And like, is that just the thing? Too, it's like we want to set it up on the moon. Like you just don't want to travel too far to work, do you? He's <laughs> lazy. Uh, <laughs> and and with that, you end up having some, you know, Wonder Woman's there fighting off apocalypse. Cuts deal. off great goodness' head. Yeah, really. Yeah, Batman and Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter's fighting off parademons while Batman is at the dark side. You know controls they're trying to stop things as well while on earth shit's going bad you end up gotham they're trying Aquaman to get everybody to a out face of that yeah yeah he ends and up trying to find out something I, that's the thing though they're in the middle like i said i talked to people about it the idea where they are upset but they're in the middle of a war i mean i I'm, don't I'm know where talking you're gonna about that like nobody cares about it to the point where it's not even on panel for us to see we just assume that he's dead i think that they want to make sure that you don't see the gruesome death i mean he comes up and a, a nuke comes through a boom tube right i just watched granny up. goodness's head get cut off but yeah, i can't I know, see but that's die. granny goodness i already people are pissed off about aquaman dying here and then you just see him obliterated no fanfare shown it but that's the thing. People like, are why like, there oh, man, statues set up for everybody. Aquaman? Well, we don't know that because we haven't seen anything past this. Poor the Arthur. only future we have is a dissolving. Nobody of remembers the you in the future. But Arthur. When people are talking about all this, don't don't equate Aquaman dying with Martian Manhunter dying. Don't don't think that Martian Manhunter's death is the reason the Justice League broke up. It's not. It's whatever Batman did to lead to that. That then Superman seemingly says this team is bull crap. We're out. I mean, Aquaman dies by trying to save people in a way that he hears the fish end up getting excited. He sees the thing and goes to what would be to stop it and, and dies. I mean, there are a lot of people who probably die in this war that's going on. But that's the reason that the Just League dissolves isn't because Martian Manhunter just died. It's whatever Batman did. That's the big mystery. That's what I want to see in this. I don't care about Lobo. I don't care about this stuff in the present. Poor Lobo. Oh, we're getting that He's just to me. Is, yeah, that's just to me is the reason, you know, you have to have something to get the band back together. But in the meantime, we want to know why the band broke up. And that's what the big thing is, and we'll find out. Now, if we get to the end and it's basically like Oh no, Martian Manhunter died, just just like maybe he goes in a bomb blow. If it's the same as Aquaman, then it's full crap. But if it's something that Batman ends up doing where everybody else on the team has a plan that they all agree to and Batman does what Batman does and goes against it to get that would be, hey, why do we even have a team when you never follow the deal, whatever, and they just dissolve. But we'll see. But with that, it is a shame. Aquaman has to end up dying here. Uh, but I Nobody think that was cares. to show more that the whole deal. Well, they're yelling about it. I think that this, you know, they the might when they pick up the pieces. That, I'm telling you, there's some subtext in this writing. Well, you know what Chip Zdarsky's trying to say is that people don't care about the oceans. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> they're like, Arthur, come in, Arthur. I mean, I think Cyborg might die. I think that Dick Grayson might die. I think that a lot of people are going to die here. But you end up because I mean, what's going to stop all we the talk rest? About is a special all Martian these all these boom tubes coming in with bombs. I mean, what's going to stop this? Even at the point where you end up seeing Dark Side, where Hal is going to take, like, oh my God, we got to take the Guardians. We have a safe space for them. Nobody can find them. Dark Side just comes through a boom tube. He found all the rest of them. They're all dead. And so he's like, yep, I had to go and pick up a few things. And you're like, holy crap. It's so funny to me to think about everybody because people love Martian Manhunter. You know, founding member of the Justice League of America and stuff like that. This character's always been around. There's never been given like the the A game treatment that people think he deserves and stuff like that. And I remember like the like the countdown, the final crisis, or like whatever it was called now, where like they found Martian Manhunter had been killed. I'm just sitting there. 
I'm telling you. Because <laughs> I've never cared about Martian Manhunter. Because the last like, he's the last son of Mars. I'm like, so he's got Superman powers, but he's got mind powers, and he can go intangible and shapeshift as well. I'm just like, Martian Manhunter is great. Don't get me wrong. The thing is that he's never been a character that I have gravitated towards or really cared about. And whenever he does his own thing, I find him boring. Yeah, I do too. And also, usually, I mean, there's a lot of times where you end up having stories where he ends up showing up and he's kind of the jerk. He's always mad. Like even the, the, when we had the deal where we talked about the war zones and stuff and the whole deal with Mongol, where yeah. Mongol ends up kind of duping Superman to go get this key to start up the whole uh, war world back yeah. in the, what now seems to be rewritten continuity. There's Martian Manhunters just yelling, screaming, start fighting Superman. I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't like it. But yeah, he's not a character that is anything that... And it's so funny because even with the things that we're talking about, because I've actually seen a lot on Twitter outside of what we're talking about in Slack, too, of whether or not the, the New 52 was good or not, is that one of the things that was cool, but while I don't like that Vic Sage was... T- Vic Sage. Victor Stone was taken away from the Teen Titans the way it was and pretty much erasing all that continuity. I like that we replaced Martian Manhunter with Victor Stone Cyborg because he was more of an interesting character in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I well, that's the thing. You end up having Martian Manhunter on the Justice League with a Superman, and you're kind of double dipping there. Yeah. And so you have Cyborg gives you a little different thing, and then you just end oh, fire bed. Like they, they always have. You always have to have something there for Martian Manhunter to get upset about. But yeah, the whole thing seems to be that. Like I said, it's Batman's mistake or Batman's, you know, hard headedness and basically running a justice league like he's the only say and he runs it as an individual thing though it should be a group i think is what and that was we're our setup up last issue what have we really gotten out of that more this issue and that's what worries me because i like the the flashback enough but i, I don't know why it, it ends up where it just feels like i'm just it, it feels like i'm sitting there and my grandfather's telling me some lame story from back in the day like I'm talking it's called like World War II, Jim. It is. I'm Monster. saying, I'm like, you lame ass. Actually, if my grandfather would have told me anything besides of what a loser I was, I, I actually would have been excited about it. How dare you tell him to be a liar? Actually, what this is, is this is what I would expect you to sit there. Like, listen, Eric, I'm going to tell Werner. you. I'm going to tell you about this band, the Beatles, and how they broke up. And I go in, and it's interesting to me. But you would be so bored within a second. Let me tell you about the timeline of Jason Voorhees, I'm Jim. like, listen, they, then they filmed Let It Be. And while everybody thinks they were arguing, and that's exactly yes, what Paul I did. and George I let it ended be. up, they got, ex, they got into it about a solo. And, and George ended up saying, well, I'll play what you want me to. If you don't want me to play, I won't. And then he left there. And then they did this. But that was it. You would just be like, okay, what the, what the hell are you doing? And that's kind of how I ended up with this issue. Like, it looks cool. It right? does. It looks really good. and. I'm trying to decide the what I don't like cool. or like. The flashback's cool. The main story's again, not doing nothing, though. No, that's the thing. The main story is that, like, it's almost like the main story's te- just there to set up just being together again. So we can, but, and it, it like, just I feel like this trip to Apocalypse is real time because I'm sitting there reading this book. Are we there yet? Because this is so boring. It, it, they're actually circling around. Big Ben, kids. Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying it. Big Ben, kids. Big Ben. Uh, but yeah, by the end, you also have, you know, confirmed you fully that it is anything. Wally West, Flash. Oh, yes, but even that is then, a big thing. It's like, you know, the jokey deal. Hey, you know, hey, Earth to Which Batman. Again, I guess you should be out of space to Batman. If I I'm can like, go and pick and choose whatever I want from my own weird Elseworld fan fiction story like this, yeah, I'm definitely picking Wally West as my Flash on my team. I, I agree. Now, again, with this all, just get back to what you said at the beginning. This is an Elseworlds, and it doesn't seem like you're doing 
enough to make it the Elseworlds. You're making it a little too much. This confused us a bit before. But even then, what are you doing here? What is the main deal? Again, it must be, you know, to show that Batman sometimes is hard-headed. And that it's one of these down, weird things where DC Comics is really like, okay, it's the new Infinite Frontier, everybody. We're dealing with an omniverse now. It's everything. And then we have, you know, books that are trying to play in that field like – just League Last Ride. This is an Elseworld story within the Omniverse. They're doing the apocalypse thing from the like the like the sphere of the gods wrong. And then even when we have Crime Syndicate going on, Earth Three rebooting, establishing that whole thing in the Omniverse. Oh, here's Lonar. Don't worry about how he's here because it doesn't make sense. I'm like, can we take a little bit more care in developing this thing that's new and supposed to be the all encompassing thing of DC Comics right now? You know what the funny thing is? I was talking to some people about this in the Slack today, and the idea. Where you can go two ways. Everything matters, so let's just do whatever. But when everything matters in the way that they first spelled it out was an open timeline where everything has happened and whatnot, this is the most important time to really nail down the continuity. Yeah, you can say everything matters, but you need a basis to start with, and you need some set of rules here, and then you can play around. Now, with all of that, and that, that does upset that doesn't have to do really with this. Now, with that, this is a what if, right? If we read Marvel, it'd be what yeah. if it's an Elseworlds. But what is the what if? Like, like the idea of what if Spider-Man had the symbiote, you know, what if Captain. Batman caused Martian Manhunter's death? That, that's it. What, if, what if Batman was hard headed and didn't listen to anybody? Well, we get that. What if every week? I mean, really? And it does cause. So the idea of it is not that interesting to me overall. And I think that that's why they just threw oh, it no, out there. Not Justice Man League Hunter. last ride. Boom. And did <laughs> never explain. Yeah, stop, please. Stop. They ended up like not even telling you it was Elseworlds, not even going because. It's not enough of that, but it's also just the kind of, I saw 10 out of 10s again. It's a golden age, Jared. The idea, though, is at the end, when I sit there and like, what if Wally West was the Flash? What if Batman didn't listen? What if Superman broke up the jet? Like, none of these really get me. What if Martian Manhunter died in a battle with Apocalypse because it was bad? That still doesn't get me interested in this, but I love Chip Zdarsky. It's so funny to think, as you're going off, I was thinking about this idea because when I compared it to like you know the countdown to Final Crisis, I'm telling you that's what I think it was called that I was reading. But where Marshman does because we did the oh no we had some new gods dying oh my god Orion died oh my god Marshman had died I'm sitting there I should have known that I wouldn't like this event because nothing's grabbing me out of these people who are dying <laughs> you know what the funny thing is oh no just imagine there's young Eric Shea even not even young Eric Shea I say get I'm saying this. that wasn't that young I'm just saying right now even get this Eric the Justice League book. Martian Manhunter dies. And you'll <gasps> say, like, oh, that's messed up. And then I go, but but wait, Eric, it's an Elseworlds. <laughs> like, really? Like, well, what? Uh, no like, stakes at all. I got you. The minuscule bit that I cared for a second just disappeared. You know, what if I stopped reading this? I, I like it enough to read it. I'm not, I'm not reading this getting pissed off. I just need something to hook. Just imagine that. Martian Manhunter Martian Manhunter died and Orion died in the beginning of that pre-crisis kind of situation. I was more upset when Captain Boomerang died in an identity can you crisis. Imagine? There, there's the Eric Shea deal. I'm, I'm writing in Elseworlds. Get this. We start out, Gem World blows up, Eric. I, you know, like, and then <laughs> what a Dinosaur Island disappears. And, right. and then with that. The thing is, at this point, I'm really ups- like, uh, worried in this book that they're going to try to bring it back. And now I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the only thing that'll upset you. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. So by the end, and and even with the old deal, 
you know, Wally, Jay. hey, it's Wally and Jay. Like, that's sure. like, like, that doesn't even, like, does that, you're a Wally West fan. I would, and I would boy. appreciate it more than we, if we had Kyle Rayner on the team as well. Well, that would have been cool. But even then, would you have been that excited? I, no. I just don't know. Well, what did Wally do here or in the last issue that really freaking upped the ante of this book? I don't I mean, it looked cool when Darkseid came through that boom tube. But it's just freaking cool. guardian bodies guardian in his hand stead. behind him. I mean, him. that's awesome. I had some errors. Getting I that mean, tattooed on my back. No. <laughs> he's telling jokes. Then. I had some errands. I wish that it was something to do with guardians or something. Oh, I don't know. Hey, everybody here looks a little blue. Don't you like that? Or he's like, I don't like to work blue. That's the lazy man's comedy. And then throws Dark these dead bodies at him. There's Dark Side. Oh, look at him. He looks badass. He really sure does. does. But there you go. And and with that, remember then uh, how this stops there. Dark Side, where Martian Manhunter and Batman say, and Martian Manhunter says, I'm using my telepathy, something really dark. Really dark's coming from the outside. Uh, but it seems like that's not it. We'll see. Steppenwolf or whatever might be that. But because Dark cool. Side's Cowboy here. Back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dark Side, though, is right at Superman and how. And that's pretty cool to think of them going to like that's really cool stuff there. But overall, I just nothing is making me think that I really need to care about this. And so by the end, I was kind of bored with this issue, and that's a shame because it's made to just have some fun and do a what if Elseworlds thing, and it just is it's not grabbing. It's not, and I think that what this might have been. Is almost like the idea of hey, that deceased really kicked in. Like everybody loved that. That was a Even surprise. The White Knight. So let yeah, all these are big. So let's just keep the ball rolling here and do this up. But it seems like you, you said get it's a world. Too, you get a world. You everybody get a world. A you world. get a book. You get a book. But it's too close to not being a what if to make me actually care of this alternate vision of it. Right? You know the others. Right, I don't right. know if you know this deceased. There were zombies, Eric. I mean, really, they weren't. They were anti-life infected, but they were like the zombies. And so there was some kicker into that as well. But yeah, overall, what would you give this? 6.5 out of 10. I thought the art was really strong in this book, and I liked the flashbacks trying to set up the world, but it wasn't enough, and ultimately the main story in the present day didn't do anything for the book at all except for take us on a long-ass car trip that didn't give us any new information as far as I'm concerned. Big Ben kids. That's all I kept thinking of. That's the idea. Were you at Wally World yet? I mean, what's going on here? And Aquaman yeah, I'm died. I'm going to go. Now, the thing is, and it's off paddle. I'm more upset here that Aquaman died off paddle than Martian Manhunter died. I think everybody's dying. I, I just, again, I, I just want to really stress that the idea that they broke up was not the, the death. It was Batman's hard-headedness that led to that death. Nothing was stopping Aquaman going to try to save her. I think Mara put him up to it, and that's why the Mara's not here, because nobody talks to her anymore. Well, I actually got word that the day before Darkseid started this whole attack, she ended up putting a really big life insurance policy out on him. I, I think it's her, Eric. Don't but trust yeah, that bitch. also, I don't know if you realize this. Tom King got a hold of me and said that Darkseid was allowed to go to Earth because Adam Strange told him how to get there. Back door, Eric. But yeah, all of this going on, I'm, I'm going to go 6 5 as well. I, I went 7 on the site the first time through. I really did enjoy the flashback deal, but going through and talking to you again and reading it again, I'm like, well, you know, I, I just want more of that if that's the story. The stuff with Lobo, I couldn't care less. And even the flashback is kind do of shocking all. I want to know about yeah, it, and they're freaking just keep really me in the dark. I, I guess when we get to Apocalypse and see what's going on there, I might care a little more. But at this point, it's Lobo. Like he even said, like if he killed some people, whatnot, I mean, you know, that's Lobo. So 
I didn't really like, what if Lobo ends up killing people? Oh my God. Well, even that, the gracious. idea of like, he has killed the new gods. I and mean, I assume this whole thing, he's killed the new gods on new Genesis. So all yeah, of them yeah. are gone. But I'm that's like, not even really spelled out. I wish, but I agree. I think but that the that's whole the idea thing. when you do this, like who speaks then for the new gods, who demands justice for the new gods who are over everybody else? Are you sitting down there with the freaking bugs and forager and stuff like that? You killed everybody in the super city. Tell like, we need the justice. I'm like who is the one who's demanding this and who is coming after well, him? This one of your favorites over. Ryan ended up living there. <laughs> you could get back to what you said. And then Orion dies. Oh, you're, no, not You're lightly. so upset. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, with that, what is your book of the week? Eric? My book of the week is The Joker, number four. My book of the week. Mine is the Batman Urban Legends. So we'll go from there. I almost forgot what I gave that. But, yeah, that is my book of the week. Here is what we're going to be talking about next week. And two of these books, not a lot of books next week. They're they're not really divvying these up very well because no, the week not. after next is insane. But yeah, really. Uh, but this is what we will be talking about. Two of these will be picked by the badass of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, 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 beep. And they will be on the Patreon if you want to go and listen to all of that, including last week's deal with the future state Gotham and Wonder Woman. Go over to patreon.com slash weird science just to throw this out there, too. We have an annuals week this month. And if you're new to this or whatnot, annuals week means that everything is on the Patreon for that week. Uh, pretty low gym, as everybody tells me. But, yeah, that's just to push that and keep that in mind as well for a little incentive. But we have Catwoman, number 32, Eric, a book that actually last issue we said has really, you know, elevated itself to yeah. be a very important book in this whole infinite frontier, especially with the magistrate stuff going on in Gotham. We have Nightwing, number 81. A book that I think a lot of people are getting very upset and shocked by me not liking it as much as everyone else because I'm a huge Tom Taylor and huge Nightwing fan. It's just not hitting with me yet. I need less fan service and I believe a little more ongoing story. So we'll see how that goes. Erica, uh, one that we've been waiting for, I mean, since episode 100. If you remember, I should have had. I was blackout drunk that episode. I don't know what you're talking about. You do, Eric. Static season one, number one. Static shock milestone stuff. And this, even milestone has finally come up. (laughs) It's gone back and forth with this, with being a a digital first, then not coming out at all, then the digital first again, now print. So this is just all over the place, the way that they have set all of that up. So it'll be cool. We'll get to. You know, oh, listen no, to not that. Infinity, man. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Wait till no, we get I'm just sitting hardware. here thinking about which new gods are going to die next. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. I I like the idea that you are concerned, Eric, for those new gods. I know that you always have been. That is very nice for you to think of that. But also, we have uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number one, Eric. Oh, that no, is the that is the Tom King. <laughs> Supergirl book. I have been told some things about it, and it kind of goes right along the lines of what I it expect. It makes sense. It's a Tom King book. The only way the he can tell a story. Comes out, uh-huh. And the milestone comes <laughs> I out. Got, I couldn't find it first. But yeah, we'll see if Tom Taylor, Tom, uh, Tom Taylor, Tom King, King's it up. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yes, I'm, yes I'm, he I'm, will. Yeah, yeah, he will. Uh, and then we also get The Flash, number 771. Which I look forward to because while I didn't like the ending of last issue because it looked like he was in reverse Flash's body at the Legion of Doom with a very Super Friends-esque look to the comic art, I want to know what's going on because I need to know if it makes sense because I'm like, there's something wrong with the Speed Force and while he's getting sucked all around it's different people with speed powers, how does he go into the negative Speed Force, Jim? I need to find out if this is addressed. We need 
to find that out, Eric. That is something that you are very concerned about. And with that, though, you had seen some previews and stuff like that. And no, I just you ended cover. up pointing out that the cover is the sanctuary. And Wally what, West like, in front of the sanctuary crazy. in a time travel story. I'm like, what are you doing, DC? Yeah. You're trying to make yeah. things right I mean, finally? Really? I mean, really? The idea that it didn't make hit it right. enough. Now, and remember this. The idea that they tried to make it right at first was the idea that Reverse Flash whispered the sweet nothings to Wally. Well, what happens when Wally then is in Reverse Flash at that time deal? That seems really cool and really important. So Even you deeper, ended up sending nothings. me that cover. And I was like, holy crap. Like, What does that, this mean for the Flash huge. story? Because yeah. boy, do I yeah. want to find out. And so with all of that, a Tom King, new Supergirl, whatever, you have static. I'm looking more forward to seeing what that. Now, this may end up hyping it too much for me, and I end up being disappointed. But yeah, right now, happen. that's the book, though, that I am really looking forward to. Oh, I want to see a new static. To. Yeah, well, I do too. Is that well, you know? We'll see how that goes. And it oh, I thought you were be... talking about that. I thought that's what you're what you're going for for the idea of that's what you're hyped for. But you're hyped for the Flash, just like me. No, I'm hyped for the Flash. I'm saying okay, all those gosh, others cool or whatever. But no, I just when, took it to the static. No, all of a sudden when you end up showing me that cover and sending it to me, I was like, all right, that's that's the book that I need to get into and see what's happening because yeah, i'm right there with the idea of i'm hyped for the milestone aesthetic for a new reimagined world this whole the like, milestone you know, comes of dakota out. and the milestone everything involved with that yeah. and i'm thinking don't get yourself too hyped up because it might not be any good and you might be really pissed off at that the end. might be true i just want to throw it out there viva ayala writing it not my favorite so not hopefully that's something they can come through uh but we'll see but like i said two of those will be on the Patreon, what I'm saying is static and super static. Dumb, probably, I would guess. I would think so. Know. We just pushed the flash so much that it might end up as well. Wink, really wink. Really that book. Yeah, I do. I, I really do as well. And I've really been enjoying it. It's one of that and the Suicide Squad have been actually my uh, pleasant surprises. Now, it shouldn't be a pleasant surprise to the flash, but it still is. So take that. One thing is, I'm, take I've, that. Had, I've had a problem with the fight. I really enjoyed the I last know. issue, but the, the scavenger hunt aspect of storytelling, I hate. And that's all we're doing in a quantum wave style. And I need us to get away from that. But now that it's like looking man. like it's going to do something or possibly address something that I want to see happen, I'm like, okay, do it for me, Wally. This is why you're the yeah. best Flash there is, because you can make it shit happen. Yeah. There's there's a new uh, Spider-Man. Like, the idea I talk of weird in my this, mind. this <laughs> podcast being all Batman family and whatnot. Pretty much this week on the Marvel stuff, a lot of Spider-Man stuff, and there's the web of Spider-Man that came out. I'm reading this book. I'm like, I don't really like this. Whatever. Who wrote? Oh, Kevin Shinnick. Where, where do I know this name? And then I'm like, oh, crap. That was the guy who had that Dr. Alchemy Flash story that ended up just falling apart. I'm like, yep. This is already starting. Wow, here, that so. book sucked, and everybody loved it. People loved it. They And it got me. This is the problem. Is To find out, I'm like, I know this name. Let me see. And I look. And it goes to the comic book that roundup book deal really the Flash. Cool so I look and I'm like, what are these people thinking? Holy crap. This book stunk. You were so angry. Ah, oh, but there you go. He made take, a philosopher's take stone that, in his Kevin jail cell. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> and then flew. It was like one man's toilet wine is the next guy's philosopher's stone. I and mean, now really? I'm invaded by everybody who ever held the philosopher's stone. Remember that? I am the like, Magus. No. No, you're oh an asshole. God. No, yeah, you're just an asshole. Speaking of which, uh, Logan today, isn't that a good segue? We're, we're driving home. I go to pick Maybe? him up from, I go to pick him up from basketball and we're driving home. We get, we went to Wawa. We get out, we get back into the car and he's sitting there. All of a sudden I hear this, like this weird thing. He had a cicada on his shoulder. 
right? And it freaked him out. He almost caused us to wreck. He flung himself. He was screaming and yelling. So then we were laughing about this then. And I called Tanya up and I'm like, oh my God, Logan almost had a heart attack. What? What is happening? Are you at the house? Uh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, you I know just, your wife by some, now. What are you I doing? I know, but this would be something that you'd say because he got upset and he's like, ah, oh, it's the worst, now, the the worst is, though ever. You don't send What's that it? as a text. You have to continue no, no, on no, the I, message. No, I called. I, uh, I was talking to her. I was just talking to her and said, I, and here was it. Oh my God. Logan almost had a heart attack. What? The heart attack? Ah, she, well, she's very then, upset because you're giggling about it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, Afterwards, she hung up then after I started. And then we called back and she's like, you can't do that, whatever. And then Logan's like, what do you mean? He obviously was just saying something funny, whatever. She goes, I don't know. I thought maybe they discovered you had a heart defect at the Who? basketball. I'm like, well, what is there? Some heart surgeon there. Hey, That's funny you here. say that because it does remind me back when Damian Wayne died in the comic books. My girlfriend was picking me up from work and we're yeah, going yeah, through yeah. a four-way stop sign. And I'm really upset because you and I were talking about all day. We just found out. And at we're that point, upset. I'm like – Damien died. And the thing is, her and I have a friend named Damien, so I didn't think about it when I said it, but she oh slammed God. on the brakes in the middle of this four-way intersection. I'm like, go, go, go. But oh talking about cicadas, though, Logan almost had a heart attack, you say, because me, there was one part where there's a like a turn down the road from work, and I walk home from work every day, yeah, yeah. and it was only down at this one turn, a big wooded area. And I'm like, okay, that's gross because it was I could hear it over my headphones playing a podcast. So it's actually overpowering something that's plugged into my ear holes. That's how loud it was. And now I realize this week they're slowly moving down closer and closer to my work where I could hear them all the time. Yeah, they're walking down the the road this week. They uh, were attacking me. Aggressive. They were flying at my face to the point where freaking I actually ended up freaking flipping out, turning my side, and then twisting my ankle sideways. And I'm thinking, if there's a car coming, I'm dead. And then the other one got into the back of my ponytail here and just started screaming. And then I started screaming myself and trying to flip it out of my goddamn ponytail. What are you, you, young Danny DeVito over here? You end up where uh, Logan pushed it off him. And then the thing was going nuts in the car. I'm like, oh, man, I can't deal with this. So, you know, maybe killing a cicada will get me canceled. But we couldn't figure out what? how to do it. I don't know. I ended you do up with fire, weird Jim. these days. No, no, no. I ended up boiling water. That's okay. And Where the hell did you get boiling on. water to kill a cicada? I, we, we got home. I went in and boiled water. Why didn't water. you stop on it? Because it. it was stuck in. And, and to tell you where it was, it was weird. It ended up falling off of Logan and then seemingly lodging itself in the railing of how the seat goes back and forth. Logan uh-huh. thought if he pushed the seat back and forth, it would do something. It didn't. And then it started screeching at us like it was, you know, mocking me. Yeah, yeah, and I got yeah, pissed. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I ended up then. You grabbed both your hands. No, no, no. Listen, no. It was, I couldn't get to it. It was in this like rail thing that had like a divot in it. It's where the seat goes. So I end up where I'm like, oh, we got a lighter in here. I tried, I burnt myself because I was trying to do it upside. I don't know. Set the car lighter. on fire. I'm a good boy. So I ended up there. I didn't know what to do. So I ended up where I was going to pour my coffee on. I'm like, screw that. I'm going to drink my coffee. And I went in and boiled. And I had no, no other idea. Car. Yeah, no, it was just water. Is that car really? No, and I even the said, coffee. If we're going to leave, oh yeah. Well, I said if we're going to leave it in there. This thing probably has food to eat for seven years. And then I just started Clean getting not upset. I'm like, this damn thing has waited 17 years to just come out of the ground and make sweet love to another cicada. And it happened to get on Logan, and now it's burned to death. I'm like, with the hot water, scalded. Yeah, it's dead. But yeah, it was crazy. Logan flipped out. It scared the crap yeah, out awful. of me. Yeah, yeah. Awful. I don't like and then it just begin kept with. Going. And I'm walking on a road with more sidewalks. Yeah. Trash talking it was. It. But that's it. That's They're it for the my podcast, face. Eric. Hey. 
Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks to Neil Zed Jamin for the mail. Thanks, Clay, for doing the digital uh, spotlight. And thank you, Eric, for joining me for some laughs. We we did. We had some laughs tonight. Eric, if I was doing the thing from the beginning and giving you a quiz, I can't remember what the quiz was. So we're going to end up, I think. All right. But that's it, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. If you want to remember to do this, you know, and you like the podcast, rate and review us on any sort of device that allows that. Subscribe, all that stuff. Smash that buttons of some sort, I think they say. But, Eric, what do we say at the end of our podcast? Yeah. Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. And the milestorm comes out. The wolf man. I like the killing.